Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. Featuring the producer of the show, Tits Legendary. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. You're out of your mind, dude. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. Coming at you, the Pulp MX Show. Presented by BTOsports.com. Thank you, another Monday where we get to spend the time together. Four and a half hours or so of just uh, quality time between you and me and all of our guests in the house. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Not far from the Lions Den in Las Vegas. We are live. The Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars, Showy Helmets, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, our friends at Works Connection, can't do it without them, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, uh, big tie-in tonight with FMF Racing and uh, X-Brand, we're going to get to that in detail, Brat Bar, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix, all on board with us, thank you everybody for tuning in, great show, Ralph Shaheen, the voice of Supercross coming on. Uh, Jake Weimer, Monster Energy Kawasaki's Jake Weimer will be in the house as well as we're going off-road a little bit. The winner of the Enduro Cross on Saturday night, Cody Webb, uh, will be in to talk about betas and winning Enduro Crosses. Hey, don't forget, uh, this show's available on Stitcher tomorrow, uh, iTunes always uh, tomorrow, uh, and the Pulp Mex app. You can listen live on the Pulp Mex app also, so it's a fantastic deal. And uh, thanks ag- again for listening. I'm Steve Mathis. With me in studio, uh, the voice of motocross, uh, the RacerX online editor. He's the voice of en- webcross and en- en- webcast and durocross. He was the voice of supercross webcast for uh, seven or eight years with Jim Hollywood Holly. He's a-, a better announcer than I am. He's a better writer than I am. He's a better radio show host than I am. He's better everything. Jason Wygant, what's up? But am I better than Ralph? No. No. Nothing. We will have to have a showdown. <laughs> we will. Maybe, perhaps. I'm nervous we about do. this. Maybe we get you guys to call a race. Call. Side, a shootout? Side by side. Side by side. You better yeah. put attitude to that rear sprocket and uh, put some grab handles in the uh, side panels. Maybe a little longer swing arm or yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming by. Or Four and a half hours. Thanks for being forced to come by. Well, you had me at dog point. Yeah, I did. I mean, those <laughs> things are beasts. Vicious, you rabid. You are well known as an animal lover. It's well known. Well, in the case of eating pepperoni and sausage on this pizza, absolutely. <laughs> Big fan of the animals. I know Pookie is as well. Is this going to hurt your DMXS spots coming yeah. on here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah. 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 Um, I've just changed alliances. It's going to hurt. Um, I want to let those boys know it took me three years to can, actually do this. Bef- right off the top of the show. Right off the top. Now, you were in town for Enduro Cross. You called the action. Very exciting uh, Enduro Cross uh, action. Cody Webb coming out ahead. Taddy Blazuziak winning an insane main event. But right off the top of the show, I got some tweets about it. Um, there was a, an email today about it. Um, RacerX comments. You didn't have your Enduro Cross history down, and people were upset. I screwed a rider over. You did. I did. I screwed you're a rider ruining, over. You ruined motocross, and yep. now you're ruining Enduro Cross. Mm-hmm. The man I ruined? Ricky Dietrich who was in the first full season of Enduro Cross when they had a, a, a they had a three race triple crown format type okay. thing David Knight won that title 
Then they expanded to the existing, I think, six-race series the following year. Mm-hmm. Ricky Dietrich was champion that year. And you had written... That Taddy was the only right. champion in the series. Taddy oh. had broken his face literally that year. Ricky Dietrich could do it all. Works, Why? ISDE, Endurocross, great rider, good dude. He was your first Endurocross champ. My apologies. Why are people writing me emails and tweeting me about something you wrote? You're less intimidating than me, I guess. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. They kind of know that you're not going to get up to a level of someone like me. You're not going to, you know, you can't talk to the CEO of the company. No, You're no. like a customer yeah, service yeah, yeah, level yeah. guy. Right. Good point, retail. good point, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All I need is the uh, Pakistani accent, and I just would have been perfect. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah. May I help you? Yeah, yeah. Can, like can I come in? Mm-hmm. Can I get uh, the model number? Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening. All right, producing the show, handling the calls, uh, one of his farewell shows. Uh, we're working towards his farewell tour. This is sort of like... Well, I don't think this is going to be like the Rolling Stones. Remember the Rolling Stones went on a bunch of farewell tours? Probably a couple more to go. Still, yeah, yeah, still a couple more to go. I think this is it. He really is done. Uh, the Tis Legendary Tits, what's up? Yo. How are you? Great. Uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, no and, problem. And uh, you're counting down the shows. You're counting them down. Yeah. This might be... Informally, your, your, yes. <laughs> uh, not for, I didn't think there was a formal poll well, going on, well, but yeah. for me, me <laughs> yeah, and my yeah. wife, yeah, um, counting them down. Counting them down. Uh, so last week we had Jake in studio. Uh, yes. We're having a producer... Uh, win the producer mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Why again? Do you, do you want, would you to apply? Coming from Charlotte every. Uh... Uh, my answer at first would have been no, but again, the free pizza tonight and a cup of coffee. Yeah, starting to change my mind. Right, right, mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, coming in this week, uh, Jake was in last week, and uh, so this week Brandon's in. Brandon, um, put the headset on, and uh, what's happening? Uh, not much, just hanging out. Uh, so you ready? You nervous? You excited? You're just sitting beside tits. You're gonna. He's gonna show you the ropes. Jake, last week, did a pretty good job. Uh, I'm a little nervous, but excited. Okay, all right. What do you think so far? That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to get you to move the microphone to your mouth, so you right away you're, you're, you're in tradition with everybody else. Who Don't have worry. you not said that to? Has anyone ever got the microphone <laughs> placement correct? Me. Wow. Yeah, but he's got you a different, different deal. It doesn't matter. Different, but we had to tell Jake talking to that mic. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, we can hear the... Monday Night Football. No, it's okay, Brandon. I'll, I'll turn right, it down. He's gonna I got turn it down. I got it right here. Um, all right. Um, so, yeah, Jacob, just uh, learn the ropes. You're in ve- you actually know, uh, Brandon, you actually know Jake a little bit from last week. Yeah, I do. A little bit. Yeah, from back in the day. Yep. And you ride and race? Yep. Here in Vegas? Yep. That's overrated. Uh, you have a seven hat, so <laughs> I'm assuming you're not raining yellow guy, are you? No, that's okay. not me. All right. Cause that, that I guy- do ride a Suzuki, though. Oh. And are you a Stewart fan? Hence yes. the seven hat. Yes. Hmm. It's good. What? I mean, he could probably run laps around Pookie and Tits vs. Tits showdown if we have to do it that way. I think we what like... What will happen to that segment? What will happen? I don't know because Brandon seems like he really follows the sport. Like so he goes, saying, he goes he to Anaheim around. and everything, right? Yeah. yeah. So Tits versus Tits could be... Uh, I don't know. We could have maybe my wife versus like one of the Bassets. <laughs> Something like that. I, I don't know. Can um, I weigh in here? Can I weigh in on this producer yeah, shootout? Yeah. No, you can weigh in whenever you want. The, the, <clears> you're the co-host. You speak when you... As you know, I'm a big fan of uh, free meals. Yeah. Cause, and the reason I'm especially a fan of free meals is because I don't pay for anything, but you cannot live without food. So I occasionally do have to spend yeah. money yeah. on food. I've managed to cut everything else out of my life. Uh, you provided free Papa John's, very high-end, very expensive, I know. I'm sure they have a Monday night football deal. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't check. but He they, uh, they was pro- offered free pizza and did not accept the offer oh, of free man. pizza. Now, he might think that's a good gesture to not take free food as a gesture from you. Mm-hmm. But anyone who does not take a free meal, yeah. I say points off. Points Sorry. off, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Note, 
in the future always take anything that he offers to uh, for free. Tits yeah. does it regardless. Anything. Hence, yeah. hence the email to uh, Trey Kennard's brother, who he barely knows, trying to get Elsinore <laughs> passes last year. No, what? No, no. That was yeah. two years ago. Oh, oh, it's totally different. Totally different. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. Two Tits, years I know, ago. I know that like, you got one foot out the door. And yes. you know, and all that, and but you're one tit out the door. He's got one tit out the door. <laughs> Clever. Uh, um, but you're out of your mind, dude. Why are you calling dudes on Twitter idiots on the Pulp Show account? Like what? Because what's, but I what? signed it, so he knew it was coming from uh, me. It wasn't coming what, from what you. What was wrong? Why was he an idiot? This guy. What happened? Because he didn't know what he's talking about. But can't I've, you... I, I met, I met a man. I'm a man at the end of his rope. <laughs> And wow. I've been insulted far too many times. Wow. And the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Brandon, if you get the job, can you not? Call our listeners' names, even though they probably deserve it. I, I don't know what they said to you. <laughs> he did. I get these. You I, know, I her- usually reserve name calling for special situations, and oh, I felt like shit. this was one of them. Okay, all right. Well, I just I'm like, what is? What are you so angry about with this this guy? <laughs> um. Uh. All right. So yeah, Brandon. Uh, take it all in, soak it all in, and uh, we'll get you running the phones here a little bit. We'll, let's take some calls now. If somebody's got some call, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Um. Call in with whatever. We're going to have JT on the line tonight. Cody Webb, Ralph Shaheen, and Jake Weimer all on. Um, great Enduro Cross last night, uh, Weech. Fantastic Enduro Cross. Saturday like, night. Saturday, Saturday night. night. Like, yeah, co- it really was. Couldn't, a little dra- dragged a little bit early on in the heats and everything else. Track was good. I liked the track. It was good. Uh, but that main event, that thing delivered. Yeah, it is a hard thing, I think, for that series to deal with. Uh, you and I have talked about this a few times. Uh, we're too young to have gone to Supercross before they had a 125 class. So I don't know what it was like to go to a Supercross in 1984, which had been in the last year of just, mm-hmm. I, I guess they had four heat races and some semis, and I they tried to stretch to ru- it. you had to ride a heat and a semifinal, because remember when Ward didn't make Anaheim 86? You couldn't event? race the semi. Yeah, you that's right. couldn't make the semi. Right. So they had to find a way to get the stars in it as much as possible, because the main event, you're not going to have an hour-and-a-half-long Supercross main. Yeah. So how do you keep the people entertained? Right. Uh, Enduro Cross right now really only has, again, the one main class. So they've put in an amateur class, a vet class, a women's class, to just try to give the people their tickets worth. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But in the yeah. end, all night long, you're pretty much just saying, come on, where is the main event? Brown and Blazusiak are tied. When's it going to happen? Yes. Once it happened, it was awesome, but it took forever to get there. No, exactly. Yeah. And, like, I mean, they both fell on each other a few times. Yeah, what more right. could you I ask mean, for? I they, mean, they, yeah. they crashed together. They fell together. Yep. Um, this Cody Webb now, obviously, uh, Cody Webb wears X-Brand, Choice of Champions, which, by the way, my tagline, Tits, if you don't, if you wear X-Brands, you won't win, Yeah, is now applicable. Yeah, it is. Cody Webb won with X-Brands. X-Brand is Will a very won? strong, very strong, strong in we Endurocross. We cover that shit. Yeah. Because you know what challenges goggles? <laughs> Water and sweat. logs. And sweat, and, and sweat, and, right. and at the, the the gnarliest of the gnarly ride arena cross, and we our goggle lots, performs. Lots of dudes wearing. Hey, that brings up an excellent question. Do you think there's any need whatsoever for tear offs or roll offs in enduro cross? Water, maybe. Mm, I don't think I've ever seen some anyone guys pull, had them, but right? maybe some uh, yeah. sand after the water section. So perhaps, perhaps, when, as a goggle guy, what are you usually when you're preparing goggles? What are you preparing? Uh, Pookie wants to know that she follows the sport and she goes to Anaheim's. Just, just for the record. <laughs> we got a battle on our hands. Just for the record. Okay. Uh, okay, well, sorry. We when talk- you're preparing goggles, as the goggle guy you are, what are you normally preparing on the goggles? Uh, tear-offs. 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 Right. Yeah, so yeah. I think yeah. what we found is the product is good as long as tear-offs and goggle prep from Mathis is not a factor. So we remove Mathis from <laughs> his handiwork from the picture, yeah. and suddenly there is X-Brand and, and, domination. And now X-Brand dominates. Yes. I, 
All right. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Again, X-Brand goggles, EKSBrand.com. If you don't wear X-Brands, you won't win. All right. Let's get to Jared. Jared's got a question for Jason Wygant. What's up, Jared? Not much. I want to know why he left Colesili off the list. Excellent question. We First thing I have to do is find this vaunted list. Yeah. I don't believe there was a list. This is a very touchy this subject, very Jared. Touchy. I'm very upset about this. Uh, I did not write a list, did not list anything, so I guess I left everyone off the list. I wrote a story. I wrote a story about there's going to be some old guys in the class and some young guys in the class. Cole is in between. He did not fit the storyline, Stephen Ping. Thanks, wait, boys. Wait till he wins. Wait till he wins. He will be a storyline. Yes, and I'm sure he'll be glad to say, no one believed in me. He will. Race he will. Yeah. Jason Wygand, you didn't yeah. believe in me. You left me out. But, but honestly, Wygand, I want to say the article about Kirk Caselli, really good read. I really enjoyed it, and I think he did an awesome job on it. Yeah, I appreciate it was, that. Uh, I, it was really good. Our first goal, really, oh, sorry, our first goal was to, uh, you know, I think at the motocross side, people maybe know some of the big names in off-road, but maybe they don't know exactly what titles they won or what they did. So our first thing was really just to give people an idea of what he'd accomplished and how great a racer he was. But the more I got into it, the more I realized, you know, you really can't tell his story without saying what a good dude he is. So I'm glad I was able to do that. And, and man, especially this weekend at the Enduro Cross, being around a lot of people that are friends with them, people seem to appreciate it. So so and, I thank you for saying that. And, uh, and we have a podcast coming out on Racer X that we did yesterday in studio. Why can't we talk a little more about some of the circumstances and, your your talks with the KTM people a little bit more about Kurt's uh, Kurt's accident. So. Yeah, there are some uh, <clears throat> a little more confirmation in the details. Out of respect to the family, KTM's not going to give it all away yet. It's really a, the family's decision of how much uh, is going to go public as far as what happened. Uh, a few things I can say: uh, apparently, he hit an animal and then a tree. That was the incident. I know there were some rumors of booby traps. That's absolutely not the case. Uh, and I think KTM, I believe at the end of the week, we'll, we'll release a few more details. But either way, uh, just a bad deal all around, obviously. Thanks. Thanks, Bears. Yep. Have a good show. Bye. All right. See ya. That's Bears. Bears. Um, hey, I need you to pick a number between 1 and 30. 1 and 30? Yep. Hmm, what number is directly between 1 and 30? <laughs> I don't know. 15. I don't know. You pick 15? Sure. Is that your number? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Last week, courtesy of Fly Racing USA, Fly Racing USA, the uh, gear choice of Weston Pike, Jimmy Albertson, Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, many other. Uh, they're giving, they, they gave us uh, two sets of gear from Bercy, sweaty, smelly, stinky gear, right off the back of Trey Kennard and Andrew Short. Uh, and we are, gave it away. We gave uh, Kennard stuff away last weekend. You had to email the show, uh, Pulp MX sh- contest at pulpmxshow.com, and uh, answer the trivia questions, um, the correct trivia question, and... Um, Trey Kennard's national number, Trey Kennard's title, and who's Trey Kennard's uh, coach or trainer. We got 30 correct responses, probably 30 wrong answers as well. Uh, he does not train with Shannon Nide. He does not train with Gary Bailey. Uh, he trains with Tim Ferry, everybody. So, um, anyways, 30 correct responses. We said 15. So, we will get the name of the 15th correct email, and they will win Trey Kennard's gear uh, from Bercy, sweaty, smelly gear right off his back. I'll, we'll send it out courtesy of Fly Racing. Are you making French smell jokes? Like no, 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 because it, you no, said, no, no, you specified Bercy gear stinky. No, 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 I swear it's not that. I can't believe um, you're going there. Um, what's your deal, man? Yeah, it's terrible. Seriously. Absolutely. Ping got in big trouble when he used to make those jokes in the magazine, he man. He did get in trouble. Yeah, he did. Well, uh, that's what happens when you're racing for a European company. Um, um, no, it's just was sweating and stunk up my I hotel understand. room and everything. Oh, right. literally 
it literally does smell. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, I said we that's Trey Canards. So now we're gonna give away Andrew Shorts. Now we're gonna give away Andrew Shorts stuff. And Andrew Shorts fly gear is signed by Andrew himself. Trey, we didn't get signature, but Andrew did. And uh, right from Bercy, straight off his back, logos on it, uh, all the everything else, uh, number twenty nine, of course. So uh, contest at Pulp Mech at Pulp Show, Pulp Mech Show, Pulp Show. Pulp contest at pulpamechshow.com. Thank you. Contest at pulpamechshow.com. Um, three three questions uh, to win the Andrew Short gear. Same deal. We're going to pick uh, the correct answers and uh, randomly draw the winner. Uh, Brandon, you can't win. You're not eligible to win. Um, you just right. admitted that he's going to be an employee. Has he won? No, I'm just saying no, no, nobody associated with the show can win. Even association? Yeah. But what if this is the only so, time including he's Moser, Including Moser. He's included Moser. for. He's dis- disqualified forever? Brandon, do you want to win it? Yeah. <laughs> fine, fine, you can win it. Fine, fine. Thank Weege if you do win it. All right, okay. Uh, number question number one: Name Andrew Short's teammate this year, 2014. Name Andrew Short's teammate this year. Number two: Name Andrew Short's wife's name. Andrew Short's married. Can I enter? No. Andrew Short's married to a beautiful, lovely woman. Moser. It's not Moser. Oh, okay. Uh, name her. Give, give us her name. And uh, what Andrew won Las Vegas. 125 East-West shootout twice. Uh, one time as a huge underdog, one time as a factory guy. Give us the two numbers he wore for those races. Give us the two numbers he wore uh, for those two wins at the Las Vegas East-West shootout. Teammate in 2014, wife's name. What number was Andrew when he won his two Vegas uh, shootout wins? Uh, a little bit of Google. Working in the Google will uh, get the answer. So um, do that. And um, I have a trivia question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Spin off of that. Okay. Bring it, bro. When he won that first one, name the team manager. Hollins? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> cracking open a Red Bull, probably. Oh, yeah. um, Crap. Okay, so thanks to Fly Racing for that. Flyracing.com. Uh, uh, appreciate that. All right, so a couple things, Weege. Um, one of the rumors going on uh, in the sport is uh, Christophe Purcell. Yeah. He may be back for the Nationals. This is... Maybe not confirmed, but pretty good. I'm hearing uh, ink is dry in a contract. I don't know if it's in blood okay. or what, uh, but supposedly he'll be back uh, riding for the re... The, how many times has Team Con back and forth? The, the revamped, the relaunched Valley Motorsports Yamaha team. That's what I'm hearing. On a Yamaha. On a Yamaha, and I believe they'll yep. have full factory support. So I guess that would mean the, a similar bike to Star Racing or something like that. The 377 will be back. It's going to be interesting. I don't wow. know how you rank him, and it will not race Supercross, so we'll have really no idea. Yeah, Last time we saw an Opercell and we just saw him for Nationals, it didn't work out very well. On a Yamaha. Yeah, ironically it, it, enough. Yeah. Ironically yeah. enough. Um, I think he'll be better. Yeah, well, uh, obviously that uh, that was the first year. Was that the first year of the uh, uh-huh. of that generation, 450, uh, or was that 2011? No, right? no, that was the second. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, that was 2011. Yeah. That was the second year of it. Uh Anyway, the 450's been revamped, but this is the 250. I know the 250 has the same general design with the backwards-facing engine. I just but found every- this out. Yep. 250, 450, exact same frame, which is weird. What? Exact same frame. What? John Throttle at Pro Circuit told me same frame, different mounts, motor mounts, yeah. same frame. I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing. Oh, uh, wow. that's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Even the bottom, usually Everything. the bottom frame. Wow. Sometimes the top According to Throttle at Pro Circuit. <clears throat> anyway, uh, from everything I've heard, the 250... Any of the issues riders had on the 450 then or now, 250 doesn't seem to have those. This is production form, but... Anything that you add uh, weight and horsepower to, whatever weak characteristic you have shines or 
for, for lack of a better term, shines worse on a bigger bike. So. Right. So I don't think the bike's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's been really an on and off career for him the last couple of years is going to be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, going to be exciting to watch. Um, Hey, getting back to EnduroCost, Cody Webb, I meant to ask you this. Uh, this kid did something, and I want to ask him about it when we have him on the show later. I've never seen, um, I've never seen Taddy Buzuzet get caught and passed without falling. That's what Cody Webb did in his heat race. Yeah, and beat him. That's yes, right. Yes. Caught him, passed I have him. never yes. seen that. Now, granted, my EnduroCost experience isn't huge. I've never seen anyone do that. It is a totally different deal this year. A totally different deal. It went from absolute complete domination by Taddy the last couple of years, including a perfect season in 2011. I think he won all but one race, the seasons around that. Uh, and then something changed dramatically this year. A couple of riders, including Brownie, and then eventually Webb, were able to match or even exceed his speed at times. And I think, honestly, I believe at the beginning of that night that Taddy and Brown were just nervous. They maybe weren't riding their best. Yeah. But it wasn't a complete aberration. No, in the Guys heat. Have but been, in the heat, I'm yeah. talking. Yeah. No, in the heat. Um. Yeah, but I think he was even nervous then. But Ooh. still, throughout the year, it has not been the same as far as just don't even have right. the race. He's going right. to dominate. Right. Yeah. Brownie had the points lead until uh, – Now. Until late, right? Yeah, at every race. Wow. Yeah, they were tied coming in. Yeah. But every race before that, he was the points leader. So he never didn't have um, points lead. Number 15, correct answer, answer uh, email for the uh, winner of the Trakenard gear. Jan Slutz. Spelt sluts. S L T Z. Are you sure it's uh It's Slutes, yeah. How do you I think know that? He's, I think he's called before. Okay. Yeah. So uh Jan Slutes, you are the winner. Jan, Jan, you're the winner of the fly racing trick and art gear. Congratulations on that um move. Yes, please. Uh hey Brandon, when you become producer, can you turn make sure the mic is turned off when you're calling hotels and things like that? Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Jan Sl- Jan Slutz is actually right next to the Lions Den. Which is right next to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in <laughs> which, Vegas. Which the Lions Den? You had never heard. You figured it was an adult entertainment place. Yeah. When I, when I said Lions Den, my mind was blown to know that for once the term Lions Den was actually referring to a real Lions Den, where actual lions are kept. Yeah, not a man cave, <laughs> not a strip joint. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, a weird a weird deal for um, Jan uh, Slutes. Jan Slutes yeah, to uh, to, be, be to have that to yeah, have that. It's gonna be very weird. Hey, so um. Okay, so what I wanted to get to was last week we had Jake in, and we you actually listen to the show because only to hear us talk crap on you for Cole Seeley. You're not a listener of the show. Ping but- equated what I did not not mentioning Cole Seeley in a story that, in my opinion, did not apply to him, to the time when Jody said to Ping about Go to Ping, college. He, perhaps college would have been a better yeah a yeah, better yeah. solution. Um, so you listened last week. Yeah. So um, you heard Jake, the producer guy yep. on the show, mm-hmm. a little bit, and. Uh, Thanks to our archiving department here at pulpamax.com, we found actually uh, Jake um, had called into the show before. Mm-hmm. He was a caller to the to the show, and um, we're gonna play this play this voicemail. And no no pressure, Brandon, but I think Jake's voicemail here is a reason why he's really good for the show. But let's listen to Jake, our trial producer last week, who called into the show. I, I, I think this is probably a year ago or so, uh, sometime around then. So let's. Uh, Let's get to that. There we go. He's trying to get a hold of you on Twitter. I know. I know. Oh, Kenny Watson. And did you, so. you never replied? No. Because you kept bugging me about coming on the show. Yeah, okay. Listen to this. He could get my number. Dude, Goodwin's yeah. dad is my gardener. Yeah. All right. Let's this listen to this. Uh, on uh, Twitter. Um, my name is Jake. 
uh, last name is Pool, but it's P-O-O-L-E, so that's where I got Poole. I've been called that since I was an amateur on Do you know this guy? Um, anyways, um, I'd really, really like to be able to just come and, you know, watch the show on, on Monday for my birthday. That's all I want for my birthday. Uh, I'm a huge, you know, huge, huge fan. I don't think he'd have a problem with me being on the show, but he hasn't really gotten back to me on Twitter. He hasn't really gotten back to, to me. <laughs> ask my writer to, you know, call in he doesn't you know, get back to a me. favor for something <laughs> like this. Just cause I, you know, he probably barely get gets back, back to heart. It would mean a lot to me, um, if at all possible. I don't know. Um, it, it'd mean a lot, man. Um, get me back either on Twitter or that would make my birthday, man. Like, I, I love Basset Hounds. I'll bring you guys coffee if you want. You know, I'll bring you beer if you want. I'll bring you, you know, I'll bring Watson dip if you want. It's like, Dude, he's reaching I don't out know whether hard. to get the guy on the show because, like, he's going to kill himself. Right. <laughs> or this is the greatest thing in his life. Right. Or maybe he's maybe we give him a nickname where he's just like Debbie Downer. Uh, yeah, so that's uh wow. So that's Jay, a good find. Well, he, it's a good find by the archive department, and I like it because uh, tits. Remember how I met you? Mm-hmm. Uh, your brother got me as a birthday gift. Yes, to you. To I to, remember. Right, we went to the Mexican Fondly. place. Went to the Mexican place. It was outside the circle. Mm-hmm. I swore a lot. You mm-hmm. remember that? I was yep, swearing yep, a lot. Yep. It's probably passionate, but um, so Jake wants to make coffee. He loves bassinounds. He's going to bring his beer. Uh, I like it how it's he's super creepy and wants to come in so bad. So, Brandon, <laughs> you got that. You're going against that. Now, there are some in the Pulp MX Empire that think Jake's voicemail was weird and strange and creepy and maybe a, not a reason why we should have him on. I am the opposite. I feel like that it works. I, I agree. You're with me. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, he will be passionate about it. So there you go, Brandon. You got that to go up against. Um. <clears throat> Tits, when you showed no, no up as friend. a birthday gift, no. did he pop out of a cake? That's normally how the birthday gift would go. <laughs> there was talk of, of popping, out, popping out of a cake, but yeah, thankfully for everyone, it. it didn't happen. There are often some legendary tits that pop out of birthday cakes on birthdays as gifts, but that was not That included. is how Tits and I met. I was a birthday gift, and I thought it was very strange and weird, but it was yeah. free lunch, Weege, which, you, oh, right. which yeah. you can appreciate. Okay. Never turn it down. Right, right. Brandon, Never take notes. Right. That. Uh, all right, everybody. Pulp Max Show presented by BTOsports.com. Our next guest, uh, like we said, Fly Racing, the leaders in gear technology. The 2014 stuff is out now. Flyracing.com. Some of this new stuff is just, just unbelievably bitching and uh, sweet. And uh, with that, let's welcome in uh, Jason Thomas. What's going on? Unbelievably bitching. That's, uh, that's going in our next ad. I, I, there, honestly, there is not a gear company that has made the strides that Fly has in the last five years. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, I yeah. wore it, so I know firsthand. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just, just, just saying. Um, so, hey, JT, you're in Florida. Yeah, I'm in Florida. I'm uh, down south a little bit, but I'm here. Okay. Um, and Minios, is that part of your agenda? Are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go check it out a little bit on Wednesday. I'm kind of doing the dealer thing um, yep. tomorrow, and then uh, go check it out. And you um, gonna see some family over Thanksgiving, hopefully. I hope that's a, yeah, that's a yeah, plan. Absolutely, yeah. Um, hey, so off, you posted an Instagram video of the 22. How how's your buddy Chad Reed looking at his house? You're at his compound. Yeah, he looks good. Dude, come um, on. No, 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 no. He looks good. How does he look? <laughs> he we- looks good. Weege? I mean, we can't just settle for that. Is he two seconds a lot faster than he was on his previous bike? Because that's kind of off-season standard we're usually judging by. Uh, 
don't, it's hard. I mean, I haven't seen him ride that track. The track's all new, so that's a pretty hard judgment to make. Um, no, I honestly, I when I watch him ride, I know that he's uh, they're working on a lot of stuff that's not specifically like how fast can I possibly go right this second, you know? Um, you know, this kind of time of the year is a lot of base stuff, so. JT's being coy, like doesn't want to. Yeah, shocker. No, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, thought he, I thought he looked really good. Um, you know, I I think he definitely looked better than, than he did last year, so that's a positive thing. It's just, uh, you know, if he, if he wants to win races and be on the podium, he's going to have to be quite a bit better than he was last year, so. Uh, that's really what he's got, you know. That's what he's got. That's what he's facing. Actually, I give. I just thought about. It. I give JT some credit. He's so tight with Chad, you know. He's such a bro with Chad. It's maybe a little refreshing that he's not coming on here and being like, "Oh God, oh God." He's. I, I don't feel like JT does that. I don't feel like he does. No, and it's it's classy that he's not doing it. I don't think that his normal standard. is He's to not do that, claiming though. Chad is going to. No, but JT, do you ever do that? I'm nothing like Weege's with Brayton. That's for sure. Celebrating's coming up, 2014. Celebrating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I might you add. You were not celebrating Brayton in the Nationals. Got uh, fourth couple Celebrating times. that they were over. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Mathis, you really think JT's going to go to Reed's house and then give the full report? Let's spill it all. I'm only here to give Mathis the info on the Pulp MX show. I got to ask. <laughs> I got to ask. Uh, by the way, JT, I loved, love our listeners, uh, our Pulp MX show listeners, because there was an Instagram from Chad or maybe you um, about you were being held by the great Tim Ferry, Michael Byrne. You were held sideways and yep. in a celebor- cele- celebration. Cele- celebrating? Cele- celebrating. Um, and I, almost half the comments were about your jeans. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the Pulp Nation is strong. I like that. I like that. (laughs) A lot of questions about your jeans, how much you spend on your jeans. Watch out for the jeans. Um, Yes, uh, I loved it. I'm going to hold the jeans up as an example when people talk about you know the the privateers don't make enough money. Right, right. They paid for these jeans. Privateer life paid for those jeans. And I believe maybe not anymore, but JT did have a Roly Rolex at one time. Oh, yes, Uh, Breitling. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. So, yeah, poor privateers. Kyle Lewis, another one that was very well off, crying poor privateer. The jeans, man. Jeans. <laughs> while, while Kyle showed up with a yacht pulled up behind his F-250. <laughs> you were a poor privateer living in Orange County, bro. <laughs> yeah, living on a floor in Orange County. Um, OC, that was your address. Hey, let's get to a quick couple questions. JT, we're going to do uh, the BTOsports.com tweet at tits segment as well as the X brands while we got you on the line because, uh, yeah, you, you can't be up too late tonight. I'm sure you got a big, big day. Uh, Tyson, Tyson, you've been on hold for a while. What's your question for uh, Wygant? What's up, Weech? How are you, bud? Hey, Tyson, what's happening? So my question is, uh, living in Illinois, super excited about the Indiana National coming up this year, and I thought yep. if anybody has yep, been to do. the facility, it would be the master of the GNCC. Hold so on. Have you been there yet, Weech? Hold on, hold on. Tyson. What? There is a plaque yes. on the wall yes, here in the lines then. Yep. Fifth place from the Ironman GNCC towards me. Steve Mathis has actually raced the event as well. Suck it. Mm-hmm. You've, you've raced the actual event? Yes. And I'm going to give you something oh. that will really blow your mind. Steve? Two, 2000. Yes, 2000. Yes, 2000. Yeah. tell the man what size motorcycle you raced it on. Tyson, I raced it. Wasn't it. An eight, it wasn't an 80, was it? It looked like it. Uh, I was, Tyson, I was on a uh, 2000 KTM 125. <laughs> 
And uh, I raced the industry class, and I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dead dead honest here. I grabbed the lead on the first lap with Sh- Shane Nally, and I, I don't I don't I don't know if Shane Nally was in there. Yeah, yeah. And there, he the, was the man. The first section was just fields and single jumps. And I was winning, and I'm like laughing in my helmet. These idiots! These you were leading every. You were first overall. You were leading in everybody. the industry class. In the, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But they whatever. started in the first row, I think. Whatever it was, yeah. I was leading everybody. So the fans have been waiting all year for the Ironman, and the first rider they see pop in whatever, in the morning races. Well, I, yeah, whenever Steve we raced, Mathis. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm leading everything. I'm doing the single jumps, and I'm cruising, and I'm you know full elbows up, and I'm like these idiots, these assholes, off road guys. I'm gonna, dude. We hit the woods, and it was it was curtains. But I finished. Fifth place. I think there was eight of us in the industry class. So uh, I got I got fifth, and there's a plaque <laughs> on the wall, Tyson. So I know that terrain better than anyone. So that, that's pretty legit. So tell, tell us about what the expectations we can have for this year. Yeah, I don't know much about that it. That was 13 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I don't know much about you it, remember? Tyson. Weege. Um, here comes Weege with the company line from MX Sports well, what, slash Racer X. That's the problem here. we go. That's All the right, problem Tell here. us how great I it almost is. Don't, yeah, exactly. I almost don't I mean, even want to talk about After you're done that, tell us about Miller. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Please let me talk about both so I can establish a baseline. Because the problem here is the Indiana race is really going to be awesome. And then everyone's just going to say I'm saying that because that's what I work for. Uh-huh. So let me describe the Indiana race, and then let's talk about Miller, or let's even throw Elsinore in the mix. JT looked like Soul Man when he got back from the Miller, <laughs> from the Miller infield. <laughs> he, JT liked it so much he wanted to wear the track. <laughs> I don't know if I've myself. ever seen something funnier. <laughs> so uh, the Indiana race... Uh, this is going to be ridiculous when I describe it. First of all, the dirt is awesome. It, it's literally a farm. It's tilled up soil. There aren't any rocks. The dirt has real nutrients in it. It's it's real dirt. The dirt's awesome. It actually turns into whoops, even though it's not sand, because it's soft enough dirt. And even though it's in the middle of a flat area of the country, there's like this river that carves through it, so it makes these big hills. It's kind of the same way that how could the heck could Redbud have ups and down hills when it's in a flat area? But they do. This has a huge one, like a huge, huge hill, and apparently they go up once and down once, so they're utilizing that. So you've got really good dirt, and yes, people, it will have elevation change, significant elevation change. Uh, I'll give you an idea. Uh, the people from Moose Racing this weekend at the Enduro Cross said they were afraid to drive their Polaris Ranger mule thing. Mm-hmm. They were afraid to drive it up and down the hills on this Indiana motocross track. And I said, do you drive it around the whole Unadilla track? And they said, yes. There you go, Tyson. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be good. I'm all over and, that thing. Well, and I mean, really, it's Josh only, like, it's only like 28 or two hours from Redbud, two or two and a half hours. So you're going to probably get the same type of atmosphere you have at Redbud, I would assume. I, yeah. yeah, Indy in general usually does well on, you know, the Supercross is good and uh, uh, the GNCC crowd. I think the main reason they want to do it there is the GNCC crowd is ridiculous. Now, I wonder if those same people are going to show up I mean, the GNCC crowd is... It's a unique crowd. Uh, they want to watch quads flip in the mud and stuff, which right. is not what they're going to see here. Yeah. I don't know if they know who Ryan Villapoto is. So I don't know if that whole crowd's going to show up, but if they do, it'll be pretty good. All right, Tyson, there you go, man. Can I talk about Miller, just so you know I'm not a company man? What? What, Tyson? Oh. Tyson, go. I was going to ask JT mm-hmm. one question about Chad Reed. Uh, it's, it's good. Really Ch- quick, really quick. Chad's good. I don't care how fast he's going. I'm a big fan, but is he having fun? Uh, he seems like it. I think he wouldn't be racing if he wasn't having fun at this point. So I think he would have. I think after the year he had, if he wasn't, you know, if he wasn't doing it for the right reasons, he would have hung it up because I think that so was what? a pretty hard year on him. Awesome. That's all I need. He's going to do awesome then. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tyson. Oh, I think I shocked Tyson there with my little my Indiana story. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that last night. I was yeah. I was impressed. Fine. I think. Did you race Unadilla one time? 
GNC did not finish. Rain poured. Yeah, I off. believe we both were in that race. We raced each other once. Did we? We oh, were both in that. Okay. Yeah. Same. I had a KX250 that was uh, one of Fred Andrews' bikes, and it was yeah. all hammered, and I had to change the fork springs in the morning or something. It was ridiculous. Why? Why I don't know. Bytus. It was a Bytus deal. Why'd you change the springs? <laughs> no, no, no. No, like one was broken or something. Like it wasn't for like weight and speed. Weight and speed. Oh, okay. You're hitting this stuff yes. so fast yes. and hard. The Miller Motorsports track, not as good as Indiana. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> All right. I can do that for literally hundreds of tracks. Yeah. Fill in the blank. <laughs> right. Your local track, better than Miller. <laughs> all right, we're all fired in the morning. Um, all right, let's go to Tomo. He's been on hold for a while. Also, Tomo, what's up? Hey, guys. How you going? Good. Oh, how are you? T-Homo. Good day, mate. <laughs> how you going, Weege? Hey, I've got a question for the uh, for you, Weege, the uh, greatest commentator ever in motocross. Um, He's on later. The, um, yeah. The, uh, what's the name? One thing, I don't know if you um, are aware of it, but yeah, was... um, when they're showing, Villa, let's say, Villapoto out in front by a mile and there's a battle going on behind, mm-hmm. like a really good battle, why can't they do some split-screen, uh, say, technology to show Villapoto still cruising out in front of the checkers, but there's some also of that. The, uh, the battle in, in the back? Yeah, you know what's funny? I feel like every week we have like these meetings, and I'll see like on the production notes, like we'll have a box and a box. We'll show this, and we'll show this. And then I feel like it very rarely – the technology must still escape them. Mm-hmm. It must be like we can do it, but just like putting a man on the moon, there's always an element of danger. We'll never get this thing down <laughs> to where it's 100. I don't <laughs> – Tihomo, I understand what you're saying. Like It's like every week they plan on doing it that way, and then it seems to rarely ever happen. Yeah. Use your authority. Ask for the, well, I was given one rule when I, when I started uh, doing television. Uh, this is something I'm sure Ralph will tell you the same thing. Do not produce the show from the announcer's booth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're the announcer. Yeah. Announce. Don't tell us what to do. Yeah, Good We point. can give suggestions oh. if we're like, hey, I'm seeing the lap times here. I think fifth place is getting close. Can you show us that? Or yeah. I got a story about this guy. Can you show us that? But in general, let them do their job and you do your job. Uh, nice. Yeah, nice. I, I think that's good on the sport. All right, thanks. Want help in growing th- this one. Oh, and thanks, Tomo. I'm looking at you. All right, see ya. All right, Tomo, uh, you hung out with no- Tomo in North Carolina? When yeah, big bonfire party. Really? Oh, it was awesome. All right, all right. Yeah. Hey, so let's do uh Tweet at Tits segment right now. It's the btosports.com Tweet at Tits segment. Uh, these are the best questions from Twitter. Um, uh, we took the best ones, and, you know, there's hundreds of these, JT, that, that come pouring in. And um, oh, yeah. um, we took the best ones, and btosports.com. Check out the commercial to save money at btosports.com. Use the commercial uh, code to save money. And, uh, yeah, support btosports.com because they support uh, really a lot of cool things. All right, let's, uh, let's do this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. All right, so these are the best of the best. Um, Brandon, you're going to read these. You got them. Yep, I am. All right. Um, Tits, you pick them? Or has Brandon got to pick them? Or, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yep. No, what I did, I did the same. I'm keeping it a level playing field for all of them. Yeah, yeah. I took every single tweet that was received. I put them all on, all on the page. And I told him, you go through and you choose whatever you want. Mm, I like it. That okay. way, uh, you know, right. try and make it as Hopefully Brandon doesn't reply to any of these people with idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Okay, Brandon, let's do it. Um, This is from... Troy Zaki, it doesn't say who it's for, but in no particular order, 
Choose your top five and 450 SX 2014. Every time I try, I forget someone that could be in there. Top five in points. Let's go. All right, Weech. It's for us? Yeah. Wait a minute. This yeah. is supposed to be at him. That's no, no, for you guys. No, no. They tweet to him for us. So they're tweeting to nope. him, but you not guys. actually for him tonight. No. They're never, Very they're confused. Never yeah. for me. You're confused. Okay. Yeah. He's just a middleman. Kiss doesn't know Pe- what pipe is on his bike. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a messenger. Right. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. No. So, okay. okay, top five in points right now, Weech. Uh, first, go down from from one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, Ryan Villapoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Dungey second. Uh, Justin Barsh third. James Stewart fourth. This is where the reader is correct. Yep, you're going to leave somebody out. Yep. Uh, Trey Kennard. This How dare you? See, here we go. Someone's getting <laughs> left out. Oh, 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 I thought you had going. a guy in mind. <laughs> JT, go ahead. Top five. Uh, Villapoto. Uh, the Dunge. Uh, it's really hard to not pick Parksha. Man, this is tough. Um, Don't waffle, bro. I will. What? Don't waffle. <laughs> waffle, 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 waffle. I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, fourth, I'm going to go with. Dude, just. We just needed five. Like, you know, it's not, no one's going to hold this to you. Like, no one's going to. Oh, no, this no, show, no, this, never. Take no. It seriously. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take Rocks and Fourth. Whoa. Nice. And nice. Bold. Read fifth. Okay. Nice. I got uh, Villapoto, Barsha, Stewart, Dungey, Kennard. Boom. All right. So, um, Brandon, who do you got? Give us your top five. Um,. I'd say Villapoto first, Stewie second. Uh, I'd say Reed third. Just whoa, whoa. yeah. Rocks in fourth, and I think Barsha fifth. Wow. You think Dungey's not going to be top five? I don't. I think Rocks <laughs> will do better than him this year. You are that, no that, longer on tits. No, 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 no. To each his own. That's that's pretty. <laughs> did you see the Monster Cup? I that, did. That third moto Rocks in was pretty good. Uh, okay. He All was, right. but Dungey did beat him. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I just—I mean, he was pretty good, but then he ended up getting beat by everyone. So, uh, all right, Brandon. Next one. Next question. This is from Brad G MX ninety five. This is for you, Steve. Mm-hmm. What are the pros and cons of riding either coast on a two fifty? Uh, pros riding at West Coast is uh, exposure. They're all—they're all pros for one. Uh, get it? Oh uh, yeah, get it? I got it. I yeah. got it. Professionals. Hey, uh, if J Law Road, he could be a con. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> well played. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Um, pros uh, on the West are um, uh, you get exposure. You uh, you don't have to wait to to ride. I think uh, if you're not injured or anything, you want to get you know you want to ramp up your program with everybody else. Um, Cons for the East Coast is uh, different tracks, a little tougher tracks. I think that the East Coast tracks are tougher. You have Daytona thrown in the mix. You have possibility of rain at some races. West you do too, but not as not as much. And um, yeah, cons of the West are uh, well, if you, if you start off, they're, they're so stacked in a row. I guess they're all kind of stacked in a row now, though. But if you get hurt, you miss. You know, you're done right away. In the first month, you're out of the series. You know, if, if something goes wrong or something goes bad. East has every single race in a row. West does have that break before the last two or three. True, If yeah. that helps in okay. any way, Yeah, they're all kind of stacked up. Um, 
All right, next question. So can I throw one other thing out there? Uh, yeah, sure, go West ahead. West region riders get to do uh, probably, I would think, more outdoor testing March and April. No one's testing for outdoors in uh, November and December. True. East riders during the testing season are racing, while yes. the West riders are not. And you can ride a, and you can ride a 450 if you want to. Yep. 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 Uh, so there is that. Uh, so there's uh, JT. Anything you can think of? Uh, really, it. I think uh, the dirt types are pretty big. You know, for certain guys, it's a big deal. Like if they are better when it's, you know, California type tracks, or they're better in the ruts. I think that's a pretty big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, really, other than those two, um, I think the rookies tend to do better when they ride the East Coast because they have more time to prepare. Uh, uh, yeah. And then, obviously, what you guys already covered—the outdoor testing—is a huge factor. So that is a huge factor. I wasn't just guessing. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think it is yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know, you have a point. Absolutely. Uh, all right, all right, uh, Brandon. Next question. Uh, this is from Brad G MX ninety five. Oh, hold again. on, again. Yeah, we will try to just pick one. Like you know, one, I actually picked three from him. I did not realize. Mm-hmm. He, he yeah. has good questions. All right, go ahead. He this has good is, questions uh, usually. Okay. This is for JT. He is from Manitoba. So. As a racer, what was your favorite Supercross mm. venue? And in your new roles, has uh, your favorite changed? Um, really, for me, I like the East Coast ones. You know, I like Atlanta and Daytona because they were close to home. And I like, really, the ones that I liked the best were the best there. That was because I, I just always did better and therefore I had more fun and look forward to going back. Um, now that I'm not racing, uh, I like the kind of big races like A1. Um, you know, Vegas is always a, a good time because everybody's just kind of having fun there. But I like the ones that are big atmosphere and a lot kind of on the line. So um, more, I'm more, you know, more of a fan than anything now. So right. kind of changed in that, that aspect. I think for everybody else, A1 is kind of, not that everyone's looking forward to it, but everybody kind of wants it just to get it over with because there's so much build up to it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's kind of a different different feel. Okay. All right. Next question. Uh, Brad G MX ninety five. This is for Weech. <laughs> you are now Brad G's uh, yeah favorite uh, producer. Maybe RV won't feel too much resistance in two thousand fourteen, but provo- provided the field progresses, who poses the biggest threat in twenty fifteen? Wow, we're we're handing him the title. Yeah. In two thousand fourteen. Yep. Who will be the biggest threat in two thousand and fifteen? Uh, I'm going to reference uh, motocross action. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, they get uh, lamented a Bold lot. Move. We take a lot. Of, yeah, we take a lot of shots at them. Yeah, one gear higher and uh, <coughs> one sprocket and one tooth higher. Yeah, the, yeah. the gearing is always off-road ready yeah. and not motocross ready on their bikes. And um, there are two things I feel like they've always thrown out there that I think are very accurate. Who picks these questions? <laughs> um, Brad G. Good question. Okay, it's. The five-race rule, they always say. By five races in, you'll know who's actually a contender for the Supercross title. No one is ever completely out of the hunt in five races and mm-hmm. then comes back. Mm-hmm. Excellent. They also say that a rider he does his best in year three, third year in the class. Yeah. That would be the third year in the class for Barsha if you want to go all the way to 2015. Okay. Yep. All right. Thank you, MXA. I said that the series doesn't start until Daytona. That's what I read, too. Not so MXA. Take that. Yeah. take that for what it's worth. That was uh, RC101. Yep. Uh, all right, Brad. Uh, uh, Brandon, next question. I wonder, I wonder if he teaches at the RCU <laughs> that the series starts here. Right. You can actually, folks, skip all the first yeah. seven or eight. Just come straight to Daytona. The so. series starts here, providing you have a 20-point lead by the time you get to Daytona, which he always did. Yeah. yeah. All right, next question, Brandon. Uh, this is from Gummy951. Come on, you just made that name up. I didn't, I promise. 
says, whatever happened to the hot laps at Supercross after intros? I'm guessing that's for everybody. Oh, we covered this. Oh, week. that's that's a big subject of, for Mathis there. Yeah, we hey, covered this. Go, no, we covered this last week. We really did. We covered this last week. It's yeah. freaking ridiculous. These guys were doing stupid dead air sailors and stuff. So They, they weren't finally... whipping it. They weren't making it cool. So they yeah. said, see you later. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Next question. This is from uh, Randy Osborne. I'm guessing this is for JT. It says, does JT need a man friend and a sticker tech for the overseas races he may be doing next year? Ooh. JT? Uh, yes, but it's on paying position and paying position. So, do, uh, do they have to pay for their own flight? No expense in said, so it's a pretty expensive <laughs> for deal. I thought we called your hotel room. Why is your phone breaking up? This phone doesn't work. Uh, yeah, the hotel phone didn't work. We tried. Yeah. And everyone went, Everyone says, oh, landlines. You can't pay the landline, this and that. The landline doesn't no, work. I'm, I'm on board. Apparently you can. The phone works. Um, okay. Um... I just where I'm supposed to hey, fill while you're in the, in, in the department. Uh, remember when you're asking why I called that guy an idiot? Yeah. Well, I I, I remembered what it was about. Okay. Um, the guy was uh, said his tweet was when tits is finally replaced. Will someone other than a super fan actually have their question read on the air? Not saying, just saying. Oh. So it's funny that I didn't choose any of them, and then he chose that three of Brad's in a row. Brandon picks the super fan yeah. question. Right, so it's right. not just me. Okay, yeah. So I feel well, like I have I'm a justified. feeling that only the super fans take time out of their day to, to email the show. It's usually the same people they're submitting questions. <laughs> yeah, that is a great point, JT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a group of five or six people that actually have the time or you know, desire to email this show. Right, right. <laughs> good, one good. is Brad Gebhardt. One is Corey Moser. Um, yeah, maybe two. Uh, question, uh, I'm going to hijack this a little bit, Brandon. Question for you, Weege, uh, from Dave. Uh, what was DC thinking with the race Jamie Lynn Spears thing? Mm, I'm just going to pretend that that never happened. <laughs> I mean, on the Razorback's Instagram today, the comments yeah. were not nice. I'm 35 now. I don't want my hair to turn gray. She's got a new country or, single, bro. Or fall out any more than it already has. Okay. All right. Uh, I believe we'll have free beers in the pits at Daytona and the other events that her family goes to. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right, Brandon. Hey, we got only a little time with JT, so let's end the uh, Tweet at Tits segment. Uh, there should be an outro button there somewhere. Let's, uh, let's, we're done with that. BTU. <laughs> That's old news, right? BTOsports.com, tweet at tit segment, tweet at Brandon, um, and uh, thanks for everybody for that. Thanks for the questions. We're going to move this right along into the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. Uh, again, we have limited time with JT on the phone, so let's get going. Uh, X-Brand Goggle tear-off. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. rapid fire rapid fire Fire. Rapid fire <laughs> questions. Um, all right, so these are the X-Brand Goggle, EKSBrand.com. Official goggle of champions like Jessica Patterson and uh, winners like Cody Webb. And uh, if you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. Pulp Show 13 saves you 30% off. X-Brand Goggles. Now, these questions are sent in by a Corey Moser. Mm, uh, to- interesting. Interesting. To- yeah. Towards uh, myself, you, and uh, JT. Okay. So uh, let's get going, Brandon. This is for uh, you, Steve. All right. It says, which one person besides yourself has had the greatest influence on making the Pulpa Mech show what it is today? Besides myself? Yes. Uh, Paul Lindsay. <laughs> 3.6. All right, this is for Weege. What is your biggest buyer's remorse or scam you fell for? 
Oh, I mean, I'm still in it right now. Yeah, we shopped for our new car for my wife two weeks ago, and it hurts bad. Did you get 0% interest? Yeah, but it still hurts. <laughs> okay. I it's mean, not, it was still it's not, money. It's not the orange Jeep? You're okay with that one? Well, that was up until this happened. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, up okay. until this happened. So is the, the orange Jeep is, had about two years. Is the Mazda orange? No. Okay. I couldn't even get her to do red because she said it was too much like the orange, <laughs> and I wanted to get divorced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Next question for JT. This is, yeah, for JT. It says, what is the best finish you expect Weimer to get in 2014? Um, I could see him getting a fourth. Hmm. Wow. Very, lots of confidence in Jake Weimer. Yeah, I mean, he was getting fourth in outdoors at the end of this year, so I can see him, see him doing that. I can see, I can see Weimer on a podium. I can. This is, this is, a, this is a big year for him. So, well, yeah, um, I mean, third, yeah. third's only one spot for right. fourth, so it's right. not – out of the realm of possibility. Um, all right. Okay. Next question, Brandon. This is uh, for you, Steve. It says, "What does Weege have to do to take the place of Ralph?" Um, very timely. Yeah. Yeah. Very timely. Ralph, Ralph will be on the show. Ralph shortly. coming up. Yeah. Uh, Weege will never get the job replacing Ralph. Um, too much politics involved. He is the racer X guy, and I think he's looked upon like that. It just won't happen. So. It's two different networks too. Oh uh, yeah. Even, yeah. Now it's now yeah. it's two different networks. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. Um, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll happen. So what about Aaron Bates, uh, retiring? Yeah. What the heck? We should talk about that with Ralph. Yeah. Great. I'm sure he's going to be pumped to be the spokesperson for her, but we're going to ask. We got to ask. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, next. That's Massachusetts' answer for everything. I got to ask. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to keep the, give the people what they want. All right. Uh, the next question is for Weege. It says, what is the most money you have ever spent on a pair of jeans? <laughs> JT um, is so over this Gene Gate. Yeah, Gene Gate. He's so over Gene Gate. Uh, I don't believe I've ever gone over twenty nine ninety nine. Really? Yeah. Uh, 10.8. That's usually less than my tax. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the number you're throwing out? What's 10.8 mean? Seconds. You have oh, it's seconds time? Yeah. Oh, shoot. It's a tear-offs. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. JT takes longer than 15 and doesn't seem to give a fuck, but... I'm not happy. There are no penalties. No, there is not penalties. You're right. All right, Brandon. Yeah. JT, did you ever consider racing another type of motorcycle series besides arena cross, supercross, or motocross? No. 1.7. Okay, this is uh, for Steve. As a series, what is Endurocross doing right, and what are they doing wrong? Uh, what they're doing right is uh... – Building massive obstacles that riders have a hard time riding over—it's really exciting. I, I do admit, if you if there's a drill cross in your area, folks, go see it. It's cool. It's really cool. Uh, what are they doing wrong? They, for the first time since my experience of going to enduro cross, they had the heat races to get into the main event, and then they took all the dudes in the main event and had them do one super pole. But a super pole in enduro cross is not a super pole, a la Bercy. It's Tits, did you find that that part sucked? Uh, it, it left a little bit to be desired. Yeah, but. so they've got all 13 guys to do one hot lap for gate pick, and I imagine gate pick is key. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I thought that part, that, that struck out. I, I did think it was funny, the one dude who didn't take 49 seconds, by the way, 49 seconds. All, right. And he's just kind of like wheeling around the course and kind of yeah. been like, right. yeah, who cares? So why is that guy yeah. out there? Yeah, they, they shouldn't have uh, shouldn't um, him in there. This is something, we, you've been to all these things, or most of them, I guess. Yeah, they added it this year, right. and I think on paper it works because you're getting, again, the stars out there one more time. And sometimes those tracks are difficult, so you might see some crashes and stuff. 
but most of the time they just all do their lap clean. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I thought they didn't like I didn't like that. All right. This is uh, for Weege. Says, who is the rider that you think would uh, compliment you well in the announcing booth that you have not worked with before? What's wrong? He, he's okay. timing himself. He's. <laughs> Yeah. Brayton. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Did you get that in under 15? Full, full 15 Yeah, seconds. 14. Oh, yeah, right, full okay. 15. Right. Now that I know it's timed, <laughs> right. I'm going to use all I got. All right. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Brayton would be spectacular. Brayton would be spectacular. Yeah, I'm very happy. He's a well-spoken, yeah, good-looking man. Very good. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, look, work well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we could maybe, I could maybe rub off on him a little bit. and Rub him a little bit? Whatever. Yeah, you know, either one. Show him yeah. some of the things I know. Yeah. Right, right. But you can. How could you really, I mean, that's such a dynamic personality to be in the booth with. I don't. I don't know. Might over overtake the show. That is a good point. I'd right. probably be overshadowed. Um, all right, next question. JT, who is your sleeper pick for SX twenty fourteen? Someone who's flying under the radar right now. Oh, uh, I don't know, I know that anyone really who, is flying under the radar. I think uh, I know who's gonna pick. I know who you're gonna pick. <laughs> write um, down write down who write it down. JT, don't answer it yet. Okay, I got it. Matt's yeah, gonna did, write down. Did, who, did, okay, okay. I did. Twenty seconds. Let me think about this for a second. Um, <laughs> it's make it good. You've got to come up with a penalty. We've tried. We've tried no, to institute it. No, there's no penalty. We've, what can no. we do? Uh, unless they're in <laughs> studio, maybe like start whipping him. If we hung up on like him, he would like that. Appeal. He would like to be hung up on. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. He'd be like, cool, I'm done with this stupid show. Your penalty is you have to do more questions. Yeah, yeah. good point. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> to be on the show more often. Forty seconds. Uh, this is tough because I think, I, man, we talk about guys so much and write about these guys. I don't know that anybody is really under the radar. Um, waffle, 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 waffle. Right, I'm done. I'm done. It's over a minute. Yeah, you're, you're I don't done. really have an answer. I don't think it, I don't think there's anybody that you can consider under the radar because that's all we do is talk about riders all the time and write about them. No. And, Hang on a second, JT. Mathis just gave me what he thinks your answer would have been. That's that's not what he would have said. Was I disagree. It, I respectfully two-two? disagree. Was it oh, no, it was Pike. I put oh, Pike. Pike no. is not under JT's radar. Pike is solidly under, 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 under JT's industry's radar. Yeah, well, linebacker-sized uh, spot on the radar. I don't know. Okay. Right. Is he under the radar, JT, or not? I don't think he's under the radar, and I don't think he's going to be a player like a top five guy or anything. So, well, I just more Moser I didn't say Moser didn't say be a, who's going to be a top five guy under the radar. Just okay. Look, Nicoletti was a 2014 under the radar guy. 2013. 2013. Sorry. Yeah, he's a 2013 under both, the radar yes, guy. Both. You know, Davy Coombs is beating up your kid. So it sounded almost like off as opposed to up. Oh, beating off? Yeah, I got yeah, very maybe. nervous there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Either um, of them. All right. I'll, take, uh, I'll, I'll take Matt Gerke. Okay. Beef. Hey, 10th in yeah. the series until he got hurt. That's a good choice. Yeah, absolutely. I think Gerke's going to be good. Gerke surprised the shit out of me. The shit rose right out of me. It was gone. <laughs> I had no shit. I had no shit left in me at all after watching Matt Gerke. So there's that. Yeah. All right. Is that it, Brandon? Yep, that's it. All right. We got the outro. Got the outro. There we go. All right. 
Uh, hey, uh, all right, JT. So thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. I got more questions for you, but you got to go. It's late. So uh, right. um, if you want to text me if you want to come back on, we can probably get you on after Ralph if you're still okay, up there. I'm going to try to get my freaking phone fixed here. That's, that's my biggest issue at this point. Yeah, really, right? Okay, buddy, thanks. All right, see ya. All right, last call before commercial break. Uh, uh, caller? Matt. Is this Matt? Okay. Uh, Matt, you got a question for Wygant? Yeah, I want to know if you know anything about Brayton, or not Brayton, Nicoletti. Oh, he knows oh, a lot I about Brayton. Brayton. JGR. What do you want to know about Brayton? Not Brayton, I meant Nicoletti, sorry. If he's on JGR officially, because I heard they made a third rider just for him. Uh, both yes and no. I believe there could potentially be a deal for Nicoletti, but it won't be as just, I think, a traditional, just we added a third rider to the team. It's going to be, if it happens, it's going to be a little bit of a hybrid uh, sort of deal. It won't just be, here's Brighton, here's Grant, here's Nicoletti. It won't work quite like that if it happens. That seems very strange to me. It's, it's one of the most, weird. Actually, what I've heard so far is one of those bizarre things ever. I need to call Nicoletti. How this would work. But yeah, he could end up being involved with them, but I don't think it'll be in the exact same type of situation as Grant and Brayton. Hey, bro, if you want to know why this radio show might quit one day, it's because of bros like this dude on Twitter who already attached Davey Millsaps and said, we didn't call him for top five. <laughs> like, this is the, the, the jerkies why this radio show shit is not fun. We didn't say it, and I'll stand by that and whatever. But yes, but you really got to just hit Millsaps up and on Twitter. Like, right, you know, we like, have to pick five guys. Yeah, yeah. we have to pick. F- somebody's going to get let off. We yeah, didn't say right. that Davy Millsaps is scum of the earth human being, and yeah. we hope we want to kick your dog in the face. Yeah, I yeah. just, I just, it bugs the shit out of me. Why do you do that? Oh, hey, Davy! Uh, like you know, really, guy? Like right. Yeah, and if we had me. picked Davy and we left Kennard off, hey, Trey Kennard. Right, 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 yeah. right. So we're just trying to do a radio show. Someone asks us the top fives, and this is the shit we get. So you guys can all go fuck yourselves. This will be the last Paul show ever. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, I'm glad I'm here for it. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break, our first commercial break of the night. Uh, oh, and Matt, thanks for calling. Um, and uh, we're going to come back with uh, the voice of Supercross. Ralph, the voice of Supercross. Supercross. Yeah, I'm aware. Supercross. Yeah. Where the money is. Thank you. 17 and, and races at 12. Yeah, and the 17 glamour. races at 12. It's like 50% more And exposure. everything. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll take our first commercial break of the night and come back with Brandon, the new producer, Ralph Shaheen, Jason Wygant, Tits, and myself. Stick around. Hi, I'm Jake Weimer. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show with Steve Mathis. If you plan on listening to the whole show, you're wasting your time. Because like I said, it's Steve Mathis. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, 
I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself gold valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JBR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market, designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand Goggles. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. 
For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC lovers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showing delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Shoei Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Shoei's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Essie demand Showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Drop the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, honey graham, chocolate chip cranberry, and blueberry. Order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-BROP today. Mention Pulp MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. 
Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Pulp MX. Finally a show your father will approve of. That guy's going down. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Next show presented by BTOSports.com. So Matthew Good, uh, thanks for uh, 
coming on the show. Why again? You having fun? It is, and I believe more freebies just rolled in. It just this yeah. pot keeps getting God, sweeter. God, you love this uh, Man, stuff. I'm yeah. coming every week. Todd and Shauna from Brat Bar in studio uh, right now, hanging out, and uh, um, check out Brat Bar for all the good things, all the good bars. Andrew Short uses them. Uh, I use them to uh, recover from this uh, radio show every Monday night, and uh, also Paleo Bar. They got a brand new Paleo Bar out, and uh, big things in the works with the Paleo Bar. So check it out. Make sure. Uh, you guys, and you can also get it from 810 Solutions, so which is even better. Hey, our next guest, Ralph Shaheen, voice of Supercross. His appearance on the show brought to you by Showy Helmets. 19 years of professional racing, Kevin Windham knows the importance of confidence. That's why when Kevin raced, he picked a Showy Helmet. Justin Barcer uses Showy, Will Hahn, Showy Helmets, showy-helmets.com. Uh, VFXW, just simply put the best helmet out there. No bones about it. So thanks very much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. I was just kidding about this being the last show ever. Oh, okay. But I still did not like that tweet. You're upset. Yeah, I agree. I still don't like that tweet. I lashed out. Our next guest will, I'm sure, have gone through the same thing. We'll talk to him about it. Yeah, yeah. we will. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. He's the voice of Supercross on Fox 1 and Fox 2. And uh, um, voice of many things. Ralph Shaheen, what's up, man? Uh, my Niners, 10 to 6. Oh, uh, nice. I, we were hoping to catch you in, in the halftime. We apologize for this third quarter interruption. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for the fact that you guys are my friends, and we're going to talk about Supercross, I wouldn't have answered the phone. <laughs> uh, hey. Well, we have the game on. We're watching the game as well, so you can react, and we can react. It'll go smoothly. Okay. Don't worry. All yeah. right, good. Yeah. All right, Weeds, because it could get a little loud here, depending on how things go. That's uh, right. It could be worse. I'm a Raider fan. We lost with three seconds left to a wide-open receiver. Uh, yeah, so, well, you know, see, I grew up in Northern California, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, I, I love all those NorCal teams, but now living here in Charlotte, of course, you know, we cheer for the Panthers, too, so... It's the Panthers won over the weekend, so we're good there. Now we got to get the Niners to a victory here. Seven wins in a row for the Panthers, I think. Hey, got wait it. a minute. You had to be conflicted two weeks ago, Ralph. What did you do? Uh, you know, it was hilarious. You should have seen my son, Lucas, who's seven. This is the first time he has had to deal with that. Because, you know, he, he cheers for the NorCal teams because, you know, Dad's, you know, yeah. talking that up and talking that up. And then, of course, living here, he's, he's hooked on the Panthers and everything, you know. And then when that happened, and I explained to him that they were going to face each other. He just looked at me. He's like, oh, my God, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> and I cracked up because, you know, I sat there and I thought, well, you know, how funny. I, I never really thought about it because, you know, I'm so used to having to deal with that sort of thing. As an adult, you know, you, you've come across that numerous times. Sure. But for him, it, at seven, it was a major moment. <laughs> but, you know, I'll, I'll tell you one of the reasons why he's such a big Panthers fan. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Ben Hartsock who oh, yeah. plays tight end for the Panthers, is a huge Supercross fan. And Ben and I talked throughout the course of the season, and you know we talked football, we talked Supercross and all that, and so Lucas has become a big fan of Ben's, and, and that, uh, that's been a big part of it too. Yeah, Ben, the tight end of the Panthers, I think he, he only plays football to pay the bills. He's a Supercross fan. And, yeah, oh, yeah, you're I also right. play football. You're right. I have to play football. i got to do this, but yeah. I really like Supercross. Uh, 702-586-7857. you got a question for uh, Ralph Shaheen. Uh, Ralph, yes, yeah, wrapping up. Um, uh, Supercross coming up before we know it. And I know um, I'm starting to think about booking plane tickets and things like that. Uh, new move to Fox Sports. Can you talk about it a little bit? Um, what do you think of it? What talk about the pros of this thing and uh, how it's going to be? What's changing, if anything, and all that? Well, you know, I, I think um, it, it probably sounds more scary to the fans right now than it really will be. Um, you know, we're so all of us are so used to the speed logo and and everything and, and knowing what it was going to be. And but you know, really for us. 
the culture within the network hasn't changed at all. We've always been a part of the Fox family of networks, um, so there really isn't a huge change within, mm-hmm. like I said, the culture of the network and how things are done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the same great broadcast, I hope. <laughs> I hope you all <laughs> like it. You know, I mean, the one thing we have always done is we've always tried to bring new twists to it each and every year. So I know there's going to be some new and exciting things for you guys that hopefully elevates the broadcast again. I think probably the most exciting thing is that every single race is live. Yeah. Which yeah, that's I, awesome. I'm surprised because Fox is, you know, uh, really into the big four, college football, everything else. And uh, yet somehow the folks at Feld and the folks at Fox got together and, were st- and we got more live races than ever. I don't know how you that know, worked. But. It, it really is a major statement in where this sport is at, where we stand now within the regular sports world and how everybody is looking at the sport of Supercross. Mm-hmm. It is really booming. It is growing by leaps and bounds. People are dialed in. They're getting it. They're, they're liking what they're seeing. The sponsors are there. The advertisers are there. The fans are packing the grandstands. The competition, as you guys know, I do a wide variety of motorsports yes. over the course of the year, two and four wheels, and everywhere I go, every garage area I'm in, every pit area I go through, the first thing everybody wants to talk to me about is Supercross. Mm-hmm. The fans, the team owners, sponsors, major manufacturers. It's incredible. I was at the SEMA show just a couple of weeks ago out there in Vegas, and it, that's all anybody wanted to talk to me about. <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It uh, was great. I had, I had a major player from a major automobile manufacturer wearing me out for <laughs> an hour at what's, what's the bar at the top of um, um, uh, the the hotel there that uh, the Maloof Zone? Uh, oh, Palms. The Palms. Um, what's one of the top of the Palms, Matt? Sky, uh, Sky? Sky Bar. Sky Bar. Sky Bar, right? Yeah. 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 Hanging out at Sky Bar for an hour, and he just grilled me about everything that's going on in Supercross because and, and, they're contemplating a way of getting involved. Wow. A major wow. automobile yeah, manufacturer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you who it is because I don't want to ruin it in case they do because we, we want them in. But that just goes to show you what's happening out there. Right. It's very exciting. What? And Fox is all over it. And the folks at Feld are doing a tremendous job in, in growing the sport, and they've got a wonderful partnership going. Um, you, all the things you do, I've seen you in the NASCAR pit lane. Uh, I've seen you do uh, well, Barrett Jackson, of course. Uh, and, yeah. Um, where MotoGP MotoGP yep. yep. Where does Supercross rank for you? Like you sound very exciting, obviously about it, and, and you you you're genuinely a fan and into it. But uh, is it is there anything that you do comparable to Supercross, or is Supercross the gig that gets you going the most? Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, it's. It's funny. I um, I was thinking about this earlier today because I knew we were going to be doing the interview, and mm-hmm. I was going back thinking about you know where my moto passion began as a kid, um, and I remember going to the old Hangtown Motocross out in Plymouth, California. Um, so that's how far back wow. I go yeah. as a fan of motocross, the sport, uh, which obviously the Supercross wasn't around then that mm-hmm. that, that early. Um, 
And then I remember my first Supercross attending as a fan was the one they held at Cal Expo at the Sac- oh, Sacramento yeah. Fairgrounds. 1984, Ron Lachine won. Yep. Yeah. And then um, after that, the first one I did on TV was 1988 as a pit reporter. For Daytona? Back when it was in Tampa Stadium. Oh, okay. And it was a Coors Extra Gold series. You know, that's when I first appeared on television, actually, as a part of a broadcast team yep. for Supercross. So my roots with the sport go back pretty far. Along the way, I used to be a PA announcer at Cycleland Speedway just outside of Chico, California, doing Friday night motocross. And I used to do the Hangtown motocross uh, out of Prairie City on the PA. And, you know, I've always been around it. I did the, right. the U.S. Grand Prix at Hollister with Larry Huffman when it was there. Uh, in the in the late '80s, early yeah, it was late '80s. I guess we did that, probably about '89. Um, you know, so I have a big passion for it. And as you said, seeing all these different forms of motorsports, I can tell you that the quality of the competition over here is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Every night when that gate drops, you really don't know who's going to win. And you you can honestly say that just about anybody in that twenty rider gate stands a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, the bar-to-bar competition is so ferocious, I can promise you that what you hear out of me, the enthusiasm you hear from me on the broadcast, is not faked in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I agree. And Niners just scored a touchdown, by the way. You can, yeah, you can have enthusiasm that. again. I, I, it took everything I had not to scream <laughs> into the phone. Um, Genuine uh, enthusiasm there, too. The, no, <laughs> and you know what? We did a Racer X podcast. I did one with you, and uh, I got a lot of comments about it. I think a lot of people thought, and let's face it, Ralph, like we talked about in that podcast, uh, you don't read about it, but you do catch some shit from the core fans on the message boards that, you know, I mean, obviously you've slipped up in the booth a few times. We all have. It happens to everybody, including Jason Wagner. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So the people, they, they think you're some Johnny-come-lately, and you made a mistake, and they jump all over you. Well, listen to this Racer X podcast we did, folks, like Ralph just said. The guy's been calling motocross and motorcycling forever. And, uh, and, you know, you're not just some guy that they, they put in the booth, you know, and it kind of kind of cheeses me off sometimes about that. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that, Steve, but, you know, you, you can't sweat that. Yeah. You know, look, Mike Tirico's calling Monday Night Football. He's going to make a mistake along the way tonight. Everybody does. It's yep. part of the deal. Yeah. Are you going to, you know, call him up and rip him for it, too? You know, whatever. Well, probably People Twitter, don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys do because you, you've done it. They don't understand everything that's going on in the booth. People talking in your in your ear, all the voices you got going on. You're trying to pay attention to everything that's going on. Your brain's going a million miles an hour. Your your mouth is going three million miles an hour. You're trying to keep it all together. You know what? I'm human. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Right. If 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 they're gonna if they're gonna get that bent sideways over it, let them voice their opinion. Whatever. I don't sweat it. I don't read the comments. I don't worry about it. You know. I know my peers are okay with what I'm doing, and that is where you know you're, you're really doing okay. I get a thousands and thousands of fans that come up to me all the time saying how much they enjoy the enthusiasm that I have and, and the energy that I bring to the broadcast. And, look, as long as they're having a good time, there's always going to be a few people that are going to, you know, it's a very subjective thing. 
Ralph, it's not like you missed the gate drop at a national. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I know someone yeah, who, who, I know. Who, who was calling the but parade look, I know I understand what happened to those guys in that period, so I just laugh because, hey, you know, I've been in situations where crazy things like that happen too, and the viewers at home have no idea yeah. everything that's going on over there. So, you know, I forgot okay. how the race started. I forgot that it started with the gate drop. And, and I was waiting for the rolling start and the green flag. The, I just got confused. The best part was Wygant. So, you know, they had this technical glitch and this snafu, and they, they did screw up, and the response on the message boards was like, Jason Wigan is ruining the sport. And Emig. And Emig. Doesn't Emig know how a right. motocross race? I'm like, I'm sure Emig doesn't know how a race yeah. actually starts. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah, he's knows. Exactly. He's got it figured out. Right. We just straight. <laughs> I like, well, that's yeah. the thing. I like, you know, and that's, that just goes to show you how the, the whole thing works and how subjective it is and how people don't necessarily understand everything all the time. And I, and I really love their passion, and that's the other thing. It's great. Let them vent. Let them say all that stuff. They're just passionate about their sport. Mm -hmm. They just care that much. And it's great that we have avenues to let that stuff go. But, you know, at the same time that they're picking on me or or you or Jason, they rip on Ricky. And I I crack the guy. He's 35,000 feet tall when he stands up on top of his number plates. Right. <laughs> right, right. So you, you know, if you're going to rip on him, yeah, then I'm certainly going to get my fair share too, and that's okay. Uh, hey, a couple things. Uh, just saw today, Aaron Bates uh, retiring uh, uh, from the Supercross thing. I guess I don't know if you knew that or if you heard about that, but uh, you're going to get. Looks like you're going to be breaking a new sideline reporter this year. I have not talked to Aaron. She was. She had gone off on vacation. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know everything that's happening at that position on the crew right now. So. Right. Um, I, I guess we'll all find out together. I, maybe yeah. we just did. Am I uh, am I going to audition? You think they'll call me, Weech? Yeah, well, you're exactly I, what they're looking for. Yeah. Accentuated <laughs> the looking part. So they're looking uh, for. I have the look for for TV. There's no Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. Um, and also too, Ralph, uh, New York City. Uh, although Weege going to get mad because it's actually Jersey. No, no, I'm, that, you okay that's how it works. Huh? Like I said, anyone in New Jersey, including myself, has to realize the only reason that stadium is there is because of New York Because of New York. Sorry, okay. The Sorry, New kids. York metro area. Yes. Is that the right way to say it, Weege? Sounds good to me. Uh, New York City and uh, Detroit. Detroit coming back. Two new stops. I think those are both great. I, I always liked going into Ford Field. I mean, I enjoyed the venue, um, the downtown area there. You know, obviously, Supercross has a rich – tradition in that region um you know of course silverdome was a little bit further out in pontiac but there's some very very dedicated and passionate fans of the sport in that part of michigan and it's nice in ohio and and all in and around there so it's great that we're bringing an event back to them hopefully we'll pack the place and and have a great show new york is just an incredible opportunity you know, I, I know to a lot of people, it's like, yeah, okay, it's just another stadium, and yeah, okay, it's across the, the river from Manhattan. Yeah, but that's really important. I know they've been there years ago in the old Meadowlands and everything, everything, but just to be in that backdrop and to be able to take those camera shots and see that New York, Manhattan skyline in the background as we get ready to drop the gate, is going to be so impressive on TV and make such a statement as to where this sport is going. Hopefully, that stadium is just full to the brim and we have an outstanding race. And don't forget, NASCAR, for example, made it a major thing to have their banquet every year for years mm-hmm. at the Waldorf Astoria in Manhattan for one very important reason. They knew that all the advertising companies that represent all the major potential advertisers for the sport are right over there 
in Manhattan. And they wanted to make sure they were in front of them and on their TV and that they were seeing what NASCAR was doing. And it worked for them. Now it's our opportunity. And I'm not saying that we're NASCAR in any way, shape, or form. But what I'm saying is if we can get in there and we can have a great show and then show some of those people what what Supercross is all about, you never know. It might help us draw some new sponsors over to the sport. Wouldn't that be great? If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's right. right. That's Jesus, go. here we go. That's right. Um, Show right. tunes, hey. courtesy of weed. <laughs> so let me, okay, so uh, Jason Wygant, you work with uh, Jeff Emmick. Yeah. You do. Pains me to say, but yeah. it's true, and, just like it sucks being on this show. Right. Uh, yeah. And Ralph, uh, you, you're, you're Jeff Emmick. You work with Jeff Emmick. So, and he's not here, so this is perfect time to talk crap. All right. right. Uh, and nothing, nothing that we're about to say we wouldn't say in front of him, because trust me, we've said a lot in front of him. Give, That's right. Give me, give me something, Weege, about Emmick. That either like bugs you or makes you laugh or like something quirky about Fro or, you know, he's ex champion. He's you know. Just... I got two. Okay, I yeah. got two. Maybe Ralph can relate. Let's see. Yeah, what do you, what Ralph. I'm sure one Ralph will immediately agree. Okay. When we would get our shirts at the beginning of each season, uh-huh. Jeff would want them a little bit in advance. Don't give it to me at the first race because he's got to have time to go to the tailor oh. to get the shirt, even though it's the correct size. Yeah. A little bit further tailored, accentuate this, <laughs> decentuate that. Really? He said, he's, "Hey, he's a he, close make, horse. he makes a great point though." You're only on camera, you know, in the position that Ralph and Jeff and I are in. Yeah. Very quickly, you're only on for maybe a minute or so mm-hmm. all weekend. Yeah. So you better make the most of it. That's your reputation. If you look bad then, Cargos? that's what they're going to remember. Cargos? I'll Car- take it a yeah. step further. Here we go. Here we go. His own, his tailor is himself. No! Fro. He leaves that out. I he like does that. all of his own shirts. <laughs> Multi-talented. Cutting and sewing? He, he takes them apart. Listen, all the credit to the dude for figuring this out. Yeah. Because I can't put a button on mine, okay? If I lose a button, if, if my wife Kimberly can't fix it, it's got to go to the clean, you know, a, yeah. a tailor or a cleaner or somebody to handle it because I'm out. Right. So Pro will go in there, and he'll undo all the panels and get them just the way he wants them and sew it back up. Yes, sir. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay, what else, Weege? My other favorite is usually in the morning. Uh, this this might apply. This applies a little more to motocross and supercross because the tracks change year after year in supercross, but yeah. they're similar. He always wants to take a, more, a walk in the morning to look at the track, to just check out some of the lines, yeah. to feel the vibe of the morning. Okay. But it usually just devolves into... This is the corner where I passed McGrath in 92. <laughs> this yeah. is where I jumped over Guy Cooper. This, uh, and then right. along the way, he's going to get asked for some autographs. Well, he's always got a Sharpie, you said, we. Yes. He's always gonna get, has a Sharpie. He knows he's going to get back. And then he right. can tell those fans about how he made the pass there, and they'll remember, and they'll bench race about it. <laughs> he's getting the vibe, he likes to call right, it. Right. Yeah, now, yeah. see, you know, like you said, at Supercross, obviously, you know, the tracks change, but the stadiums, a lot of them oh, are yeah. the same, right? So, right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we... I hear a lot of the old stories, but you know what? They're fun because yeah. a lot of them are great. You, yeah, you, yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Ralph, about Fro? Anything? I, you know, I was trying to think. Once, once you got going on that, the Taylor thing is is a good one. Yeah. Um, he's a good road partner. You know, not to not to pick on him too hard, but he's a great road partner. You know, um, we we have our Supercross family, and I know we. I'm sure you've heard that on the Moto side. Um, that we all run together. Some of them are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Chris Bond, for example. Uh, Pete Richards is another one that works with us on the Fox side that used to work with Weege over there. I know you see him every now and then still. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, and, and Fro's a really good road partner, man. We we have a lot of fun on the road. Uh, we were, we spend a lot of time talking about music, talking about sports, uh, and that those conversations go all year. And I, I think that's one of the best parts about it, where I get the most enjoyment out of it, 
is that we really have a tight group of people that, you know, we do 17 races in 18 weeks, but the friendships continue on out from there. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, have you guys heard about the the taxi cab deal in Toronto? No. No. That Fro and I have kind of done (laughs) Pete Richards. No. All right, I'll throw this one out. This this, this is really kind of Fro and I together against Pete, but it's a little insight to how life is on the road with us. So we get to Toronto about four years ago, and Fro and I will sneak off to grab uh, off-campus lunch usually on on a race day Mm -hmm. just to kind of give our voices a break and, you know, kind of just chill for a minute before we get right into the heart of the day. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we were going to uh, Jack Astor's for lunch oh, yeah. in downtown no, Toronto. Yeah, they, yeah, they got good pin there. Yeah. yeah, and we take Pete Richards with us, who is uh, the coordinating producer of Supercross for the Fox Networks. And Pete's sitting right in the middle. And it was a rainy day in Toronto. And Fro and I are on opposite ends. We're on the back. As the cab pulls up right across the street from Jack Astor's, Fro and I catch each other's glance. Cab doesn't even stop moving. We jump out of the cab, go running across the street, and hang Pete with the cab fare. <laughs> nice. So nice. he's all frustrated over right, this, right? right? So it's a good running joke for the rest of the year. Next year, we go back to Toronto. Same thing, only we take Steve Hudson with us. Chappie. <laughs> Chappie, yeah. Oh, nice. Now, wow. Pete is thinking he's got this all figured out. He's not going to sit in the back. So he sits in the front seat. Mm-hmm. So it's me, Chappie, and Fro mm-hmm. in the back. Same deal. We're going to Jack Astor's. Pull up right across the street. And Pete goes to jump out of the car. I look at Fro and I point at the seatbelt. And he reaches up, yanks hard on the seatbelt, which pins Pete to the car. And the three of us <laughs> jump out of the back seat and go running. <laughs> He's stuck with the bill second year in a row. Nice. So nice. now the next year, this year, we go, <laughs> and it's me and Aaron and Fro in the back seat. And again, Pete jumps in the front, and he's figuring, okay, I got the seatbelt thing. I'm in the front, got it all covered. Well, he had just gotten a new iPhone 5. And as we didn't tell you, if there's anything Pete loves more than his own kids, it's his iPhone because that's his, you know, conduit to the world, right? Big Facebook, Facebook guy, yeah. Twitter, Big Facebook everything. guy, yeah. So just as we're going around, I see him start to unhook the seatbelt. Say, Fro can't do that. And I say, hey, Pete, let me, tell me about that new iPhone. He goes, oh, sure, sure. And he turns around, he hands me his phone, and he's telling me all about it. And just as we pull up to the restaurant, I go, hey, Pete, here's your phone. And I throw it on the front floor. Oh, no, he's got to bend down and find his phone while he's down looking for the phone. Three of us are gone. He's stuck with the bill three years in a row. Nice, nice. Uh, Ralph, do you, uh, do you watch the outdoors at all? Do you uh, check it out? Yeah, I do as much as I can. Right. Uh, to be totally honest, I don't get to see every lap because when they're doing that, I'm off doing other things, right. uh, whether it's Bear Jackson, NASCAR, MotoGP, as you mentioned. But, of course, you know, I subscribe to everything. I read everything, and I watch all the highlights and everything I can get my hands on just to keep tabs on what everybody's doing because it's very important, A, because I enjoy it, but B, just to know how everybody's doing, you know, do, make sure everybody's healthy, who's winning, you know, all that sort of stuff. Do you uh, drop out Weege's vocals and call it yourself? 
<laughs> do no, you, I've never done that. Okay, all right. Weege, do you drop Ralph's vocals at a supercross and call it? And I just, actually drop Emig's out, believe no. it or not. I'm just <laughs> yeah, listening right. to Ralph. I don't know. You'd be surprised. Right, right, <laughs> right. Um, no, I never, I'm at the races, so I don't – I mean, I'll watch it at home, yeah. but it's not like I'm sitting at home watching right. them either, so okay. it doesn't really work that way. You know what does happen to me at supercross races, Mathis, is I get a black and blue mark on my left shoulder every week. Oh, yeah, yeah, from, from the guys getting excited. From Carmichael, every time he goes to say something – He's whacking me every time. He get, you think I get excited? You should see RC in the booth. If somebody does a crazy move or a wild pass, he's always just wailing on me with his arm on my left shoulder. When I get out of the booth, I'm speed up over there from him. Um, I, I know I asked you this in our in our podcast, but I'm going to ask you again for the for the pulp show listeners. Uh, again, you, you've you've called it all. I I I, I struggle. Have you ever called like the swamp buggy racing? Oh, yeah. Oh, you have? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Florida Sports Park, Naples, Florida, oh. the Sippy Hole, named after Morris Sippy. <laughs> okay, so, oh, Ralph, yeah. you've I've literally called every motorsport on the planet. There's nothing. Yeah, I, I, I literally tell everybody I have done everything from Swamp Buggies to Formula One. Right. Okay. So, uh, I love to get the opinion of guys like you. What do we need to do, either athletes, teams, television producers, sanctioning bodies? What, what do we need to do better, Ralph? What? What do you want to see? You know, the last time you asked me that, I know. Yep. I mentioned to you that the guys needed to focus on their podium mm-hmm. interviews. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I noticed that in the last year or so, guys have really stepped that game up. They're, they're becoming a lot more talkative. They're not just regurgitating sponsor names. I know the sponsors are important, but it's much more important if you give us a great comment because we'll see all the logos. Right. You know, and you can throw in one or two. Just don't go working all the way down to your Aunt Edna because, you know, just call Aunt Edna when you get home. Let her know you appreciated (laughs) it. Um, The other thing I think that we did on the television side this past year that really helped was we brought in an outstanding producer named Pam Mariani, and Pam did a lot of behind-the-scenes features. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we had another one at the Monster Energy Cup with Justin Barsha. We went flying with him and stuff. Yep. yep. And I think that sort of thing, where we are able to give the fans inside the helmet looks at who these riders are, Look, we're all in the sport. The people that listen to your show are really into your sport. They already know everything there is to know about Justin Barsha, but we're not talking about just getting these people excited. We've got to get people outside the normal Supercross, Motocross fan base excited about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why New York City is so important. We've got to get in there. We've got to get Madison Avenue excited about Justin Barsha and Ryan Villapoto and Ryan Dungey and Kenny Roxon. If we can hook them, then it's great for everybody. I think the on-track competition is incredible. I would love to see ways to continue to improve safety because one of our, our most important thing that we have is, is our athletes. And if we can keep them healthy throughout the course of that 17-race season in 18 weeks, Mm -hmm. then we're at our best. When we get all the way to Vegas and everybody's still in the gate that's a superstar rider, that's when we're at our best. So stepping up the safety, continuing any way we can, which is a never-ending thing, I know, that's huge. 
continuing to find ways to get our riders to open up, let the fans in. Let them get to know you. Some of our guys are great at it. Some of them not so much. I think the idea, whoever's idea was to put the headset on the riders after the heat races yeah, and have you, Ricky, and Fro, especially Ricky and Fro, the two guys who you know, won ch- titles, that was a great idea. Good idea. I think it's and, really And helped. I think it worked. And I think it worked. Mm-hmm. Yep. You think, Weege? You think it worked? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it almost forces the riders to get out of that podium speech thing because it's just much more conversational than an interviewer yeah, yeah, uh, could yeah. be with a microphone. Did you guys right. do that at um, – was that a Monster Cup idea first? Is that where that started? And then it moved into the real, the regular – Could very well event. be. Yeah, I, I, so. I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, could very well be. I, I'll tell you, there's a couple of technology things that I hope to see, and maybe we're going to get to see one this year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully GoPro views. Increasing, well, okay, there you go. There's, yeah. That's one thing I would love to see is the onboard camera. Yeah. Okay, live, yep. not taped. And the problem there is the guys just don't want to carry the weight that you would have to have to be able to send the signal out right now. Mm-hmm. We just haven't mastered that whole right. thing. Once we do that, I think that will be huge. Slow motion, extreme slow motion, where we can really – show you what the rider and the bike is doing, for example, through a long whoop pad. Mm-hmm. would be phenomenal video yeah. to really show how that's working, what the suspension is doing. Anything we can do to, to show the abuse that the rider is taking, that the motorcycle is going through, and how the rider is, is controlling that will be great. Also, I want – this isn't a sport about speed so much as it is it about – elevation mm-hmm. and distance, right? Right. So I want to see that, how, how we can find technology, yeah. things that are used in other forms of racing and in other sports, and bring that in and show the height that these riders are getting over a triple jump and just how far out the guy went. That's the kind of thing I think that is really going to catch the attention of the average Sports viewer, not just yeah. the racing. Fan. Have you guys seen the sports science? ESPN's been doing a lot. Yep. They've been breaking it down. It's always interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're like, okay, really, guy? But you know, a lot of times, yeah, it's I think sometimes they make it up. But I do. And, and yeah. these are all things that just take time, and, and more importantly, take money. Right. Um, and every year, we've we brought a little bit of new technology or a different this or a different that. Um, microphones is something else we talk a lot about. I've asked the guys. Uh, last couple of years, I said I would love to see a bevy of microphones sitting at the base of the landing of a triple jump. Because when you're standing out there, as you and I and, and we have done during practice sessions, for example, and you hear those bikes come falling out of the sky mm-hmm. and crashing to the ground, and you hear the suspension collapsing and then rebounding, it's a heck of a racket. And I don't think the average sports fan really realizes how violent that is. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the ground literally shakes if they come up short in a jump. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like yeah. miking the sideline of an NFL game, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, once you hear the impact, you go, wow, holy yeah. cow. It changes everything, doesn't it? Um, before we let you go, Ralph, a few questions. Uh, we know you're a big rock and roll guy. I don't know if there's a bigger fan of rock and roll music than Ralph Shaheen. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, he's up there. My one of my favorite stories of hanging out with Ralph and Jeff together is we went to a Skid Row concert, and Ralph says, "Here, let's go down to the front," and I think he means down to the front of the stage. Yeah, no, no, no. He literally brought us to the stage, <laughs> on the stage. We, were, we are going yeah. on the stage. Yeah. 
in Dallas, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, awesome. The glass cactus. Those boys are uh, they're in Europe right now, uh, but they'll be they'll be home soon. And Only... they're big Supercross fans. I brought them out to Atlanta a couple of times. Um, so we'll get the Skid Row guys back. Only out. Ralph knows that Skid Row's in Europe right now. They're on yeah, tour. They're in he, Europe. They got <laughs> Amsterdam tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, Belgium, to Brussels the next day. Um, only Ralph. He now, might be wearing the shirt that has all the tour dates. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Ralph, are you still are you still a believer in Roth Halen over Hagar Halen? Did you Two say- different bands to me, and I think Van Halen with David Lee Roth is Van Halen. I think Van Hagar was incredible and outstanding. And better. But two different – well, they're, they're both – it's like saying, do you like the Rolling Stones or the Who? This is where you go back to talking about announcers. It's extremely subjective. They're both fantastic. And just enjoy them both. I play them both all the time. There's all nothing right. wrong with saying you like them both. Hagar's better. Okay, next, next question. Okay. Three best concerts you've ever been to. Three best concerts. Okay, now, now you've ever been to. All right, now let me ask you this, yeah, Steve: yeah. Are you ranking these based on show experience or quality of the sound Again. or the music you heard? <laughs> Only Ralph would ask these questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, because now listen, this is this is why it's this is why it's important. Right. Okay. If you want to just talk about overall show experience, yeah, just show experience. Just the Rolling Stones. I've seen them. Uh, I don't know, half a dozen, eight times. Yep. Unbelievable every time you see him. The Who, the same way. Kiss blows up more stuff, <laughs> which is just so up my alley. Okay? I mean, it, my saying is always, if you can't blow something up on stage while you're playing the music, why play the music? <laughs> right, right. Okay? Yeah. So to me, those, you know, those are the ones, Judas Priest, I love the priest. Okay? And, and in fact, Rachel from Skid Row and I went and saw... Priest, when they, they came back, uh, the reunion tour deal right. a couple yeah. of years back, and they did British Steel all the way through. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was unbelievable. Off the hook. He's going just to concerts with other band members, going to <laughs> yeah, other bands. Just right, incredible. Right, right, so right, shows right. like that, you know, I saw Motley Crue at the joint a few earlier this year. Mm-hmm. That was great. They had pyro going off all over the place. Those are wonderful shows. But musically, like shows that were just the sound was incredible. It was like Pink Floyd. Yes, the, the sound of those shows was yeah. just like you're listening with headphones on, you know? Hagar's a Nor- NorCal guy. I, think, I thought you'd be more on his side. Well, no, I love, you know who I've gotten to know, speaking of that, is a big race fan, is his son, Aaron Hagar, um, who's building a lot of... Um, can I meet Sammy? Can I meet Aaron to get well, to Sammy? I haven't met Sammy yet myself, but I, yeah, we can hook it up. Let's do it. Dude, me and Ralph. One degree of separation if you get Yeah, one degree of separation yeah. to Sammy. I could uh-huh. be that close. Uh-huh. I could be that close. We're in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I just saw uh, Def Leppard at the joint. They did Hysteria front to back maybe two, three months ago. Incredible, months. right? It was pretty good. Although I think they got some help, piped in help, Ralph. I don't think they Joe were. Joe Elliott wasn't all there? No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, maybe. It sounded too good. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, could I, be. I love could that, be. I love that Ralph is so passionate about rock and roll. Like that's what we all. We, Ralph, we only talk concerts and music when I really talk and see each other. That's about <laughs> I know, it. Which is great, though. I, right? know, I, know. I mean, you know, I, no, I love it. just yeah, it's good stuff. You uh, know, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I always enjoy chatting with you. Yeah, you know, you you got to have some fun with all this. You know, and I, and I try to. I, I have in my office upstairs. I have a Gene Simmons statuette. Okay, <laughs> <Wow>. it's probably. <laughs> 
tongue it's out probably or tongue a in. foot and a half tall, and it's Gene in full garb, right. holding the base, tongue out, tongue out. thing yeah. going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I bought that for one reason, because say what you want about Kiss and you know the quality of their music and you right, know all that right. garbage, whatever. I don't care. It's just fun, right? You go to the show, and it's like a gigantic summertime movie. You just forget about everything else for the next two and a half hours. You just sweat like a maniac. You have a great time, and you walk out the door laughing. But you know what? That's what every single one of those Supercross broadcasts should be. And that's what I try to make it. We got the best athletes in the world out there in the gate. We're going to drop this gate. Who knows what's going to happen, but there's a pretty good chance. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's going to give us all something to talk about and bench race over for the next week till we roll into the next stadium and do it all over again. Well said. That's what I so look forward to. And I look at that Gene Simmons statue every week before I get on the plane, and I go, here we go again. I like it. I like it. You can tell he's pumped up. Oh, yeah. Talking about this. Yeah. They don't have a race for a month. No. He's pumped he's up. He's very excited. <laughs> 40 days. 40, 40 days, days for today. today. <laughs> Fantastic. Ralph Shaheen, thank you for coming on the hey, show. Hey, can I ask one thing? Oh, you, we got him? Yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't. Come on, I got to do it. Are you gonna just We've ask, discussed this okay. with every single person. Okay. Ralph, the Joker Lane, the three main event format, ah, all yes. the things at the Monster Energy Cup that are different. Steve and I absolutely love that stuff. You've been involved in a lot of different motorsports. They have pit stops. They have double file restarts. They have all these things. What do you think of those things at the Monster Energy Cup? You know, it's really funny you bring that up, Weech. I had a guy, I was out on a dinner date with my wife over the weekend, and a guy cornered me in a restaurant here in, in Mooresville and said, Supercross would be better if we didn't have a main, you know, a 20-lap main event, but instead we did three, you know, 10-lap features like we do at the Monster Energy Cup. And at first I thought he was crazy. I'm like, what, what is wrong with Supercross? Are you out of your mind? Why fix it? It's not broken. And then I kind of started thinking about it, and I went, why? Well, I hadn't really thought about that, you know? I think the Energy Cup is really cool because it's different and it's once a year. Okay. It's kind of like the four-wide drag race they do here at Charlotte with the NHRA. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to see four wide every weekend, but when they do it and you've got all that horsepower one time, it's kind of it's pretty neat. It's different. It's unusual. But I don't know if too much of a good thing is the right answer for you know all seventeen rounds. Mm, five. Six. What I would you know what I would do, Weech? Uh-huh. This this is. Okay, this is heresy, I know. I know, but this is what I would do. If I really was to fix, when I win the lottery map, this yep. is what I'm doing. Okay. Buying a bigger statue of Gene Simmons. A bigger statue of Gene Simmons would be first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Life-size. Right. I'm going to buy a Shannon or, Tweed or buy, statue. Buy, I'm going to buy the Shannon Tweed statue myself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or yeah, buy Gene. Tweed, you have just, just, buy, <laughs> just buy Gene. Just buy Gene. <laughs> I would buy both Supercross and Motocross and combine them into one series. Really? Oh. Now listen to, listen to my mm-hmm. thinking on uh-huh. that. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would take, 29 race series. Yep. I would take the four, and I'm just picking four just yeah. off the top of my head, four best motocross events, or maybe we're picking them because of a region mm-hmm. or, a, or a history like a Red Bud, whatever the case may be, and I'd blend them in, okay? 
Now we can run our series from January, February, whenever you want to begin, till, let's say, mid-September, okay? But it's one series. And the biggest thing is we can give our riders, our athletes, time off. We could go (laughs) two, three races, take a weekend off. Two, three races, take a weekend off. And then those four, quote-unquote, traditional motocross events Mm -hmm. would become like super speedway races on the NASCAR schedule. Right. They're just a part of what you have to do to be the overall champion. Because Mm. I think, really, why not have this guy who's going to be the overall champion be good at both forms of the sport, just like we used to have the Grand National Champion in AMA racing, where the guy had to win, mm-hmm. you know, you, you race TTs and road races and miles and right, right. all of that, right? right. Yep. Well, why shouldn't our champion of this sport be good at outdoors and indoors and do it all that way? And you could still keep the rest of the motocross series and run it as part of the stepping stone process to this, just like you have with arena cross. Because it cracks me up all the time. People come and think, oh, I really enjoy you doing motocross. And I go, I don't do motocross. <laughs> Weege does motocross. I do supercross. Right. And I think that's one of the problems we have with our, with our marketing. Going back to what you asked me earlier, Steve, right, is right. that, you know, there's this conflict. Is it motocross? Is it supercross? What's this arena cross thing? Mm-hmm. You know, so we need to make it more simple for them to understand. And I think if the other thing that would happen is we'd then be able to go into markets that we can't go to right now due to things like weather and scheduling because of the two championships. We, sh- we should be racing in a stadium in Ohio. There's no doubt in my mind we would pack a place in Ohio. We should be in Gillette Stadium in New England. But we can't get up there because of weather, football and weather. Right, right. Yeah, and they don't have a dome. Yeah, right? yeah, can't yeah. be there in February, exactly. Right, but yeah. we could be there in June. Well, I, I can yep. agree with one thing, Ralph. I don't mind your idea, but I can agree that Feld and MX Sports and the AMA and the FIM, they all need to get together and figure some shit out because our sport is hurt by the that separation of all of these promoters slash sanctioning bodies. So, yeah, and that's, yeah. you know, look, that's politics and big oh, money yeah. and, yeah, yeah, and all yeah, yeah. that, and I get it. And, and I know some of what I said probably sounds completely like a moronic statement to some people out there. And how could you, you know, ruin the, you know, the history of what motocross is? I get it. I understand all that. But you know what? Every sport out there has evolved. The NBA, there was a time there was no three-point line. Mm-hmm. And it's there now, right? Football has evolved. Baseball has evolved. All these things, they're, they're radically changing the NFL right now with how these guys are tackling and where they're hitting and all that. It's going to be a completely different sport when my son gets to high school than it was when I was there. So all I'm saying is to grow our sport to the next level where it can compete and take all of those dollars away from the bigger professional motorsports out there like NASCAR and the NHRA and, and Formula One and people in places like that, I think this might be the kind of thing that's going to have to happen. Now, maybe it doesn't happen exactly that way, but like you're saying, yeah, Steve, right. they got to get together some way, somehow, and work together more. Well said. Uh, thanks for coming on, yeah. Ralph. Appreciate it. Always a good talk. Can't wait to see you in Anaheim. Looking forward to the exciting year. And, again, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Do I get to ask one thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, okay, yeah. 
why do we only do this once a year or three? I know, right? I know. <laughs> well, I don't know. You're the one in charge of the thing over there. You're right. I am. I do, I do schedule the guests. Yeah, you have a guy who's a professional broadcaster. He'd probably do a pretty good job on your show, bro. <laughs> I'll talk to the booking department ASAP. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right, one final thing is I'm going out the door to a little self-plug uh, here. Check out nationalspeedsportnews.com and look for the new December issue of Speedsport Magazine coming out. It is our preview to the Supercross season. We've got Eli Tomac on the cover. Cool. I'm, cool, yeah, that's good. That's good when you ever got a Supercrosser or Motocrosser on the cover, no doubt. Little okay, guys. Thanks. Right. Thanks, Ralph. See you, Ralph. All right. Have a great holiday. You too. Thank you. See you. Uh, Ralph Shaheen, everybody. Voice of Supercross. You know? That's a big weeds. idea. Millsaps just texted me. said, yeah, thanks Suck a lot. It. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. It's, really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah Millsaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, 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 great support we have. This will be the last ever Pulp Mech show. Um, you know, you can say a lot about Ralph. And I certainly have made fun of Ralph in my time. Um, but he's a good guy. He's passionate. You he cannot... And you'll have to take a word for it because I don't think every fan ever will get to hang out with him right. in person. But if you did, you probably wouldn't be able to make fun of him anymore because he's, he's a pretty darn cool guy. And yeah. then you start talking about the music stuff and you're like, yeah. man, the guy's cool. Yeah, um, no doubt. All right, let's take a commercial break. Uh, here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We'll be back with Jake Weimer, Cody Webb, much more. Thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you after this commercial break. This is Ryan Villapoto, ride from Monster Energy Kawasaki. You're listening to the Pulp Mech Show. Beep. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear, Trey Kennard wears, Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eyeport design to accommodate any goggle choice or just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. Get the personalized suspension set up with top-of-the-line components you have always wanted. Racetech is the world's largest motorcycle suspension modification company. Racetech is an industry leader providing Racetech high-performance springs, gold valves, and G3S custom series shocks. Racetech products and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Save yourself 20% by mentioning Pulp Show 2012 or putting that as your coupon code. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically increased bottoming resistance. They offer do-it-yourself Gold Valve kits, or you can send your stuff to our suspension pros to do the work for you. The choice of Rock River Yamaha, Rockwell Fire Police MX, RF Motorsports KTM, and the Motorsport JVR Spine Chillers Racing Arena Cross Team. 
Rehab is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. You've tried other neck braces, but have you ever tried the one that's flexible? The revolutionary family of Atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market. Designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion. Gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement. The Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Merch Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. 
How do you decide which is the right one for you? With over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Showy's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Essie demand showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on Trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Mike Alisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Pulp MX Show.
Yeah, the sweet sounds of Jovi. It's all the same. Only the names are changed. And every day, it seems we're wasting away. Sometimes I tell the day. By the bottle that you drink. Sometimes when you're alone, all you do is think. I'm a cowboy. On a steel horse I ride. I'm wanted, wanted. Dead or alive. Jersey Supercross. Wow, yeah, coming at you. I wanted to ask Ralph, as a rock and roll fan that he is, what he (laughs) thought of Bon Jovi, but I was afraid of the answer. Yeah, people in the chat room just said it got weird. Show that's, got weird. That's, that's my goal. Uh, BTOsports.com, fly racing, race tech suspension, X-brand goggles, Atlas neck braces, NFAB Jeep and truck bars, showy helmets, free gun underwear, Works Connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix all on board with us. Uh, Tits, can you tell us a little more about Optrix, please? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, sorry, just bring that on you. <laughs> no, I wasn't quite ready. That's all right, though. Fortunately, I know it real well. Uh, Optrix iPhone rugged cases for your iPhone 5 or 5S. Makes your phone waterproof up to 30 feet. Drop proof up to 33 feet. You, it has a fisheye lens. You can mount it on your helmet if you want. We got chest mounts. We got all sorts of mounts you can use. Do your selfies. All sorts of real cool stuff. We have a very, very big Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale coming up. So if you haven't bought yet, hold off for a few days. You will not regret it. Besides being waterproof, Big it's savings. also semen-proof. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. I'm not telling you who's tested it, but one of our co-hosts may or may not have tested it. Um, uh, tits, yes. There's just to clarify, you know, you're leaving the show. There, yes. There's lots of talk, though, among the among the people in the show and behind the show and in front of the show and on the site that you're ditching the pulp show. Because of the new gig at Optrix, of course, it, that had nothing to do with you the, being on the pop show. We've established that. But that could not be further from your, the truth. You're, you have a second job already, which is the Optrix job, and now yes. you have a third job with the pulp show. And you're cutting well, the pulp show. Technically, Optrix is my third, third job. Yes, but you're cutting the second job for the third job. No. Okay. Just no. to clarify. For, to clarify, I don't know which one of the people are saying that. You that is her. not the case at all. Okay. Optrix fantastic. has nothing to do I'm just. I, I don't know. If I, it would, be, would, it, would it be? Would it be better if that's why I was leaving? I don't subscribe to that theory, but I want to put it out. I there. don't subscribe right, to it either. Right. Okay. Um, raining yellow. What's going on? Hey, I want to confirm that Optrix is in fact fecal proof. <laughs> you well, saying, you, you've tried this, just or are you asking me? I'm just confirming. Okay, I got a question for Weege, and then I got one other statement. The statement being. Freaking Seven Gear was supposed to be released today. Months they said November 25th. Now, December 2nd. Get used to it. I know. I'm telling you. It keeps getting pushed so back. So Seven Gear was delayed. Not Again. really. <laughs> Don't figure, right? I mean, <laughs> knock me down with a feather. You're t- I know. Right. I know. But, hey, it's only a week delay. Brandon, right, Brandon, a- Brandon, our new producer in training here. Is wearing a seven hat. I like him already. Mm-hmm. Shit, he's got my vote. <laughs> now, what but hey, you, so the, realize without tits, you guys are just a bunch of dicks. <laughs> That's a very good point. I never yeah, thought excellent. of that. I never you thought of that. I'm in, and, and I'm going to say, I freaking love tits. The man and tits themselves. 
It's <laughs> good, man. That's, okay. that's good. What's your okay. question for Weech? You can your, get it all here in Vegas. Yeah. You can get, you can get uh, either one you want. Here's my question for the Weech. Weech, I love everything you do. I think, uh, I think you're great at what you do. I do. The question is, I like Racer X better than I like Trans World, yet that is the last magazine to hit the shelf every it, month. Man, this guy is good at knowing when products are available, yeah. when the expected <laughs> date will be. When magazines hit the newsstands. Yeah. Now, you I might want to predict fan. when due dates of babies. When is this baby coming? I would have never yeah, known that. I've been waiting nine magazine. months, and it's, it's due. Uh, it's, you know what, though? It's even more confusing than that. The dates of the magazines virtually don't even correspond at all. I don't know how that works. I we still don't know just how works. finished. We are just finishing, I believe, tomorrow, the February issue. Of Racer X, which means it's about then two weeks at the printer. So you by mid-December, you will have the February issue, but it will also seem old because all the info will be at least two weeks old, if not more. So I don't even know how you can decide who's ahead and who's behind. It's like, it's a time like uh, the video games, you know, the sports video games, it's, they're always a year ahead. Yeah, it's last yeah, year's yeah, that you're getting yeah, now. Yeah. This guy's good, man. Weird. Knows his dates. Red and yellow, bro. Mm-hmm. Very happy yeah, with James hey, Cruz's win. One last uh, statement is I got a buddy who listens to the show. I had never met him. He listens to the show. We connected on Vital. We went riding this weekend. Wow. That's beautiful. The show is bringing people together. Did you, did you rain yellow on him? I don't know. Is that legal? <laughs> is that legal no, to rain yellow no, on another man? No, but let's man? just say we found out that Optrix is fecal-proof. <laughs> Fantastic. You know what? You know Honestly, what I mean? the... Well, shout out to my buddy Josh, number 485. All right. Fantastic. And on that... I'm glad you guys have a great show, Thank you. and we'll see you later. Thanks. I'm glad this show could bring people together like that. I'm really happy. Brandon, have you met a bunch of people from the show, that are listening to the show, buddies of yours? Uh, yeah, a couple. Yeah. Getting... Not, not that many. No, but okay. All right. <laughs> um, all right um, let's, go with, uh, let's go with Race Tech Emails. Since 1984, one of the leading companies out there in suspension, Paul Feed, uh, owner-operator of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, uh, knows what's going on in the sport, uh, has a list of riders using their choices, suspension seminars, motor seminars, you name it. Uh, um, and you can see uh, 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 the racetech.com for some of the greatest things uh, in suspension development, uh, vintage bikes, um, anything like that. You can um, hook it up, modern bikes, vintage bikes, uh, springs, seals, everything, oil, everything. There was a phone, there's a phone call. Um, all right, uh, so racetech uh, emails. Uh, by the way, um, new, new rider using racetech. Oh, yeah? Do you want to know who it is? Uh, I'm not going to be able to guess it, so go ahead and tell me. Yeah. Uh, Cole Thompson. Really? Yes, Cole Thompson, the Canadian bandit, will be using Race Tech uh, for, for all his U.S. events, including the East Coast Supercross and Arena Cross Tour excitements. Cole's on board with the Race Tech family. Race Tech suspension, a choice of privateers everywhere. And uh, um, tits. Uh, Do we just break the news that Cole Thompson is racing Arena Cross right there? He races his own arena cross tour, oh, not the, arena. The arena. Yes, there's another it's tour which I'm sure arena Feld cross. is very supportive of. Yeah. I'm sure Feld is very, you know, they're very happy with Since it. Since it's called the Arena Cross Series, I think it's what it's is called. it really? It's something like that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think his brother owns it. Cole's yeah, brother family. owns it. Yeah, family, his parents, whatever. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. Yep. So Cole races those events. Tits, um, you are getting suspension done by Race Tech. It's actually already done. Done. Yeah. Okay. I haven't How? been able to ride it yet. No. Okay. Oh, oh, Never mind that. Okay. Uh, How is the experience? How was the experience of getting race tech suspension done for your bike? Could not have been. And better. by the way, we have not set this up. I'm no. hoping that you no. answer in the good way. <laughs> no, in all honesty, right. it, it went very well. It was uh, 
they actually were very – I haven't got to write it yet, so that's TBD. Yeah, but yep. they actually – it's just a couple emails back and forth. They said, hey – you know what's your what are you going to use it for? What's your skill level? So actually, did you say airing out sand dunes? <laughs> I I, <laughs> I said going to be some trail riding and some sand dunes, but it's me and my brother, and there's like a forty pound weight difference between the two of us. So mm-hmm. they said we'll do our best, and I said okay, and that was it. And they, they can they vow for two different weights. Yes, forty pound difference. Right? Are you going to air shit out like that right there? Uh, maybe bigger. I doubt it. I doubt oh, you. you. I doubt you will go bigger <laughs> than that. that. You? That's me. <laughs> Ping mocks that photo every time. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so, uh, yes, it was a okay. very. You know what's experience. awesome? Yes, they ship a box to you. They did. Yes. Yep. You suspension's hard to ship. Weech. You. How are you going to ship it? Yeah, it's they, really weird. You, what's a trumpet case or what? Do, what do they use? They send you a cardboard suspension box. Yep. Well, yeah, but when the suspension guys go to the races, they use like. A, We're not talking about that. We're talking about what race tech sends you. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you get your suspension done and you ship it off. Yeah. yeah right. Yep. Okay. We're not talking about gun cases. With that, just giving you an example of how difficult is, it is. is. Gun cases. That's yes. if you're taking on an airplane. That's how difficult it is to find okay. a proper way to ship suspension. Yes, it is a challenge. Racetech.com, big supporters mm-hmm. of our show, and we, we thank them very much for everything they do. And uh, you can save money at Racetech by going on the sponsored deals on pulpamexshow.com. Brandon, what kind of bike you got? I have a 2013 RMZ450. If you win this job, Racetech may hook you up like they did tits. Yep. I hope so. I need my suspension done. Have you ever done it? I bought it from Kyle Partridge, so it has Supercross. Oh, probably right. Yeah, I mean, so you're often jumping triples and quads and <laughs> racing Supercross. It's very stiff. It's very stiff. Very stiff. Shocking. It doesn't even move. It's shocking. Uh, here's a tip for you. Here's a little mechanic tip. Free of charge. Okay, you haven't even got the job or anything, but here's a, this one's you want, free. You want to make it softer on your initial feeling, on your palms and everything, you know, like mm-hmm. to, to stop the spiking. Most people would back out the compression. No, 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 no. The first circuit that the oil hits is rebound. Go out on your rebound on your fork. It will make the initial little bit of millimeter travel softer on your palms. Little mechanic uh, tip. The initial bit of the compression is actually controlled via By the, the rebound. rebound valve. Hits first. Yes. Mind equals blown. Okay. So there question. we go. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I have the, Come on sa- up with Jake Weimer, the, by the suspension way. on my bike has not been serviced. Uh, it's a 2005. So it's 2005. <laughs> is that a problem? Yes, yes, that is a problem. Will oil break down in eight years? Uh, yeah, oil will break down, seals will break down, bushings okay. will break down. just want to know if yeah. that's a problem. Do you mine, notice suspension mine performance? Mine was the exact same, by the way. But your bike didn't even get ridden. Well, no, it did. Oh, it did used it? to get ridden a lot. It was just in the last couple of oh, years, okay. is not so much, but still. Do you know Tits has a Subway Honda bike? Coca-Cola. Oh, JT? We think it JT's might be JD's bike. bike. <laughs> Supposed to be. Right. Oh, it was? Some of JT's well, money. Yeah, the guy, the yeah, guy yeah. said it was. Yeah. That bike was supposed to be sold to pay JT. Yeah, <laughs> went to him. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Okay. Race Tech emails. A lot of them uh, this week. Um, okay. Forget the Jake guy from last week. This is Sammy. Forget that Jake guy from last week. I hope you are not considering him for the position, as he is qu- clearly overqualified for Tits's job. We need someone that has never raced and plays World of Warcraft in his mom's basement when not producing the show. I want riders' names mispronounced, inappropriate tweets. Erratic sleep patterns, bonus points given for being a member of an oddball religious sect, perhaps a Jehovah, ideally a Scientologist. Every talk show has to have a producer that can be ridiculed. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that I'm going to miss tits. It's hard to see the pulp show go through a mastectomy like this. I vote for a reconstruction with chunks as the uh, something. Chunks would have been great. Chunks just when am I? Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, gray beard. So you are restoring a KX250. 
I thought you felt that two strokes were a joke and not even worth serious consideration. What's up? Four strokes expensive, so you have lowered your standards. So or you finally came to your senses and realized that four strokes are overrated and overpriced. Well, Greybeard, I have said that two strokes were a joke and not worth serious consideration. When it comes to pro racing, when it comes to pro racing, if you line up on a two-stroke, you are basically saying, I'm an idiot. I just pissed away my entry money. That's what you're saying to everybody. Look at me. I, sh- I, I You might as well take your $200, wipe your butthole with it, and throw the money away. That guy on the 125 Enduro Cross was close. Well, Enduro Cross is a different deal. Yeah. Yeah. But two-stroke one. We'll talk to yeah, him later. Yeah, yeah, beta one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I got. I, I have nothing against two strokes. I, I don't know why people are talking about that. Just because I've voiced that opinion before, and we, do you agree with me? They're not competitive at a pro level anymore. But they're not competitive at pro level because they do not have equal displacement, and they have eight-year-old technology. At least they have changed the oil and the suspension. But otherwise, <laughs> yeah, <right>. they have, <laughs> that Tim Ferry YZ250 I'm looking at a picture of is basically state of the art in the two-stroke world. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's not even fair. It's not a fair fight. No, it's not. And and you can go on another subject about that. But anyway, so I bought a 1990 KX250. Mm-hmm. I am restoring it. I am going to make it look bitchin'. Race Tech is helping me out with that. And Question. you will have uh, photos uh, online on Pulpamex, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing this. Yes. What is your time frame for doing this? Like, you will be gone years? off the show. You will no, be off no, the show. I know, it's I know. not going to be done by the end of December. Three years? No. Why? I, I I'm just. Going off of your time frame, you're still working on getting, getting into mountain biking. Uh, that's nothing personal, Brandon. I throw the the emails to the producer all the time. I'm putting I'm putting it a year before you're done. I hope you take that bike when you get it done and go back to California where I came from and ride to Jeff Matasevich's <laughs> G-damn doorstep, ring the bell, and say this is a 1990 250. Here is the with, frame Here's tag. a perimeter frame, bro. <laughs> it didn't start in 91. You led the points on this bike. I tried twice. He, he I tried twice. Own, yeah, he forgets his own career. Two times. I said, yeah. Jeff, I think that was 90. Nope, nope, nope. They changed the bike okay. to 91. We've got photographic evidence, uh, video evidence. <laughs> I will be done that bike in a year. Okay. I will be done it within a year, for sure. I'm going to start this weekend. What? What? All After are... I watch the Raiders whoop Cowboys ass on Thursday, I will mm-hmm. go down the garage and... Uh, so, so what all are you doing to it? I am restoring it. Okay. If you were any kind of mechanic, you would know what that means. Well, I'm aware that, that pretty much going from... Gr- ground up no i'm only restoring the front half yes i'm restoring the bike i'm restoring the bike is that okay yeah it's perfectly fine just want to know what you had planned it's gonna look well i have a bit of a dilemma do i make it look production like it rolled off the showroom floor or do i make it look like jeff ward's bike i'm leaning towards the wardy bike look like that guy no that's 89 it's close enough Chicken, chicken thinks that bike is what he. Yeah, he thinks he's racing on yeah. that in ninety. Yeah, ironically enough, you never seen it. You, know, you never saw it. The bike. I, saw, I saw the photo. Yeah, much different than that bike. But yeah, it's gonna look. I I think I'm gonna go making it look cool instead of making it look production. Mm-hmm. So, I like that pink splash that in the seat back then though. I think it was cool. Or did the seat cover off eBay already? Is it the pink splash? Like yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's a replica of the stock. Oh, the ninety bikes look good. Here's my problem: having trouble finding some parts online. Some stuff is just out of production. Whoa. So I'm talking to my buddies at Cali. I'm seeing yeah. what, seeing what yeah. they can do. Yeah. should get stuff made. I don't have your kind of money. Mm. I don't have three job kind of money. Not many people do. Nash. Gentlemen. Oh. Yeah, we've been some Bon Jovi for you, my man. I know. I heard that. Yeah. I got a good question, Weech. What's what? Any type of information has anybody dug around at Racer X to know what kind of dirt is going to be in the New York Stadium? Will there be... 
chunks of concrete and dead body parts. Weege is on that as we speak. He's got a trip to Jersey planned. Dave Prater is taking him out to the dump. Is he really? No. You know it. Yeah, we got Jimmy Hoffa buried in the Supercross whoops. I do remember. And then then J-Law can do a little, you know, dirt testing while you're there. Not to talk shit on Ralph, but let me talk shit on Ralph. Oh, boy. He said the stadium will be jammed. No, he said he hopes. He said he hopes. I thought he said the stadium will be jammed. No, no, okay. no. He said he hopes. No chance. I saw your rolling in the no eyes, chance. and I'm like, what's wrong with that? No. <laughs> 70,000 it holds? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Not, not going to be a lot of people. He said he hopes. He did not predict it would happen. Okay. I hope okay. it's going to be jammed, too. I also yeah. hope that I have, you know, pizzas fly out of my ass. Anytime I want. Anytime I want. Everybody gets to name a number. What's your number of people closest guest for the first Supercross in New York? What do you think it's going to be? It's funny you say this, Nash, because we debated this on our podcast, and we, we got a bunch of emails, and they were all over the map. Some people 35, said 30 successful. Some people didn't. What everybody forgets, this is the big mistake everybody makes with Supercross attendance. It is not based on the actual city the event is in. That is why people are misled into thinking that Atlanta itself is the biggest Supercross market. Every person I know from Ohio and Pennsylvania drives to Atlanta for the Atlanta Thank Supercross. You. That's a happening. That's an event. Thank Daytona you. Bike Week, people drive there. It's, you're getting out of the cold winter. You, people from Pittsburgh and Virginia and West Virginia and Maryland and New York State and New Jersey and New York City can all go to that race. You're drawing from a pretty big area. It's not just the people that live 45 minutes away. People from Pittsburgh will go to the race. I think there's an email I forgot to read, and we'll get yeah. to more race tech emails. Meech, so a guy says it's going to be very successful. What's the number? Give us a number. 42,000. I'm saying 50,000. Here's the yeah. thing, Nash. You can't go by what Feld says. You just can't. Oh, I don't listen to, I don't listen to their gibberish. No, but, no, but how else do – I mean, I, I'm not oh, good at – I see what you're I'm saying. We'll never know who's people. right. We'll yeah. never know. We'll never know who's right. We'll, oh, I see what you're they're saying. They're going to tell sorry. us. Yeah, but you know what? You'll be able to look at the stadium. I mean, I'm not saying your eyes can tell you an exact number. We're going to have we're going to have thirty five thousand to forty thousand. I don't think Feld is as bad as many other people are when it comes to attendance of races. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. in that business exaggerates up and down for various reasons. Mm-hmm. I think they line up a whole lot more often than some others do, and I don't just mean this sport; like every sport on earth. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. I got a I got a very two second rapid fire question for Weege. Yes. Okay. Weege, what's your best for sell? journalism story because Porcel was brought up earlier in the show oh well it's we, we tell this one all the time this is just brilliance we don't know if it's oh. true we'll never know but supposedly one year at Millville he had a flight on Saturday night and he said I got to get out of here and make my flight and they said but you'll have to do the press conference and he said no I have to make my flight and they said you have to do the press conference and then he said well I will just finish fourth overall today and then if you, his he won the first moto and just went backwards in moto second two. moto he went from about third to tenth yeah, and got fourth Come overall. On. Yep, that's the that's the story. We'll never that know. That comes if it's true. from guys at Cowie, though. Yeah, comes from people that would know. Right, but we'll never yeah, know if he. Le- yes. Right. We'll never know if he legitimately faded or faded on purpose. Right. Because he faded a lot in the second motos that year. Yeah. I I can't wait to hear more if Purcell actually comes back. I can't wait for more. My favorite one is the fact that Weimer's coming on. Is when he told Weimer, "You will hate it." Oh, the, you will hate going to destinations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, he did. Yeah, yeah Weimer's it. all excited. Jake's on the line right now. Uh, Weimer's, oh, all cool. ex- Weimer's all excited about the motocross nations, and Purcell's like, you will hate it. You will not like it. Rocks. You're on a 250F, and you will just get roosted. I yeah. can imagine that, dude. Love yeah. it. Hey, cheers, guys. Have a great show. All right, See thanks, Nash. Nash. All right, everybody. Next, next on the guest, uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki, Jake Weimer. His appearance brought to you by Atlas Brace. Jake Weimer wears an Atlas Brace. Why don't you? Also, that uh, Villapoto guy wears one, too. 
Born and fueled from a racer's perspective, designed by a racer and refined over a three-year period. Uh, then tested on some of the top riders in the world. The end result delivers innovative features, comfort, simplicity, and adjustability. AtlasBrace.com. They make a true kids brace. They have a brand new RV signature edition uh, carbon brace coming out. Atlas Brace uh, is where it's at. Weimer, what's up? Not too much. What's going on? Hey, uh, Brandon, um, how was your experience calling a big rider like Jake Weimer? How was that? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Was he nice on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Jake, how was Brandon to you on the phone? I uh, 10 out of 10 stars. Okay, because we're nice. trying out new producers. Our, yep. our producer, Tits, is leaving, so we're having a contest. Um, uh, okay. And um, so uh, Brandon here is number number two out of four we're trying out. Oh, so, wow. Jeez. Brandon, do you have a favorite rider? Did I what now? No, I'm asking Brandon. Uh, do you have a favorite rider? No, not really. Not JS7? Probably. All right. Oh, there, there, we go. Go. there we go. There we go. Hey, it rained yellow with the Monster Cup. So, um, hey, Jake, thanks for coming on, bud. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, always uh, a good time, or at least at least a good couple laughs for it anyway. Yeah, really, right? Um, how is your Atlas brace doing? Everything good in Atlas land? Solid as a rock, man. We're, uh, uh, we're rocking and rolling. Uh, fantastic. Good to hear. Um, you, first of all, the Nash previous caller. Uh, Purcell story. You can verify that. He told you you would hate it. Yeah, that is a fact. <laughs> You're like <laughs> he all. Ex- did, he did indeed tell me that at Unadilla. <laughs> You're all excited. You get to go ride for Team USA, and he say you will hate it. That's actually word for word what he said. You pretty much nailed the story. He said you will hate it. Mitch was sitting in the office too. He says you will hate it on a 250F. You will eat rocks twice for 35 minutes. <laughs> You're like, I don't care. I'm going. <laughs> um, Was he right, though? Did you eat rocks? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, how is the training preparation testing going 2014 season? Everything's good. We're, uh, we're moving along. Um, obviously... Uh, obviously the bike is, is good. I mean, we left off on a good, good note last year, couple new parts, um, that we're, you know, playing with and getting dialed in. Uh, I haven't tested actually a whole lot, uh, cause I've been, I really haven't had any complaints. So I kind of just been doing my thing and putting in my laps and, uh, you know, training and riding. So I haven't mm-hmm. tested a ton. We've done a little bit of stuff and I'm testing tomorrow. So, uh, we're still, yeah, in the in the middle of it. Sorry about not making it to the test track last week. I'm, I'm sure you were. Yeah, I didn't make it either. <laughs> so you were really <laughs> bummed on that. Yeah. Uh, my boss here, Wygant, told me to you know do some stories and stuff with you, and I couldn't yeah. deliver. So he didn't come well, through. Steve, you're he fired. didn't come through. Nope. That's the nope. I don't know. Um, hey, big year for you, contract year. I don't know if you're aware of this or not. I'm not sure if you <laughs> is it. Yeah, yeah, your contract. Oh. Oh shit! Extra pressure for you. I look. I I was there, uh, Timmy, and especially his wife. It was a big deal. Contract year. Uh, lots of stress. Lots of worry. Lots of talk about it. Uh, what's your mentality going into this year? You got to have a big year. Um, um, you know, you want to keep that rod or get a better one or or get, make more money or whatever. Uh, talk about that a little bit if you can. If it bothers you, if you think about it. Uh, I don't. I mean, obviously. I think about it because, I mean, I know. So, (laughs) and then (laughs) with with last year being a bit of a struggle for me, um, I don't know. It's hard to kind of put it in words. Like, I don't, 
I don't stress like, oh my gosh, I have to do something this year because it's contract year. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think about it that way. Like, for me, it's more just like, well, last year sucked. I'd really like to do a lot better this year. And then obviously, you know, with that comes everything else. So I guess I don't really think about the contract stuff because I'm too worried about, you know, what's going on right now and and just wanting to do well. So um, obviously if I suck, then, I mean, I don't I don't want the deal again. You know what I mean? Like if I suck, then then I don't I don't want to be there. You know, it's just uh, you know, just the main focus is to do well, and then everything else falls into place. So obviously, yes, I'm aware of it, um, and yeah, I want to do good, and I would like to stay. So uh, if I just you know do what I need to do, then mm-hmm. everything's good, and I'll get good results, and then I can stay, and everybody's happy. Right, right, okay. Yeah, see, I, I would. I wouldn't ask that out of everybody, every rider, because a lot of them would just give me sort of canned responses. But you're a good interview. You're an honest. Well, interview, so I like that. honestly, too, the whatever it was, the five years I was on a lights bike, mm-hmm. I never one time had a two year deal. So every year was contract year. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm used. I guess I'm used to it. I guess. I mean, the only two year deals I've ever had has been with uh, Factory Cowie on the 450. Hmm. So yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? This is Weege here. Does he know that I'm even on the show? Does, yeah. Tell yeah, me? yeah. Oh, Brandon is supposed to tell the guest. Brandon, did you tell the guest? Did you tell? tell <laughs> yeah, actually, he did. Okay, oh, this guy's good. Fantastic. are almost ready for this you. Guy's good, good. Good job, Brandon. You know, uh, Jake. I, I feel like as well. It's our job as journalists. We try to stir it up as best we can. Well, we Fan, already started right? up with Millsap. We started up Millsap. See, I, I texted right. him oh, also. He's oh, you pit. did. Yeah. He's mad at both of us. Okay. Um. You know, we try to stir it up. We try to find every angle we can. Oh, the contract year is just one of the yeah. many things. If two riders ran into each other the previous week, we're like, oh, what's going to happen when they take each other yeah, out now? Yeah. He's racing against his old team or whatever. And right. at the same time, this sport is so mental. There's so much pressure already. Everyone knows, even if you're racing locally, you get nervous before you go to the line in your moto, let yeah. alone if you're in for li- Isn't it almost better for all of you guys? Like, don't you, you – you almost want to avoid thinking about that stuff. Like – you don't want to put any more pressure on yourself. It usually doesn't make you ride better. It's not like you're not trying. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't – I, I've never really talked to another rider, and, and they've been like, oh, it's contract year. I'm freaking out. Like, I got to do good. Like, I've never had a conversation like that with anybody, and I think anybody – you know, at a top level, like, that's not really your concern. Like, your concern is that you have enough pressure on yourself, like you said already, but it's like, if you're at the top level, like, that pressure's from within. That's personal pressure that you're putting on yourself just because you want to do well. Like, you're not thinking, oh, man, like, I wouldn't mind sitting at home right now and just chilling, (laughs) but I need to do good because I need a ride. Like, I've never talked to anybody that's at a top level that's had that kind of attitude about it. Like, well, I don't really care, but I need a ride, so I'm going to care tonight because I need to do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. yep. you want to do well on your own anyway, so. That's yeah. the dance we always play. We always try to find, is this matter? Does this matter? And pretty much the rider's answer is always no, because I'm always trying as hard as I can. I, I just, can't try harder. No, listen, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm on your train, Weech. But there is no doubt there are riders who, in a contract year, yes, seem to perform. I would agree. Seem to perform a little better. Yeah, I mean, 
it, well, I guess I don't know that, but right, it but. sure does yes. seem that way a couple times before when, I, when obviously I knew that the guy's deal was up yeah, or whatever, right. and then all of a sudden the guy's ripping. So I don't know that because I've never talked to anybody about it, and they've admitted it, mm-hmm. but right. I have, it, it sure seems that way that I've seen it before. I think Jake just pointed out the ultimate proof. He had five straight one-year deals. It's not like anyone's getting 10-year contracts. Almost everyone's in a contract year almost all the time. Just saying, It's Weech. rare that riders aren't in a contract Jake year. Jake Weimer just admitted that some guys, sometimes. Jake Weimer just admitted that. Are you smarter than Jake Weimer? When it comes I think to in general, Probably. the idea that like riders are more fired up for a variety of things, usually you do better if you don't let any of that get to you. Okay. The more okay. pressure you put on yourself, the worse you do. Yeah. I, think, I, think I mean, not, I don't know. Everybody's yeah. different. Some people... Yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends what kind of pressure you're talking about, really. When you're on Jake Weimer's level, I think, yeah, the the, um, the effort is always there. You have to be. You're gnarly. You know, the, yeah. that level you're at is pretty gnarly. Um, hey, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, you're no longer working with Alden Baker. Yes, I'm aware. I'm so aware. You, you're breaking that to him oh, right so, now. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> what? I'm paying him still. What? Uh, no, listen, this is a big deal. And, again, we're in the media, so we, we talk about these things. We look at these things. Um this is, you know, uh, you're out of the, the circle. You're out of the jungle. Uh, mm. Not that it went poorly or anything like that, uh, but you're no longer with RV. You're no longer based in Florida. You got married. You're back in California. How's married life, by the way? Yeah, everything's good. I think uh, just over two months down, so I think uh, I think we're doing pretty good. Did you go anywhere on a honeymoon? Um, not, like, really officially because it's a, it's a long story, but there was so much okay. going on. Yeah. We couldn't make up our minds where we wanted to go. We it got last minute, so we just I just told her I said decide where you want to go, and I'll take you anywhere you want to go next year after the outdoors. We I didn't go so anywhere. We did I didn't go anywhere either on a honeymoon. I needed to get back to work right away. To, you know, I just mm-hmm. got married for a green card, but um, <laughs> hopefully she's not listening. But no, look, I'm ten years I'm ten years deep into this thing, and we had to t- I had to take her to Hawaii. Like for yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I saw I, that. How I was had, that? I was good. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, swimming with the sharks and stuff and all that. It was yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. but, but, yeah, I had to, you know, so just FYI, if you don't take her anywhere right now, uh, you may have to go to Hawaii in 10 years. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. So, hey, so you're, you're out of the – lots of changes for Jake Weimer. You're out of the, the circle of trust. Um, <laughs> you know, you're out of the, the jungle uh, of Alden Baker. Can you talk about the decision to uh, part with that and leaving, the, leaving Florida and, and all that? I've never – even – off the record stuff. I never talked to you about it. What, what's yeah? What was what, um, talk about that a little bit? Well, I mean, I could get like super deep into it, but I'll try and sum it up as quickly as possible because I could go on forever about it. But basically, so to sum it up, like I I think Eldon is an awesome guy. I would never say anything bad about him, and I really like him. I still talk to him once in a while and see what's going on and whatever. Mm-hmm. Love Eldon. Great great dude. Knows what he's doing. Very knowledgeable. So with that being said, um, you know, basically, as everybody knows, or that follows the sport, like, last year was rough for me, and it was really difficult for me to kind of it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and I was struggling with confidence, and I just I, – I there, there was no confidence. I had no confidence, <laughs> and, I mean, I'd been with him for a few years, and I learned a lot from him, and um, I was pretty much in a place where 
I needed to do something different. Whatever it was, I needed to do something different because what I had been doing clearly was not working. I was I felt that I was at an all-time low and I had no no confidence. I felt like crap on the bike. Like I I was just struggling. Like mm-hmm. I got it got so bad to where like I just like I wasn't even into riding my motorcycle because I was struggling so bad and I felt like such crap that I didn't even have fun riding, like, because it was just a constant struggle, and it seemed like I could just never pull out of it, and I I felt like I needed to do something different, mm-hmm. and, I mean, this, I mean, it took a long time for me to pull the trigger, because I was, I mean, I was stressed out about it, right. and I felt like, you know, this should work, it should work, this should work, and kept going, kept going, and just made myself stick with it, and just nothing really changed, and I I wasn't feeling any different, and I just decided I had to do something different. I had to try and just do something, and um, which led to, do, to the decision uh, to go back with Randy Lawrence, who mm-hmm. I had had success with in the past, in the lights class, which I'm not comparing the two. It's totally different. I'm not here to say that but right, I'm, right. all I'm saying is that when I felt that I was at my prime and just how I felt personally on the bike just everything in general like that was when I was at my best and so I made that decision to go back with him and for whatever reason I, I don't know what it is but him and I like we as far as dirt bikes go, we speak the same language. Like when he says something, I know exactly what he's talking about. When I say something, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. He's really into breaking everything down, like talking about a lot of different things, like on the track, this corner, that corner, that flat straightaway, the, you know, breaking everything down. And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I am. And I mean, I kind of wish I wasn't because Sometimes that can be difficult, but it's just the way I am. And I don't know, he's he's able to kind of get through to me and, and kind of pump me up a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of boost my confidence. And so that that's pretty much the short story. I could go on yeah, longer, yeah. but that's right. the short story. Weege, um, uh, when I went to Florida this year for my annual mm-hmm. Florida trip, yep. when I came back to you when we were talking about it, mm-hmm. what did I tell you about Weimar? Not not loving life right now. Not nope. super pumped. Nope. nope. Not super yeah. pumped. I could tell. I mean, yeah. not that we're bros or anything, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, Jake. Yeah. Jake's not not in a good place right now. Yeah, super not, pumped. No. Yeah, no. not in a yeah. good place. And nothing to do with uh, RV. Nothing to do with Alden. You know, just yeah, a change, right? Just a freshen up. Just it's just it was just everything. It was just it 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 just wasn't working. It was not working for me. I wasn't. You know. Everybody's different, and mm-hmm. what works for them is different. And for me, like, I mean, I think a lot of people are like this, I think. But for me, it's important that I'm, like, enjoying it and right. I'm having fun on my motorcycle. Yeah. And, for example, I went out to Beaumont on Saturday and mm-hmm. hit jumps and whipped it and whatever, trail road, hill climb, right. jumps tricks, whatever, mm-hmm. and just had fun. And stuff like that is important for me because it makes me like my job and it, and it reminds me why I do what I do because I like to ride motorcycles. And so just small things like that are important. And, you know, 
it it obviously RV doesn't need that, you know, but that's not on you know the program. So yeah. it's small things like that that you know I don't think it's no foul, no harm on anybody. Right. It's just that's just the way it is, and it's important for me to have fun. Well, you are. I've always said this, and don't take this the wrong way. You're you're an emotional guy. I do think yeah. you, you wear your emotions on your sleeve, and you're not maybe robot robot Robbie. You know, yeah. not that I. Yeah. I was trying to think of a robot a rider that starts with an R. Renard was a no. Renard, Renard was, was not a robot. A robot? Yeah. No, because he was very breakable. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Robots, <laughs> usually, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, break. Um, yeah, you're just you're you're a little more hard on the sleeve, emotional type of guy, and yeah, it, it, yeah. I think that affects your riding. You know, yeah. How yeah, can yeah. It not, I right? mean, honestly, I I, I wish I. You know, I mean, I think it, it, I wish I obviously maybe because I am like I wish I wasn't that way, because right. when it's good it's great and when it's bad it's just right. it's a disaster. So, <laughs> but it, you know, it is what it is, and right. I think that's part of growing up and you know, kind yeah. of realizing what you need for you and and what works for you, and you 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 can't settle for anything less. You know what's funny about all this? No. Technically, you – well, I'll tell you what's funny. You're talking about switching trainers. So the basic definition, we think training is the fitness and the endurance and the working out. That's, my trainers are just focused on fitness mostly, my guys. They're doing a great job. Thank you. They're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Maybe fire them on Monday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you might want to leave that. Today's Monday. Fire them on Tuesday. File the Tuesday. Tuesday. First thing Tuesday morning. <laughs> um, does Does a trainer at the level you are, does it actually affect that basic thing? Like people are going to think – well, at the 25-minute mark of a moto, that's when having the training and the trainer really comes in handy. Does it even affect that part of it? Yes. I mean, yeah, it does. It, I mean, you have to be in shape, and you have to be strong and fit and all these different things, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing without the other is useless. And every, you know, I, everybody offers something different. Um, you know, Eldon his physical side of things is very good. Like he's very smart. Taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. I was in great shape. Um, and RL Randy, you know, he has a hundred percent motocross background from when he was a little guy till now. He was a mechanic, former mechanic, you know, forever too. Yeah. 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 For MC and, and whatever, you know, worked with RV for a while and, and whatever else. So everybody has their own little niche and, and whatever they're good at. And, I think for me, Randy's strongest point is like the whole mental side of the thing and the actual riding of the motorcycle, and that is what works for me. That's what I like. That's what makes me feel better. That's what gives me confidence and all the above. So everybody's got their own niche and what they're good at, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think I'm talking trash on anybody. That's just how I think it is. So... I think everybody's good at, you know, something, whatever yeah. they're good at. Uh, 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857, if you have a question for uh, for Jake Wimmer. Uh Jake, uh, this is Peter. I got a question uh, from uh, one of our show listeners. Uh, do you get to see Factory very much? Do I get to what? Jesus. <laughs> what? Factory Phil. Factory Phil. Factory Phil. Phil. It's from Nash. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. I, no. I mean, I've I've met him before, and I've seen him a couple times, but no, not uh, not, very, not much. This, He's going to be very let down. This Nash guy is, loves Factory Sorry Phil. Sorry about that. He actually called Factory Lot sleep, Sweeping just to talk to Phil. Like, cold called him. Oh, you know. Huh. Anyways. Uh, All right. So, Corey's on the phone for you. Got a question for you. Corey, what's happening? 
Not much. Hey, Jake, I got a question for you. What do you consider yourself, more an indoor and outdoor guy? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I I think that maybe I'm kind of labeled as more supercross, but although no. last year would have kind of contradicted that, so no, you're, I, I don't know. I mean, I would say, if anything, you know, supercross obviously is probably a little bit better for me. I've seen you win outdoors too. So. Yeah, no, I mean, I I like the outdoors. I I always enjoyed you know racing them, and obviously that's where the whole thing started. So I enjoy doing both. About ten rounds into Supercross, I'm ready to go outdoors, and then about six <laughs> rounds into outdoors, I can't wait to ride Supercross. How so about, I enjoy both. How about Weimer's 250 Motocross Weege when? He's just sucking balls, right? Outdoors. <laughs> well, not, not sucking balls, but mm-hmm. he's no, just, it's sucking balls. For sucking sure. balls. Okay, sucking balls. And then we go to Lakewood. Was it Lakewood? Yeah. Yeah. And Lakewood just, and just boom. Won there. I think he won. Then the next race, I don't think he won. I think he won the next race after that. No, I won the next one at Redbud, too. Okay, yeah. the very next yeah. race, he won again. And did, like, hey, did you win that, that super mutter Bud's Creek yeah. race that had to cut yep. short? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, so you're a mud mud master. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. You're a mudder. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Once. Well, is that the? It was just a example? weird weird year. Well, yeah, but let me guess, Jake. It wasn't because you decided to bicycle 50 miles more the week before Lakewood. That's not what changed. No, it didn't change like that's that. That's actually it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> I didn't the weekend before, or it was two weekends before because we had a week off. Uh-huh. I didn't, like, I just felt like crap, and I was struggling. I didn't score a single point that weekend, not one. And um, you finished both motos? And I was kind of struggling, and I just felt kind of like crap. So Randy basically was like, all right, well, you're taking two weeks off. Like, you can <laughs> ride Thursday before you go to Colorado, but your brain's overloaded. You're stressed out. Like, you're, you're taking way too much out of yourself. You're going to chill for two weeks, and we're going to ride on Thursday before you leave. And, yeah, then I went to Colorado. There you go. And boom. Uh-huh. The right. point I'm mean, trying to make is like I'm not then? condoning that and saying that that's the answer, <laughs> but every situation is different. <laughs> we still know that you're going to go to the line in Anaheim 1, contract year, and no longer working with Alden. You're A, going to take out all the riders that are working with Alden, injure them, take them out for the season, then win the title only because it's a contract year. Because I know that's how it works. We know that's how it works. It's going to take guys out. He's out for blood, out for yeah, revenge. Because that's that's me. That's that's my mo. I know. That's what I go mm-hmm. for. Going out there, aiming for front wheels. I go yeah. for front wheels. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Corey. All right, later, guys. Thanks, thanks See for listening. Ya. All right, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We got Weimer on the phone for a little while longer. Not much longer, but a little bit. Um, Can I ask another question? Am I allowed? Can I do that? Yeah, you're the co-host, bro. Oh, I don't. I don't. You have calls coming in. You got stuff written down. I don't know how this works, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're you're better than me at everything. You just ask <clears> at everything. That is for sure. At everything. Yeah. Um, that was job security right there at its finest. Yeah, I know. Huh? <laughs> um, hey, so this is the. Uh, you've been on this team and on this bike for a couple years. In this class, couple years. In general, does the sport get faster? Like that guy's going if, down. If you if you went to the track, if Jake Weimer two years ago rides to the test track and Jake Weimer today rides to the test track, are you faster? Is everyone get faster all the time every year? Yes. You do. Yes. Like the sport in general, we we know the sport gets gnarlier because the same rider himself gets better every year. Yes. Wow. That is fact. I, I gotta say, the I wrote a Supercross preview for an Australian mag and. 
It's going to be. And I know we always say this. <laughs> but now we got Roxon and, and Tomac. Yeah. It's gnarly. Yeah. Dude. It is. I mean, I mean, not. A, I mean, I would be worried for like a guy like Tim Ferry if he was racing today. <laughs> I, I would be stressed out about Timmy's. Like, where can older Tim Ferry finish with these guys? Uh, you know. I, thank God I don't have to worry about that, Weimer. Thank God. <laughs> hey, are you all oh, good? God. Are you all good for Vision next year? Clear Vision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm clear as day. Uh, but no, you're not really. But I mean, you need. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm HD. These uh, are your questions. X Brand uh, won Enduro Cross last night. I just like to point that out. Congrats! Congrats! <laughs> it's a thing that Weimer and These I. These are your questions. We go back and forth with this. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, we go back and forth with this. So, um, I mean, I, I you can again. I'm asking this because you're an honest interview and you're a good interview. Are things going to be weird in the truck? Am I gonna? No, okay. no. I mean, okay. we we went to Monster Cup, obviously, and right, did the true, whole program, right. yeah, and yeah, yeah. everybody was in the same room. So, no, I think I think it's fine. I think you know, at the end of the day, like it's a business, and everybody's trying to do the same thing. They're trying to be successful. So, mm-hmm. um, I felt I you know I went about the whole thing the best way that I felt that I could. And I tried to be, you know, mm-hmm. cool about it and professional and, you know, tried not to burn any bridges or, right, you know, piss right. anybody off. So I think everybody's good. I don't think anybody's has any hard feelings. Um, no, I think right, everybody's is, fine. Is, it, is this going to affect me at Cowie? In the Cowie truck, and it's just gonna. Well, you you're know. you're always kind of skating on thin ice, but I don't think this particular situation should have an effect. Should, no, should be all right. Okay. Will we yeah. see you in RV drinking protein shakes or smoothies at the same time, and we'll see who's tastes better and who seems to be getting more oh, nutrients? Yeah, yeah. We can have a little yeah. shootout. Who's yeah, I mean, getting the more tasty smoothie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess. You're out of your mind, dude. That's just Tony. He doesn't didn't really agree with you, Jake. Well, oh, okay. Yeah. No, he's... You raped her. Um. Okay. Hey. Uh. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always a good interview and uh, good luck with everything. And uh, we'll see you at Anaheim One. I'm 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 anxiously waiting to see uh, how Randy Lawrence is going to work with you. And, and like you said, you have more fun. So does yeah. a fun Jake Weimer uh, do better? Uh, that's going to be interesting to watch. And well, uh, and yeah, but you can't you can't take that out of context. No, I don't, I don't no, mean like I, no, fun, no, no, like no. hey, we're you know. No, I know. We're I... dicking off every day. Like, <laughs> I guess I should maybe say it more like just in a good spot, like being no. happy and yeah, that's confident all I meant. Yes. and yes. not feeling like a complete pile. Look, I've been to the, R- the, the R- R- RV Florida compound. There's... I'm just telling you not to take it out of context. Like, hey, we're going to go ride tricycles today, and then tomorrow we're rollerblading. Okay. One, and, time, one, time, one time in KTM days. I was out in Bourbon Street, New Orleans Supercross. I'm out in Bourbon. I'm kind of drunk after the race, hanging out in the bar. Ron Heben's a team manager. We're shooting the shit. And yeah. a, a conga line goes past, okay? <laughs> and there's Langston, okay, in the conga line. Okay. And, and Heben goes to me, there's my star rider. <laughs> and, and, okay, wait, wait. And he congas by us. Okay, con- con- congos by us. Yeah. And about 10 people back was his trainer. And, oh, that's awesome! And he even goes, and there's his trainer. Yeah. So yeah, will uh, we yeah. see you and? See, that's <laughs> that's not exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, all right. I'm talking about all more right. like you know doing a transfer at the Cowie track, or you know yes, like yes, you're not 
Congoing with your trainer, that kind of fun, yeah. like GM. No, right. no, no, maybe doing like a little bit of a risky jump out in Beaumont, <laughs> right, like you know, right, stuff right. like that. Got it. Yeah, got it. No, I, 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 there's not a lot of fun going on down there in Claremont, Florida. Well, like, I mean, it's a it's lot of work, laps, and, and oh, yeah, yeah, and that's right. it. Stopwatches and laps and times and let's go and 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 you know. I'm, I mean, I um, I petitioned to put maybe like a little freestyle park in and that got shut down. <laughs> Did not happen, right? <laughs> no, and uh, well, fantastic. Thanks, Jake. Always All a good right, interview. Cool. Thanks. All right, cool. See you guys. See ya. See ya. Jake Weimer, everybody, Monster Energy Kawasaki. I like Jake. Good interview. He's always a good interview. Absolutely. Although he's, to a fault. he's not a good interview after the race if he does bad, because then he's like, "Dude, I don't know. I suck. I, I don't want to talk about it." I just, Honestly, and you're like, yeah. and you're like, yeah, you can't really shine, put a shine on that, Jake. And he's like, no. You know, some of the things that will sometimes bag on riders, and especially their entourage for, you know, where they'll only see it from their angle, or they they'll feel slighted even when they really haven't been slighted, and, and all those types of things. It is a sad fact that sometimes uh, being unrealistic is better as a racer. Right, right, right. If if a guy finishes eighth and said, no, I think things are really coming around, we'd be like, come on, dude. Right, right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But when you're honest, when you do bad, that's when you start losing confidence. So it kind of sucks yeah, to be to honest be and way. be a regular right, dude. Right. Yeah. Uh, back to some emails here. Hey, Steve, love the show. The last couple of shows, you've been trying to find a nickname for yourself, and everyone has been bagging on the ones you've come up with. Wally whoop de doo Barry Bermshot, you know? Manitoba Manatee. Man, I love that one. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I think yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the problem is that you were trying to make them rhyme. How about something like the Moto Line? Or what about just the Rooster? Or Moto Manatee? Again, with the Manatee Ooh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, could go on, but you get the idea. Your nickname doesn't have to rhyme. Yeah, the other ones don't. Try it when try, Johnny O'Hanna, Dirt Shark. They don't run. Wonder Ward Hog. Mm, Wonder Ward Hog's got at least um, the alliteration. Help me with some guys here, uh, some nicknames, people who call themselves things. Like Wonder Ward Hog does with the w, w, yeah. double W, yeah. the, the four dubs. It seems like people with nicknames are very successful in our sport. It's been a really a great time. Yeah. For, you know what's funny? The rider nicknames, gone. Terrible. But the outside of the rider nicknames, The people strong, who make them se- give themselves nicknames to be characters seem to be doing very well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. This here's an example, Steve. This is the Pulp Mech Show coming to you live. I'm Steve the Moto Line Mathis. Not bad. Just a thought. I'm an air traffic controller in Seattle and a big JT fan. The show needs more JT. I disagree. Hey, I got an email or an email from a guy named Luke Himmler, and he used to work for 1110 Mods as a mechanic. I know Luke. You know Luke? Yeah. No, Luke. Luke's looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Luke. Uh, he's worked for Alex Martin, Jeff Gibson, Mike McDade. Uh, had some good success in the sport. Uh, needs a job. Uh, I don't know Luke. I'm going to reach out to him, but if you, our team, listen to this and you need a quality mechanic, and let's face it, if you work at 1110, uh, you're battle-scarred. You're, Emotionally. You're, oh, boy. You're, you're, um, you've been thrown into the into the washing machine of pressure. The washing machine of pressure. I like that. Yeah. yeah. You've been the thrown pressure in, wash, yeah. washing yeah. machine. 1110 guys generally work under a lot of stress, not much sleep. Yeah, and they still have to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, send me an email and or text me if you if you know my number or whatever. And uh, Luke Himmler, uh, I'll try to get you a job. Uh, Luke and his dad, uh, Luke would announce the local race is also in the District Five area, uh, Western Pennsylvania, and then his dad would fill in so Luke could go race his motos. So Luke and his dad would tag team the announcing. I don't Do know you, how that appeals to the uh, mechanic d- skills. But. David wrote in, and he's just basically in a whole email about just blowing me about how awesome the site is and the podcast. You want me to read it or no? Like, I mean, it's just... Hell no. Um, yeah. This used to bug the shit out of uh, O'Kenny. 
Ken used to get mad when I read like emails that people were happy. Because he you know, really just doesn't want. Happening. No, yeah, he doesn't want. But the, but thanks, David Armstrong. Thank you. Uh, I got your email, and he just he loves all the stuff. Poor taste. Uh, David I know this. Armstrong. I know this all sounds cheesy, but I thought I'd say thanks. He enjoys it like crack cocaine. Wow. So, well, we're in Vegas. Uh, I know where you can get some. James, uh, Mr. Mathis, my family has been selling trucks for the last 23 years, and I have never once sold one of those abortions of a Ridgeline. <laughs> I saw the photo of your new bike in your Ridgeline. I've listened to many rants on the Pulp Show, how it is considered a truck. I'm sorry, but it's made by Honda, better known for making hybrids and motorcycles from James. James. So I emailed James back. Yeah. I said, James, uh, your, your truck's been selling for 20, you've been selling trucks for 23 years? Yeah. Uh, are you a Honda dealer? And he said no. Okay. Hard to sell a Honda Ridgeline. A Honda Ridgeline. When you're not a Honda dealer, you know? Trade-ins. Uh, you know. Maybe people never trade in their Ridgelines. They don't. They go forever. Yeah. Um, and also, um, you say it's not a truck. Car and driver disagrees with you. Jamie? James? Car and driver? What's in the truck category? <laughs> so That's it. only because car and driver is uh, trying to uh, prove a point. They're, they're, they're biased in their coverage. They're trying to prove that you don't need an actual uh, truck. A car-based truck will work fine, which you and I... Okay, turn your mic off. What was um, the El Joel, Camino considered a truck? Joel says, hey, Steve, listen to your podcast with that guy from DMXS. I just want you to know a lot of us fans have you have you, have your back on the Joker lane. Iser is a dumbass. Anyways, I love the Pulp and Mexico podcast, especially one of the sessions with Bob Hanna. He'd be a badass and studio guest. He would be. Oh, man. He would be. Yeah. Uh, uh, this guy wants to go through the Joker lane. Uh, if you get points for going through Joker lane, yeah, we read this yeah. email. You said it, it yeah. got too complicated. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't, you don't have to take it, but you you get two extra. Let's points. call Ralph back and see if he wants to start calculating the bonus points during the race. Let's call Ralph back and see uh, if he wants to. Have to did do that. you write Coombs? Did you text Coombs uh, and MX Sports over the commercial break about Ralph's four nationals and then the other eight were stepping stones? Yeah, Dave, he was very pumped. Okay, all right, yeah. Very so excited. That's <laughs> everyone, everyone involved was very excited. Yeah. I love Ralph, but... Yeah. Uh, Fans of the Go to the Motocross races were pumped as well. I've already got a hate email right now from during the commercial. That one... From some guy who He was, knew it was going to go over badly. He, he did. He, he warned He everyone. sort of backdoored it like, maybe there's other things that can be done, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, hey, uh, thanks for the emails. Really appreciate it. Uh, Brandon, everything going good with you? Everything, uh, oh, look at Tits providing shield. Yep, everything's going good. Are you excited? Can you run our second commercial? Do you think you can do that? It's the uh, third, third commercial, commercial but, yeah. Uh, yes, I can. Was that, was that a test? It was a test. <laughs> exactly. It was a <laughs> test. All right, everybody. Uh, third commercial break of the night. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, NFAB Jeep and Truck Bars. Let's play the game with Wygant. Let's play the game with Wygant. Where we go? Do it. All right. First thing that comes to your mind. When I read off a sponsor list. Car and driver. It's car and driver, bro. They don't know when it comes to that segment. They're a little off. <laughs> what are you talking about? You say car and driver. thinks the original lines of trucks. So yeah. truck. They're just, they're just trying to prove a point. <laughs> you want me to turn your mic off again? They want every vehicle to be smaller and lighter like a sports car. You're out of your mind, dude. That guy's going down. All right. Ready? Okay, I'm very scared now. Yeah. First thing, first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. BTOsports.com. Do I have 15 seconds or no? First thing comes to your mind. First again, uh, as fast as possible. Uh, Forrest Butler calling, probably upset about some article I wrote about the team. <laughs> Fly racing. JT upset about Andy Boyer not <laughs> loving the gear. Race tech suspension. Gold valves. X brand goggles. I don't think I've really ever thought about X brand goggles. If I never you don't really wear had them, a, You won't win. No, that's definitely not true. I don't think I've ever really spent any time in my life thinking about X brand goggles. You motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked you to throw Clear Vision in the broadcast. 
When yeah. I think of X Brand, I think of meeting Tony Alessi over Heroes. Heroes. <laughs> to see yes. if there's. We will meet halfway. <laughs> we meet over Heroes. And you can hear the Western music and the tumbleweed. <laughs> the tumbleweed. And we're, we're meeting at the Euro place. Uh, Atlas Neck Braces. Is X Brand actually a sponsor of the show, or are you just pumping no. up your own? No. Are you double dipping? Sponsor of the show, they pay me money. Both, separate. Both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not counted. Not counted. As goggle service. I, I think that there's a clear vision. I think they get an additional plug beyond what they're paying for the show because of the conflict of you also working for them. I, I, I absolutely do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think they love yeah, it. Yeah, fair. I think they love it. Right. right. Yeah, it's not fair. Um, Atlas neck braces. Hope you don't have to use one. NFAB Jeep and truck parts. I love all Jeep parts. Big fan. I thought you were going to use the word. I thought you were going to use the word. No, no, no. Big budget. You're not going to use big budget. Big budget. Uh, showy helmets. Uh, worn by Kevin Windham for 19 years. Show uh, free gun underwear. Uh, I have some. I have LeBig's face on my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Works connection. Uh, really cool stuff. You don't have to be fast, but it'll make it seem like you could probably ride pretty fast because you have cool like clutch perches and stuff. Yeah. Tech One Designs. Uh, is that the lower, like the first level of Alpine Star Boots? Oh, like uh, Tech 8. Yeah, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know what it's Graphic Tech Company. Designs. And pit shirts and soon a, coffee mugs. Soon not, Pulp of coffee mugs. Not a lot of graphic companies out there. No, not a no, lot no, of, no, no. Very it, few people yeah, do no, graphics. No, it's, yeah. uh, it's an elite industry, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. These guys, though, Tech 1 will customize pretty much anything. Like, you tell them what you, if you want a giant Wygant face on your shroud, they will make that. Can they print stuff in generally orange? Yes. All right, now we're talking. Uh, mm-hmm. FMF Racing. <laughs> they own off-road. Big fans of those guys. Brought yep. bar. Uh, the cleanest ingredients. You don't want to eat dirty ingredients. When you're out here in Vegas, there's a lot of dirty. Get some clean ingredients. 810 Solutions. They will sell you the Brat Bar. Well, how do they compare to 1110 Mods? That's my question. <laughs> Are they superior or inferior to 1110? Superior. When I do this, seg- when I do this, well, segment, the problem with eleven ten, I think, can is go obvious. Sideways sometimes. When you go eleven tenths, <laughs> when you go eleven tenths, you're over the edge, right? Mm-hmm. That you don't want a motor built that way. It's, it's banded grenade. You don't want to go eleven tenths. Eight tenths is a perfect. Eight tenths is a training situation, training <laughs> deal, training deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's perfect. No, if you is. were to train a ten tenths, you would be burnt out. You would be tired. You would be exhausted. You're literally giving it all that you. They only yeah. bring it to eight tenths. W wheels. A hundred percent would be ten tenths. Right. By the way. W wheels. Uh sometimes Mathis uses those guys to get scoops, which I don't even think should be allowed. Really? Yeah. I do? I think you do that. Here's I'm gonna give some folks I do that. I'm gonna give some folks some Steve Mathis journalism. Hold on one second, one second. Find a crap, one second. Find a tiny oh. little sponsor who would probably know something about a team and what riders are gonna get, but they're probably not worried. Like, you don't want to call the team manager of a team. They'll always, they're, like, on guard. They'll always say They're on guard it. of the yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. So find a smaller sponsor who might also know and doesn't realize he's probably on the record and is going to be used for <laughs> Doesn't realize. Black Ops Moto. You're not pumped <laughs> I know. I, I, I use it. That's called sources, bro. <laughs> oh, you, you're admitting it. You're not Do you think it. Woodward, Woodward and Bernstein just called Nixon? <laughs> hey, uh... <laughs> Were you doing anything in the in the ninth floor of the uh, Hilton? Yeah. By the way, I'm dating myself. Little listeners are like, huh? <laughs> Pretty good. You know that. I yeah. didn't use. A, I didn't use a. Dear Sony, did you send an extra amount of tapes to the White House? Okay, <laughs> yeah. you sent extra tapes to the right. White House. Okay. Black Ops Moto and Optrix. 
Black Ops Moto, better starting, better throttle response. Bolt-on product for your four-stroke that'll improve it. I would greatly. prefer Orange Ops. And Optrix. Uh, I believe there's a conflict of interest. I know that apparently the Optrix sponsorship has absolutely nothing to do with this show nope. whatsoever. Nope. They would have... <laughs> Optrix would have called Sundell and Sons Concrete, located in Las Vegas. Is there anyone there who would like a marketing job at this concrete place in Las Vegas? Is there anyone? Can we speak to someone who would like a marketing gig? This show. I've been thinking about this, by the way. you've You've got me going. Okay. When it comes to me getting the job with them, the way they obviously, the way we found each other, yes, was because of the show. We're getting there's, somewhere. We there's, are. There's, yes. I, I've been thinking about this because I don't think that you and I were on the same wavelength. Apparently me and everyone else in the world was on the same wavelength. Me being on the show Hold on, helped me Kenny find Kenny and I them. were on the same wavelength. Kenny and I were on the same I wavelength. Okay. But Scary. Scarily. Kenny. Lindsay and you, same wavelength, bro. Yeah. But I did not get the job because of who I am on the show or because of what I do on the show. Does that make sense? Like, the, the relationship was made because of the show, but they didn't hire me as their marketing manager because of who I am on the show. Brandon, can I get a ruling? I'm with tits. Woo! <laughs> he just wants the job. Yeah, He's sucking true. up. Yeah, He's just yeah, sucking he up. He um, yeah. What tits is saying He's is, have you who... watched the movie Coming to America? Yeah. It was just absolutely. much like Let's that. Date us now, I'm going to cut Let's the tail us. off. Right. I'm going to cut the tail off my hair. Mm. I'm going to work at McDowell's because I don't want her to love me because I'm rich. Yep. I want to love me for who I am deep right. down inside. It's just like coming right. to America. And with that, let's Something go to like let's that. go to commercial break. Come back and join us, won't you? Hey, this is Eli Tomac. I ride for Geico Honda. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey everyone, Trey Kennard here. I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite products, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. With direct input from Andrew Short and I, the Fly Design Department created the first true, lightweight, minimalist pant and jersey design for pure racing performance. This gear eliminates non-essential features, such as rubber TPR badging, and uses stretch materials for the ultimate race pant and jersey combo. The light hydrogen pant is the lightest, most breathable, and non-restrictive pant I've ever worn. To complete my gear combo, I chose Fly Racing's minimalist light race glove and F2 carbon helmet for a complete race-ready setup. For more information about the light hydrogen racewear and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. 
Penfab products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, -wheel, and fed access models, Penfab Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. Penfab also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All Enfab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy Enfab products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-ENFAB. Enfab, truck products for truck people. tried other neck braces but have you ever tried the one that's flexible the revolutionary family of atlas braces are the world's first flexible family of neck braces on the market designed to retain natural body mobility and range of motion gone are the days of wearing bulky neck protection that restricts your movement the Atlas Brace family is fully adjustable and unique features like dual chest and back supports, independent chest suspension, a flexible split frame design, and a one-of-a-kind emergency release system set the Atlas Brace family apart from others. And our championship-winning athletes Ryan Filippoto, Jeremy McGrath, and Jake Weimer agree. You may have tried a neck brace, but you haven't experienced an Atlas Brace. It's 2013, and X-Brand is prepped for our biggest year yet. Racers of all calibers are getting wise and switching to X-Brand. Guys like Jimmy Albertson, Josh Strang, Les Smith, Bobby Canary, Austin Politelli, and many more agree. X-Brand can't be beat when it comes to superior foam, a comfortable frame, and simple optics that just plain work. Available in multiple flavors with all the options you need, like zip-offs, laminates, lenses, and nose guards. So head over to EKSBrand.com to order now and use the discount code PULPSHOW13 for an insane 30% off. X-Brand goggles. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Pulpamec Show. And uh, one of our sponsors, Race Tech, is on board with us and we're pumped to have them. Did you know that I was a mechanic for a long, long time? You did? Have I talked about it? Summercross? Mount Morris 2000? Anyways... Don't do what I did, which was becoming a mechanic and not knowing anything and trying to learn. No, no, no. Our friends at Racetech have made it easy for you to step right into the field of being a professional mechanic, a professional suspension tuner, anything you want. There's more and more teams all the time in the pits, and they need people like that. They don't need people like me back in the day. They need people like you that take a Racetech class taught by Paul Feed himself. If you're a dad or a do-it-yourself or looking for your knowledge to be your own suspension tuner, this is perfect. It's taught by Paul Feed. 30 years of experience in suspension tuning. He'll show you the black art of suspension. Don't listen to me. Listen to Paul Feed. He's got these seminars. He's been doing them for a long, long time. And if you listen to my podcast I did with him on Racer X, check the archive. You can hear it for yourself. Paul's a smart guy. And his classes, his seminars will help you become a much smarter person and therefore be able to get a better job than the one I had where I was on the floor of a box van for years and years. So please check them out. Their classes each spring and fall at Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com or give them a call at 951-279-6655. Get smart. There are dozens of helmet brands on the shelf at your local dealer. How do you decide which is the right one for you? 
with over 50 years experience, Showy delivers a premium helmet with quality that is second to none. Many of our competitors rely on overseas manufacturers who they hope will build the helmets to their specifications. Every helmet that bears the iconic Showy Hexagon undergoes a minimum of seven inspections throughout its week-long manufacturing process in one of our two factories located in Japan. Showy's sole focus on premium helmet engineering and manufacturing guarantee you the highest quality and performance available. Stop by your local showy dealer and see why team riders like Kevin Windham, Justin Barsha, Josh Grant, and Michael Lessie demand showy's premium level of comfort, safety, and performance. Showy, 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 showy. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where proudly everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Brop, the sound of acceleration. Influenced by riders, racers, and outdoor enthusiasts on the tracks and trails of Colorado, the revolutionary Brop formula was created as a solution to energize with clean and natural foods. The Brop Nutrition Bar is a superior food that delivers energy-infused nutrients and protein to meet the demands of today's toughest athletes. Used by top racers like Kevin Windham, David Pingree, Jimmy Albertson, and many more, Brop Nutrition Bars use high-quality natural ingredients and no preservatives and are gluten and soy free. Available in four delicious flavors, Honey Graham, Chocolate Chip Cranberry, and Blueberry. Order now by going to www.bropbar.com or call toll-free at 1-855-8-BROP today. Mention Pop MX and receive free shipping on your first order of two or more boxes. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Brop Nutrition now. Brop Nutrition Bars, accelerate your body and mind. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. 
Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on Trust WUSA because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deacon, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Show presented by BTOSports.com. Jason Wygan in the house. Ouija, you having fun? Well, as long as I'm on the show, I don't really have to deal with the dogs. You seem to kind of get we, them out of the we, studio. Yeah, yeah. Right, so this has been the best part of my, my trip here to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. F you, dude. All right, okay. Uh, hey, you want to win Andrew Short's gear? Yes. From uh, Bercy? Me? Sweaty, smelly stuff? Are you uh, making fun of the French again with the smells? Stop uh, doing that. Send us uh, three, three answers to Short's teammate in 2014. Andrew Short's wife's name. And what number was Andrew when he won Vegas shootout two times? We need both numbers. His wife's name is Corey Luttermoser. <laughs> yeah, he, Corey Luttermoser would like to be. would be pumped over yes, that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, only in motocross can you be a big fan of a rider, Twitter him a lot, get to meet him, and eventually spend time at his house. Yes, yes. It still blows me away. Yeah, that's not going on in the NBA right now. No, no. no. So name those three questions. You will win 
uh, randomly pick a autograph set of Andrew Short Fly Racing Gear from Bercy right off his uh, back. Name those three questions. Send to contest at pulpmxshow.com. Do you contest have the gear already? At, yeah, I do. Is it the all black gear? No, no, it wasn't that stuff. No, it wasn't that stuff, which JT uh, um, didn't approve of. JT himself admitted this. Well, remember I was saying that the photographer was like, ah, oh, I didn't like to shoot that, Andrew, because it was darker against yeah, dark yeah. stuff, you know? And, it, and so That's like me saying the Miller uh, Motorsports track was not awesome. Right. Wow. Right. Um, Crap. So, yeah, send a contest at Um And uh, we're coming up with Cody Webb, Las Vegas uh, Enduro Cross winner. And, um, I really look, don't care. Looking forward to that. We have uh, some questions for Brandon, too, some ex-brand questions for Brandon uh, that we're going to do also down the road, and uh, some uh, NFAB banging bar segment. So uh, looking forward to that. Oh, was it – I gave you the wrong number? I did that? It's not working. Okay, hold on. We each talk. Oh, this is the part where I have to cover. I listened uh, last week awkwardly as Ping tried to cover it, so I've been relishing well, this opportunity. And, I mean, Ping covers it better than Kenny did. Yeah. Kenny would stop talking and look at me. Ping tried, actually, and you came in they and said okay. he was doing a bad job, but they weren't. They weren't doing the job I wanted to because Ping referenced me on the air. What are you doing? Or or he was giving a play-by-play. and I'm No, he had to do it. As a listener, I felt it was weird. I was like, what the heck happened? Why is Steve suddenly not involved? No, you I, didn't. I no. did. It was, you're controlling the whole show, and then all of a sudden your Damn voice straight is I gone. Am. Damn straight I am. Right. For better or for worse. Right. So then all of a sudden three minutes go by for the first time all night where we don't hear your voice, and it's like, what is – going on here i had i appreciate i had blows and pingree calling the action it was weird for okay. you to call all the action okay. the whole time and suddenly okay. be gone all right yeah. okay all right well i never thought of that the and quarterback's just on the bench right i need to explain this yeah yeah oh, okay they did right. a good job i'll fill what do you want me to talk about no we're good now oh, okay uh we're, we're good i get the wrong number or whatever so this rider here he uh you know we're a well-rounded show we don't just have supercross <laughs> and motocross good one <laughs> we have we've had a lot of people on that don't have race supercross and motocross right tits love yeah, that it's, one that's tits funny. Love that. funny i like tits race. who we had on that has not just race supercross and motocross i mean Gigi. Gigi. yeah kenny stripper chick he brought in Gigi. yeah she so came in cover the stripper industry as well yeah not just supercross and motocross we, we're a well-rounded show um i'm positive we've had on come on we've had some people I'm sure you have. I, I just thought it was God, funny. my memory goes blank right now. If Swiss yeah. Core is listening, maybe you can help this us This is out. how I feel when we're doing our, our uh, tits, versus tits, tits versus tits, where it's like you know that there's answers out there and just nothing's coming to mind. Well, you better get ready because we're doing it again here Wonderful. shortly. All right, so this rider here, Enduro Cross, uh, finished third in the points. Uh, week. Yeah. Third in the points, three out of the last four main events of the year, mm-hmm. and he rides a beta. So right away, things are weird. And you know that that this guy is one of the up and coming powers in in Durocross, and uh, as as well, we'll get into his uh, schooling. Uh, but first, uh, Cody Webb, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Hey, thanks, Scott, for thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank you, man. Jason Wygant in studio, uh, and as well as myself, Steve Mathis. What's up? Um, yeah, Wygant, you you bros with these guys now. I just like that. I've become their guy now. Really? Who knew? Yeah, yeah. That was that. This is my third tour of duty with Enduro Cross. I'm guessing yeah. Enduro Cross guys, and now I know this is going to knock you, knock you off, knock your yeah. socks off. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the Enduro Cross guys are very friendly and happy to talk to you. No, they're just rock star prima donna jerks, right, surrounded yeah. by an entourage. And, and Webb's the worst. Oh yeah, you can't even get to him. No, you can't yeah, even get to him. Yeah. No, he's just surrounded by the huge beta crew, the twenty or thirty staff members they have, and agents, man friends. I uh, I asked the rider. Uh, 
I asked a rider for I asked through a, through a team manager if I can get a rider's number phone number, and I was told no, he doesn't want to give his number to you. The in, media enduro cross? No, 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 in oh. supercross, and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I will never interview you. That's a legit request. I think so. No, no, no. I mean, that's a, sorry. A oh, legit, legit turn down. I think thing. They, the rider should have should be allowed to not give Steve Madison. I, I agree. Phone I agree. Yeah. But then I will never. I can't do anything with you. So it's cool, but then I can't interview you. If so. I recall, and I hate to keep Cody Webb just hanging yeah, on here, right. there is one very popular, one of the top riders in motocross and supercross today, who, when you did a podcast with him, they got your number. And then he would call you. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Is that absolutely not true. Right, yes. absolutely. What is his name? Uh, Ryan Dungey. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have Dungey's number. I texted with Dungey. Oh. oh, I've texted okay. Dungey. Right. St- he hasn't got any response. No, he's I, got, I got a response. Did you? Yep. When? Uh, oh, no, when I said, hey, Ryan, are we cool? Uh, is there a problem? Oh, and he right, said, no, okay. dude, we're all good. Hey, can you come on the show? Nope. Nope. It was definitely the wrong number. <laughs> but we're all good. Yeah. He, um, he thought you were Steve Cox, is what it is. Oh, hey, other, other guests, Jenna Hayes, porn star. Uh, Mercedes Gonzalez. So you're either in the Mercedes, porn industry Mercedes or Terrell. the moto industry. In the uh, Ralph Shaheen and Kelly Stavis all on board and not Supercross Motocross riders. All right, back to Cody Webb. You've just compared Cody Webb to female guests. Why are you saying that? <laughs> I heard Jenna Hayes. Somehow I got compared to her. I don't exactly. know what happened. <laughs> yeah, you're really pumping the, the guy Jenna up. Jenna Hayes thing was weird <laughs> and scary all at the same time. Okay, 702-586-7857. you got a question for uh, third overall Enduro Cross Series, Cody Webb. Cody, congratulations on the Vegas uh, win. I was telling Wygant, and I even tweeted this, I don't have a ton of Enduro Cross exposure. I've been to Vegas every year, and I've watched a couple online when I've been home. You did something I've never seen happen, and that's catch and pass Taddy um, without him falling or anything else. And and so, I mean, fantastic. The you, heat race. The heat yeah. race. The heat race. And that just doesn't you're on a you're on a roll. Three wins out of four. Uh you're really riding well. Good job. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh not many people have done that and uh I actually was able to do it in Idaho but I got passed back unfortunately. But I don't I don't know what the deal is. Things have been going smoothly for me lately. Yeah, uh hey, um the main event, so you're out front and are you are you hearing the the crowd? Are you going, What's going on behind me? <laughs> Yeah, well, the funny thing was, somehow I rounded the first lap in 11th place because I got stuck with Taylor Robert on the start. Okay. So I came I came into all that carnage on the wood pile just to see more than half the field laying down on the wood pile turn. And I, think <laughs> right. that, I don't think that's ever happened before, and it made no sense to me. But I wasn't complaining because I passed almost everyone on the first lap because they're all laying there. Right. And I saw Taddy laying there on the ground and Brown at the same time when I passed him. I just heard... A rev limiter going off for what seemed like eternity. <laughs> I thought someone's bike was going to blow up. Right. You, you, so, uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. No. And that was like, it was the craziest crowd I've ever heard. I've never heard the crowd get so into it. So I knew it was intense behind me. And I, I watched the webcast that they had with that Jason was part of. And it was, it was insane to watch those guys just with each other the whole race. They couldn't get away from each other. No. Yeah. This tells you how cool the Enduro Cross riders are. He's not complaining about the fact that the whole first half of the main event on that webcast, we didn't even sh- Jeff Aaron was leading, we didn't even show yeah, that. Yeah. We're showing sixth and seventh because they're battling for the title. He's not bitter. Cody could have been like, you should have showed me more. I was winning the race. Well, we did miss my awesome pass. I was a little mad about that, but someone filmed it on YouTube, so I got okay. to see it. I didn't see it. 
I didn't see it because I'm watching Brownie and Taddy, to be honest. I'm just like, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, two races in one. Yep. It was insane. Hey, but what do you what do you attribute, Cody, um, besides, of course, Clear Vision, X-Brand goggles and all that, which, you know, you're able to see right to the front. But um, what do you attribute <laughs> your, your little, like, recent surge, like three out of four? And, uh, I mean, next year you got to be looked at, like, as a guy that can win this title. What do you attribute the uh, the momentum to? Well, uh, you know, last year I had a lot of, at the end of the year, I came on strong also. I don't know if I just have an end-of-the-year thing. And I finished second at almost every race, and I kind of be able to battle Taddy for a couple laps, and he'd just be able to get away from me. And, uh, you know, I made a big switch, switching to uh, the beta two-stroke. It was the first year they ever had it. And, uh, you know, I, I was feeling really strong and starting to get used to the bike, and uh, we didn't get suspension on it until like, I, we, you know, like we, they wanted me to run to the race suspension there and in Europe, so we didn't really have any time to test. Mm-hmm. So we were like learning race by race, and uh, I was feeling really good, looking really excited to come uh, into the series right before the big break. And I broke my foot um, right before the second round of our series, and mm-hmm. I felt like I was strongest at that point, ready to go. And, okay. You know, it was, it was, I was so bummed more emotionally than physically. You know, like it was, it just really hurt me a lot, it took the wind out of my sails. So, uh, you know, after being on the couch, I realized how sucky that was and how bad I wanted to get back to riding. And uh, I was doing road bike rides before I was even able to walk. I would hop outside on my crutches and uh, <laughs> hop on my road bike and just start pedaling and go for, you know, a couple hours and just come back to the house. So, you know, I really stayed in shape the whole time I was hurt and didn't let me bring me down. And, uh, you know, I think I came back stronger than what I was before because I had so much more motivation since, I never, I've never been injured before in my life ever from riding, and that uh, made me realize how much I missed it. Hey, you know, you started uh, in trials, correct? That was kind of your 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 original what put you on the map, right? Yeah, I uh, I started riding not trials nationally at ten years old, so I did that forever, and I'm still doing it now, and I'm 25 now, so 15 years straight of riding trials competitively in the nationals. I've always wondered, uh, you and a couple other riders, also Jeff Aaron amongst others, had that trials background, and trials has always been a sport that everybody respects, but you've never, you know, the idea of Endurocross where you're in front of a huge crowd in an arena and getting a webcast or getting TV coverage or, geez, being in the X Games and stuff like that. Is that something you, like, 10 years ago envisioned, hey, there's a chance someday I'll be racing in front of a sold-out arena? It has to be a crazy experience for you to to get this opportunity. Yeah, you know, like, I... I think that's why I love where I'm at right now. You know, I grew up in a sport where, you know, I was excited to make it on TV for 20 seconds a year. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we have Map TV broadcasting our whole series and X Games being viewed by millions of people. So now I'm so fortunate. You know, t- 10 years ago, like you said, my original goal when I was 10 years old, I wanted to be like a world trials champion. And uh, now it's really funny because all these guys I looked up to. Um, when I was younger, they're they're the ones asking me what I think of what I what, like, how I think about what I'm doing. I'm riding, and yeah. they they think what I'm doing is cool. And at the time when I was a little kid, I thought what they did was the most amazing thing in the world. So I have a whole completely different aspect on life now than I did when I was growing up. Where uh, where are you from? Uh, I'm from like I'm riding between Santa Cruz and Monterey, California. So pretty close, pretty close to Laguna Seca. Okay, and uh, how old are you? Uh, 25. Okay, and you go to school, I understand. Yeah, I'm, uh... It's crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's also not very fun. I, I have... 
my my life is pretty much dedicated to only writing in school, and it's hard to fit anything else in between. Are you able to um, make a bit of a living uh, at this? Like, how does it pay? And, and what do you like? Are you? I mean, you're one of the top endurocross riders, and, and God bless the series and the guys that are working hard and trying. Is there any money in this for you? Um, coming from trials, it's you're a millionaire. <laughs> a millionaire. I mean, I've I've made you know I did I did all right in the trials thing. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like I was doing good, but you know, I'd always you know without the support of my parents, there's no way I'd be able to keep doing what I'm doing right now. I still live at home with my parents. I I can move out right now and stuff, but you right. know, I'd like to try and save up, and uh, you know, I I want really get my own piece of property or a house and mm-hmm. you know so i'm i'm trying to eventually make that happen and you know i'm definitely not living the life like many other motocross guys are but many you know even current time today a lot of motocross guys a couple of years ago are making it big they're struggling yeah. in respect to what what they were before so i'm uh i'm definitely not doing that awesome but you know there's other guys in the series who are are struggling more than me, and then there's Taddy who takes right. everything. Wow. And all of us adding <laughs> our salaries together can't probably even equal to what he's doing, and I beat him. So yeah, well, we it's t- kind of it's kind of unfortunate, but hey, you know, it's motivation for me to keep trying harder. Can you do anything else uh, besides enduro cross to make some money and race in a little bit? Like, what else can you? Uh, have you hit any of those extreme enduros? I mean, is there any plans for that or or some trial stuff? Go back there. I mean, can you do try to keep busy full time? Yeah, I mean, I'm. It was really nice having the Global X Games and X Games because that uh, you know, it's huge exposure for us. It opens up the doors for more sponsorships. But uh, unfortunately, that all got shut down for next year. So we're only going to be racing in Austin. And, yeah. Now, so I'm still doing the trial series, and you know, they they're actually you know. I got to give props to them because in the last couple of years they're trying to uh, get things going again because they realize things are dying and they offer a pro purse down stuff. So, you know, that's more motivation for us to go out and ride. But uh, I'm uh, I'm still busy now between school and uh, training and riding and mm-hmm. traveling to all these events. You know, I, I would like to try and do GNCCs or National Enduro, but being from the West Coast, it's difficult for me to. Uh, you know, get a bike out there and situated and try and hit those series. So, you know, next year I want to try and do like one or two of those and see where I'm at. And, uh, maybe for 2015, uh, no, you can change up my program and see if I can add more off-road racing to it. You can stay at Wagant's house in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hook it up, man. I'm right in the, I'm right in the Mecca of it all. Yeah. You yeah. Go. You are in the Mecca right there. Um, yeah, come on down. Hey, did I, and maybe I'm drunk or high or something, but okay. So, they outlawed trials bikes in the big class, right? Because Jeff Aaron was doing pretty good on them. Uh, not just other guys were. A lot of guys okay, were. So, yeah. A bunch, yeah. bunch of okay, guys so, were. So they outlawed those things. <clears throat> now, I understand, and this is where I could be drunk or high. Did they outlaw trials tires on the motorbikes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they also, yeah. So the, all you guys figured out that this was trials tires, the way to go, and then they kind of said, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, it was okay. the hot setup for sure, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was the setup to go, and then... Uh, it was actually really cool for a while. Um, I had a ex flat tracker, Johnny Murphy, was helping me out on the bay when I first started. And he was, you know, a flat tracker, and they got all these secrets. And we were soaking a, a stock Dunlop MX 51 in what we called goat piss. I don't know what it was, but it was some, <laughs> it's some like redneck flat tracker mixture <laughs> yeah, right. that you mix with diesel. And we were putting like little kiddie pools. And it would soften the tire up, and it would literally, like, stretch the carcass. It was insane. So 
Every, everyone had their little cheater things. We're a little bit ahead of the game, but then uh, a couple of tire manufacturers actually start making special, like almost Endurocross-specific tires, so it worked out for us. Uh, <laughs> how did the beta deal come about? Why beta? And this is what I love about Endurocross, and I tweeted this. Only an Endurocross could a Sherco be winning, a beta be second, a Husky and a TM all be in the same race. God bless, God bless Endurocross. God bless Endurocross. <laughs> you, you would never, ever see that in Supercross. No. So how did the beta deal come about? Who do you do it through? Why beta? And how often do people look at you and go, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I grew up running trials my whole life, so obviously I'm connected in the whole trial series. And, you know, I know everyone and, you know, that's, I grew up doing trials. So, uh, you know, I, wrote, I used to actually ride Turco. Um, I, and I rode Gas Gas Forever, Shurko, and, uh, you know, I actually started my trials career on beta back in 1999 or something crazy okay. like that. So, uh, um, you know, my dad was good friends with the trials, um, importer, and he just become recently the, uh, trials and enduro importer. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like the perfect guy to, uh, pick both trials and enduros because I had just started kind of get my feet went in enduro cross and uh, I just won the 2010 national trials championship. So, you know, I was in talks with them and, uh, you know, I was really looking forward to, uh, switching over and getting more serious in the enduro cross world whilst maintaining my trials skills. And, uh, beta was like the perfect option for me. So, uh, I did a two year deal back in 2011. Mm-hmm. So I rode those first two years and it was really funny. The second year I started kind of, uh, which was last year, 2012, I started racing, like riding a lot of moto tracks and stuff because everyone was telling me how slow I looked between obstacles. I needed to <laughs> right. work on my, uh, right. I need to work on some of my intensity. Typical trials guy, you were stopping before and sizing them up, and they're like, no, 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 Cody. You just jumped the jump. Right. No, no, you're not supposed to stop and balance before the rocks. You're supposed to keep <laughs> right. going before right. Right. So uh, it was really funny because that year they had a, the, a lot of the bike, the majority of it was red, and all the time, I'd have people thinking I was on a Honda, and I'd have to explain what a beta was. So, uh, right. you know, it's 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 really kind of ironic for me now to. Uh, I feel like I'm riding a lot faster, and now here I am, some guy with on in some total enduro bike. No one even knows what it is, and it's a two stroke. Those are even foreign at the track. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I you're can in hang California. with a lot of the guys, so you're it makes, the main makes tracks. it good. And what tracks are you riding at? You're riding at like popular tracks where there's a lot of people, right? Yeah, sometimes, you know, if, if I get the chance to go in SoCal, but, uh, you know, I ride in the Bay Area, and there's a couple of tracks up there. So, you know, Daniel Blair is from up in this area and a couple other guys. So mm. it's it's cool to see those guys every now and then. And, you know, there's a lot of fast local guys around here. So it's uh, – <laughs> everyone's always a little confused when they see me out on the moto track. What is your and, – and, and, again, my enduro cross experience is limited um, – um, but I, I watched a bunch. Uh, you can see, in my opinion anyways, and again, this is from the cheap seats, but Taddy is very good in the rocks. The rocks give a lot of guys trouble. Seems like over the years, Taddy goes through the rocks better than anybody. Uh, Brownie is, uh, you can see the moto guys, corners, Brownie's strong points. Uh, maybe doubling, charging in between the obstacles is Brownie's strong points. What are your, what do you like best, Cody? What are you best at and what don't you like? What do you need to improve on? Um... You know, last year, and especially the year before that, I was really slow in between obstacles and in corners, and I, I like the rocks, and mm-hmm. um, coming from trials, and 
even this year, I I still feel so much more comfortable in the rocks. Well, I don't know about comfortable, but I right. I feel like I have a big advantage. Wow. For everyone else, and uh, you know, Taddy's real strong in the rocks, but I feel like he's a lot of body movements, and he he looks way more aggressive. And then him and I are I I feel like I'm a lot smoother through the rocks than he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I definitely feel the rocks are an advantage. Rock turns, especially being on the two stroke. If I get in a sticky situation, I could whip it around easier than a four-stroke. But, uh, you know, I still feel like being intense all the time is something I could work on. And Mike Brown, just somehow, he he's the gnarliest animal at <laughs> always giving it 100%. And I got to give, you know, a big shout-out to that guy. He really impressed me this year. He's improved mm-hmm. every aspect of his riding in the Endurocross series, and he's got it figured out pretty well. But... uh you know, I, I I still got charged like he does, and you know, once I figure that out to be that aggressive, it uh, and with my technical skills, I think things will work out for me I, very well. I also can't figure out, and it's another God bless Enduro Cross moment. I can't figure out if four strokes or two strokes are better, and that's another reason why Enduro Cross is awesome. <laughs> I, yeah. I still don't know myself. Right. Like, right. I'm already I'm already set on riding a two stroke again for next year, and I still. There's, I think I want to ride a 350, but I'm not sure. There's so many plus and minuses to both of them out there. Well, mm-hmm. apparently, because you were good on the four-stroke, but you're thinking you got you got better this year switching to the two-stroke, right? Yeah, last year I felt like uh, I, I'd be able to hang with Taddy for a majority of the race, and near the end of the season when I felt like I was riding my best. But uh, I'd always fall off and just be struggling at the end of the race to hold on. Cause, you know, you're rolling around an extra 25 pounds or something like that yeah. with the four-stroke. So uh, I hear you about the extra twenty five carrying that twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Hey, Neil's on the phone. Got a question for you, Neil? Uh, what's going on? Thanks for listening to the show. You got a question for uh, Weege and Cody? Yeah, I just want to know what you get or which tracks you guys thought were better for for viewing. I guess for enduro cross, uh, the super jumpy tracks like they've had at a few of the rounds where the guys could triple sections, or the track like this weekend at Vegas where it was more like kind of trial style or more true enduro cross where it wasn't huge sections to do, like rhythm sections. Who's answering that one first? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer neither, to Cody on that one. Neither one of you took it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to defer to Cody on that one. He, he rode them. Can I just say something? Yeah, when I, I didn't watch practice in Vegas. I didn't go for down there or anything like that. I was yeah. watching a hockey game. Very critical, yeah. And when I, when I saw Mike Brown in Heat 1 jump the water over the logs, I shit myself. It was, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that's that's so cool. I, I looked at the obstacle, and I'm like, okay, this is what they got to do. And I love the water obstacles, by the way. Very, very cool. Um, and uh, and Brownie comes out and goes, Bruh! shit myself everywhere. It was disgusting. But awesome, cool move. Really, really neat. I like that. So, anyways, Cody, go ahead and answer. Um, I think from a fan, spectator point of view, yeah, I think it's important that we have like at least one mini, like one jump in there that's kind of technical. It gives you an idea of, you know, that we're still racing and it gets intense. But uh, I think from the viewer standpoint, like the track for Vegas, where it's super, you know, it, I wouldn't call it like really super technical, but the whole track was busy and had technical parts to it. There was nothing really difficult or hard. Um, it definitely makes more exciting racing. Um, a lot of guys who don't prefer the technical stuff will say, you know, it makes for better racing when the track's faster 
and there's jumps. Yeah. But in my mind, it just turns into a train where we're following each other, and it's it's supercross. You know, it's, it's yeah. Then it becomes a Mike Brown and Taylor Roberts show. Yeah, it's be yeah exactly like that, and it's it's hard for a guy like me coming from a trials background to make an aggressive pass on someone unless there's somewhere where you can make an advantage. And in my mind as a racer, I want a track that's a little bit tougher. I mean, still fast and has a lot of flow to it, but you need a track that has can split the boys from the men and give you more opportunities to get passed on people instead of having making having to make a dirty block pass on someone and a bull turn. Weege, best track you saw this year? Well, they didn't really run it in its entirety. I think it was the one in Ontario. Oh, in practice, they brought out an all-new obstacle oh. that was going to change the uh, face. Uh, uh, and I, and I, a shark pit? A shark pool? Uh, actually, probably about as dangerous. <laughs> what was it? Are you yeah. talking about the thing that was going to clothesline our head off? The decapitator. Yeah. <laughs> the decapitator. <laughs> the deca- they had in practice, right before the finish line, they had a log like five feet high. Oh, come on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? I think Eric Pernard did. We love Eric Pernard. We love Eric, but come but on. come on, dude. Was he, he's French, so he's probably drunk and eating bread. <laughs> a lot and of wine. A lot of wine. Yeah, maybe he just wanted to hurt Americans. Did, I'm not sure. Did, really? They had a five-foot log? Uh, were, you, were the riders happy about that, Cody? Did they like that? <laughs> um, I was one of the complainers because it's 6'3". That was not a great idea for me. <laughs> That's right. Too Cody should have just had Kip chew that thing down. <laughs> I... I, I, they took it out. They took it out. <laughs> did, did it go make it through practice? Did, did, did you guys ever ride it? I don't think the pros ever rode it, did you? No, they took it out after all the amateur qualified because everyone was like, Dude. Um, either make it so low that you have to drag your bike under it or because, you know, when you want to race, that's sketchy to <laughs> see at that point of barely ducking under this log. Wow. The decapitator. Now, wow. the theory was, you're like, hey, sometimes on a gnarly trail, you might have to get off the bike or duck down or something uh, like that. that not was in the race. Yeah, I don't think you want to do that in a... No. 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 I uh, mean, you know you hit a branch going at a decent... A branch. Yeah. And you're like, man, that was That's loud hitting and, yeah, the helmet. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. hit the helmet hard. Right. Yeah, this uh, is a lot. Uh, thanks, Neil. Thanks for calling in. Wait, I got one, I got one more question for Cody. Will you ever nah. be as gnarly oh, as okay. Kip? That's just all we have to know. Is Kip the oh, I man. just realized who this is. <laughs> Yes, dumbass. No, you cannot be as gnarly as Kip Webb. He no brushes his teeth with battery not acid. Possible. So. Is that your dad? How many how many rounds yeah, did Mike Kip, Brown Kip make it in a boxing match? I have I have to dedicate you know everything to my dad. Without that guy, I would be a little softy. So things worked out for Thanks, me. Thanks, Neil. All right, thank you. All right, uh, um, hey, um, are you all? Are we all signed up? I don't know if you're aware of this, Cody, but. Um, I provide uh, goggle service and clear vision to some of the best racers in America, uh, Supercross, Motocross, who wear X-Brand goggles. Wait, the best really? riders in America wear X-Brand Shut goggles? Up, the, best one. Oh, the best ones. That. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, Cody. I don't know if you're aware of that. All the best riders wear X-Brand? Well, and I provide the service to these best riders. Well, where is my service? Yeah. Why even bring that up? Well, <laughs> are you crazy? I'm a Supercross, Motocross guy. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's fair enough. Did Steve come down and offer any service of any kind, goggles or any kind, before the main event on Saturday? Uh, no, he didn't. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Weech. But then you try to soak up. I'm claiming you try to Cody. claim the I'm, victory. I'm claiming Cody's victory. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so uh, are we all good for X Brand for 2014? Is Rich returning your calls? I mean, what do we need to do? We got to make this. Yeah, Rich, Rich and I. Rich, whatever I need, Rich. Hooks me up with. I'm not like a super 
Tricky guy. I just, I don't know what the deal is, but I just want clear lenses. <laughs> clear vision. That's like all I want. And the next thing you know, I'm getting more goggles well, without the clear lenses. I'm like, it's just, you can just give me clear goggles and we'd be good to go because I still have all my other ones. And Okay, well, now you, got, mean, now you have my he number. He overhooks it up. Now you have my number. If things get weird and Rich is out BMXing with his kids, you can always text me. So, all right, I um, got it. Um, we'll, we'll try to make this happen because, uh, you know, as I say on this show, X Brand Goggles is a sponsor of this show. If you want to win, you have to wear X Brand, and Cody proved that. So, Cody, my yes, theory was my my theory was apparently the goggles are really good. The reason other X Brand athletes aren't winning is because they have Steve holding them back. You get the goggles without Steve, and you win, and then you win. So that's the <laughs> Washugal twenty uh, twelve. Alessi's goggles seem to work pretty good as he dominated the moto. I can't. Were they moto concept goggles? Were no, they, those I'm were very those were X Brands. Very confused. Hey, do you run? Do they run? Do you run tear offs for the water or anything? Do you run tear offs on a Duracross? Yeah, I go back and forth like. I almost want to run roll-offs, and we actually had a talk in the riders' meeting because we've all been like, this year it seems like every water jump's like a really steep lip, and then you just splash the hell out of yourself. Mm-hmm. And we're like, can we like somehow make a jump so we aren't soaking wet one lap into the main event? And, uh, you know, I, I want to run tear-offs, but the problem is the water gets all in between them, and then you can't really see. Right. So maybe I'll have to go to roll-offs. I don't know. So most kind of the time like, you're just running neither, just one lens. Yeah, I just I just run the lens. and Clear vision. Bro. I usually end up just, re, if I'm on a straightaway, i got enough time, I just swipe it clean if I need there's be. lots of time in endurocross. I mean, there's not much. Yeah, Not much coming at you. No, no not at all. Decapitators and stuff. <laughs> I wipe my lens no. over the decapitator while I go under it. Um, hey, wipe co- it on the log. Yeah. Cody, yeah. thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. I feel like we're. No, I feel like this could be the start. I'm, I'm glad to be on here, honestly. Have you ever heard of the Pulp Mech Show before? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. All right, so we're one step forward. Well, let's get you back on. You know, when Endurocross starts back up and, and everything else, and you know, we'll check in with you and all that. Hey, yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. You guys got my number now, so yeah. Uh, I got one more question for you. Okay. You're uh, you're going for a degree in mechanical engineering, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. So your goal is to return to the sport. When the racing days are over, we're using that degree. You're going to have to – he's sadly winning races, but he has to go to college to eventually get a, some money out <laughs> right, of the industry. Right. Uh, that is the goal, to eventually come back and, and work once the racing days are done? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to be directly located, like directly in the racing, but I want to be something related into it and, uh, you know, use knowledge what I've learned from racing and, you know, as a racer – and put that aspect from what I've learned in school and mix it all into one thing. And, you know, a lot of engineers, unfortunately, that I'm around right now in school, they're not the best socially. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I think they have a better social <laughs> opportunity than um, some of the people I go to class with. <laughs> so they're not on radio shows and doing yeah. podium interviews and interviews at the X Games? Signing no. autographs and things Signing like autographs. that? No, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, they might be either playing video games or... Pokemon cards. I don't know. <laughs> uh, right on, Cody. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. C- congratulations on your success and the win and uh, and everything, man. It's uh, it's awesome. And yeah, we'll, we'll get you back on. No doubt about it. All right. Thanks. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. Uh, that's uh, Beta. Beta Zone. Cody Webb. Never thought I'd say that. Beta Zone. One interview that I did with him this year, I said, the Beta is now the Alpha. <laughs> like that? <laughs> no. No, it's terrible. What about, I thought Blame. of this one during the interview. What if he was the master of the beta? 
Master Beta. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Master, we could start that one I that. like. We could start calling him Master that, Beta. That, that one I like. Chief Smokes. Um, that's my mom. Chief Smokes. Oh, Chief Smokes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's, let's, um, we're going to hold off on you, Pookie. And I want to do the NFAB banging bar segment. She's hard to resist. NFAB. Very difficult to hold off on Pookie. NFAB, uh, industry leader in Jeep and truck products, uh, pre-runner, <laughs> main quality Nerf, Nerf bars, pre-runners, other off-road accessories. They design and manufacture the strongest, most durable, best-looking Nerf bars available. NFAB's committed to building the best high, heavy-duty, high-end, high-quality parts for your latest trucks and SUVs. N-Fab.com. Uh, Ping's got some uh, steps. He loves them. Uh, we're waiting on some Ridgeline stuff as we go. And uh, Thomas at NFAB, big supporter of the sport, Jessica Patterson. Um, there's going to be an NFAB announcement soon, probably what they're doing. they got some exciting new race team developments on off-road and uh, Supercross motocross. Cool. Can we just leave it at that? I don't know. I think we can. Uh, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly yeah. we can. Okay. Uh, so with that, uh, we do the Banging Bars segment. We have a deal, right? Yeah, we yep. have a deal. Let's do the deal. This Banging Bars brought to you by NFAB. All right, we're going to make this simple and easy. You got something to say? With those bars? Let's start Swisscore. I don't know. Talk to Swisscore. Nuts and bolts. He's rapid firing it. Okay? You, do you know, by the way, the one year that you were uh, fired by Racer X or let go or quit? I'm no, no, sure no. My was contract it. was up. Okay. And they said, hey, we're going to have to uh, uh, cut your contract. And I said, okay, by how much? And, and it was told, uh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually just going to pay you per article. Nothing guaranteed. <laughs> So you weren't so, fired. We wanted no, to keep you. We wanted to keep okay. me. Okay, mm-hmm. but it was a it was a stra- drastic pay cut <laughs> to zero. <laughs> to zero. So I moved on to Transworld Motocross. But anyways, okay. okay. Uh, so then, as you well and then know, back to Racer X, incredible. <laughs> well, uh, you know why? Because then Ping and I tried to do our own podcast. Yeah, failed miserably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had very little of this equipment, but I seem to have the same amount of wires for some reason. Yeah. I had a lot of wires. Well, I saw your uh, mixer. Um, I saw your mixer. Yeah. Uh, that you used, and it's like 1980. Well, yeah, it was what Tim Cotter had, and I it blew up on me one time at Washougal when when we had a webcast at the Nationals for a while, uh, uh, you know, audio only webcast. But yeah. what people didn't know is I was not only the announcer, but I had to do all the technical work. I had to run yeah. it just like kind of you're doing right now. Right. But it's a lot harder when you're doing it live during a race. Yeah. Because if you screw that up, you know, God help us. And uh, yeah, so this thing had been trotted out to like seven straight years of Nationals, outdoors, rain, dust, and everything, and that board. Apparently yeah. didn't get the job done, but what does a what, what does a mixing board like that cost? This one is a eight hundred dollars. This one right here. Yeah, it was yeah. not happening. Right. Um, um, but anyway. But luckily, yeah, luckily you were so bad at it, and you lost the whole podcast. One of them whole gone and didn't even. Yeah, it was only Jeremy McGrath. Yeah. No biggie. Right. Yeah, it only, we lost Jeremy McGrath. No big deal. Um, Jeremy McGrath well, talking thank- about the frustrations of testing motorcycles and then not having the production model show up with those changes and how mad that made him. Yeah. We had him saying cool yeah, stuff like that. Right. Anyway, the point I'm getting at here yep. is, you know who cheated on you? We sent you out to pasture. Yeah. We had to beat Steve Mathis at his own game. And you know who came over to help us take you down? No. Guess who said, hey, Brian, I would love to help do audio intros and outros and transitions for the show. Swiss score. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Cheated on you. Oh, wow. Tried to take you out. Is that this- true? It's not true. Can't be true. Can't be true. I don't. Unfortunately, I have my one-year-old computer. I, I wish I had my old computer. I'd even have the files. I have the, the Swiss Core files. Yeah, he cheated on you. I. 
I don't know what to say. You're speechless. I don't know what to say. This will be dealt with. I think at that this point it was like with. some guy from Michigan wants to help. This will be dealt with in a, in a PR, HR manner <laughs> at Pulp Inc. Believe he, me. He helped kick you out the door. This has never been relayed to me. Really? It's never been told me. I thought you knew this. No, no. This is not wow. good. Yep. So. Had a bit of music, you know, introduced Ping and I, the Race Tricks <laughs> podcast. Really? Yeah, I will. I can probably get you the file. I'm sure I still have it. I'll send it to you next hmm. week. Uh, yeah. What time is it in Michigan right now? It's pretty yeah. late. Time for a talk, perhaps? Um, wow. I, I doubt it's on the laptop I have. Can I run downstairs and try to get it? No, I believe you. Okay. I believe but you. I would love to play it to um, hear his voice. Oh, the actual file. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. text from uh, Corey Moser. I'm speechless. WTF. WTF. <laughs> no, wait. I know I have the actual – I might not have the intro file by itself, but I have whole podcast, which would include that intro, so I could get it tonight. Go dig it up. Yeah, okay. Go downstairs and I'll dig it up. I'll be right back. Okay, all right. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of this one way or another. Poogie, what's going on? Wow, that's – Right? Yeah. yeah you right just... when you think you know someone. Sheesh. I would have never thought he would have cheated on you, Wood being W-O-O-D. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I'm at Trans World, and I'm just, you know, struggling, and Swiss Core is making introductions but for But paying Swiss Core. Were you paying him at that point? No. Oh. No, he was not on the – no, he was not on the payroll. Oh, maybe you can't be mad then. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't, don't look at it like when that. Did just go with it. Just go with it. Was I paying Swiss Core? When did he come on board? Uh, probably about four years ago. Well, if he ago. had already been helping you and then was offering to help them, maybe you were paying him. I don't know. We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to get to the bottom I, of this. I, I just texted him, and he so far is like, I did? He's saying he didn't know <laughs> No, bullshit. About it. I, I can tell he's you saying right I did. Oh, well, he, he's like, I that did? That motherfucker's going to find out yeah, real quick what he did. What he did. He's going to find out right away. Uh, Brandon, welcome to the drama show, by the way. Um, why don't we find the remote and... Change the channel on Is that. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, I was kind of looking for oh. that because the TV went off. Um, all right, so coming up on X-Brand Goggles, uh, or NFAT, NFAT Banging Bar segment, uh, we still got voicemails. Let's, uh, actually, let's, let's play the voicemails while we get to the bottom of this. Uh, there should be a file in there, Brandon. Just hit it. Voicemail is 702-586-7857. Call anytime. No. And uh, leave a message. These are the best of the best ones. Uh, uh, Triple X and J-Law. Just saying. Hey, for Michigan. Stop fucking eating on air. Who is eating? You guys got a horse down disgusting pizza? Take the headsets uh, off, me. go downstairs, something. I, I almost can't even listen anymore. There's no way you guys used to chow down all show last year or even four shows ago. It's disgusting. Stop. Uh, uh, hold on. Okay. We were eating. You were eating the pizza. You should not have been doing that. We've done 152 shows. We've probably eaten... Two or three of them. Tits, uh, you haven't been there for the whole time, but it's not like we're chowing down every show. And Maybe you should start, though. I mean, Pookie told me hey, it didn't sound good, you know, and I thought maybe mm-hmm. we were hiding it okay. Um, I will say this. It's, it's, it's frustrating when you have your co-hosts, like, checking their phone and eating and, like, ping and blows for doing just about everything but on the show last <laughs> week. Uh, you've noticed Kyle Partridge is um, never come back. Since we had him one time. And he's a good guy. I like Kyle. He lives in Vegas. He'd probably be good for the show. He doesn't want to come back? No. I've never invited him back. Because he was on his phone the whole oh, time. Oh, the whole okay. time he was on the show. And it's like, bro. Like, I get it. You want, you know, we, we just... Can you devote some time? We have 50-minute commercial breaks where the, where the 
Co-hosts can be on their phone. Wygant's been really good tonight. He knows. Pingree's on his phone a lot. I just, you know, I'm on my phone, but because I'm getting texts and info and tweets about the show, but um, it's frustrating. So, yeah, I get the guys. I get the guy. Uh, eat, get the guy calling the voicemail. Plos and Ping were eating and on the eating a lot and on our phones, and I'm just like, come on, guys. But I was guilty of it too a little bit, but it doesn't happen a lot. This guy's getting a little upset, right? For nothing. I understand if it's a week in and week out thing of eating. Brandon, you listen to the show. How much do you hear is eating? Not that much. Like don't once. tits. I heard that. I heard that tits. You have a microphone right in front of your mouth. I think it was a recent one too. Right. Uh, what's that? I think it was a recent. one. No, it was. It was. It was last week. Just yeah. Last week. yeah, yeah, last week or I think or maybe the week before. But anyways, all right. Let's let's hit the rest of these. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, my name is Jordan. I'm from Arizona. I'm an avid listener. I really appreciate the show, and I'm. Uh, driving to and from work, um, and I just kind of wanted to state my opinion about uh, the Joker lane. Not that it really matters, but I thought you guys could maybe talk about this uh, this uh, aspect of it. Um, me, like Steve, I really appreciate the Joker lane. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it adds a lot of variety to the race. Obviously, it's exciting when you know the two top guys missing, and it completely throws the whole result of the race. Um, but yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome and. That exact reason is why I think it shouldn't be in the normal Supercross circuit. Um, I think the second that we put that is, you know, every race or every other race or the circuit, I think it loses, loses its coolness. It loses it, its kind of excitement factor. Um, Daytona Supercross is exciting because it's the only one with that kind of a layout, with that kind of a, you know, outdoor spread out type. U.S. Open is so exciting because it's a completely different track as well. It's more kind of closer, uptight. Um yeah, I just I thought you guys could maybe talk about that. Uh, I just listened to um, the top or the show where you talk with Iser about it, and uh, I have to say I'm kind of on his side. Uh, maybe I think mean, I think I like it a little bit more than him. So I'm with you there, Steve. But uh, yeah, I think you know maybe throwing it once throughout the circuit at one race. I mean I understand that, but I don't I don't think it should be in the normal circuit. So uh, yeah, um, I'd love to this on the show so you guys can talk about it unless uh you disagree with it too much or you don't put it on then i guess that's your choice but uh thanks but it's funny the um the joker lane we've asked a bunch of people and, and dan bentley and nick way and every rider we've had on and ralph shaheen tonight no one and this caller has brings up some great points and some good points uh no one wants it every race just i think we can all agree it was well i guess we can't all agree but it was i'm very Weege's too, very passionate. Can't find the file. Weege? Um, I believe I misspoke. There was another mysterious audio guy from Michigan <laughs> who created an intro for us. I can play it for you. What? Really? What is oh, going on there? There's competition. There is another Swizzcore out there. Wow. Now I'm going to try. i got to find out who is this guy. Here, here let's plug this into That's your... Yeah, I can, I can play it. Plug this into your, into your huh. deal and... Uh, um. This is what we had so the year Swiss we didn't have Mathis. Lying. Okay. Swiss said no. He he said he didn't remember doing that. <laughs> he didn't remember. So yeah. there's a chance he did it. He yeah. just didn't remember. Yeah. Okay, so now Moser is calling Swiss Corps uh, disloyal and not mm-hmm. loyal. And then Swiss <laughs> just hit back with the fact that uh, he moved his just short to Racer X, if you want to talk about loyalty. <laughs> Moser got his columns and moved from Pulp to Racer X. So Once? He did? Yeah, remember you did Moser Oh, one time. Yeah. yeah, one yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, so let's... All right, let's play this. All right. 
Racer X podcast. Brought to you by the world's number one source of motocross and supercross news and entertainment. RacerXOnline.com. That's not Swisscore. No, it's not Swisscore. Swiss Swiss now, to be fair, that has a very Swisscore feel, but yeah, that's definitely not him. It is not Rapid Fire. And Swisscore says, you guys can all suck my balls. Yeah, it was not Swisscore. So who is this guy? Who is this guy? I got, I'm, I got to figure it out now. I got to dig through emails that are. You like really five years started old. something. It Man, didn't I need was to pumped. be started. You, know how, you, you would have been better off just saying, "I guess I can't find it." Just, just running with it. Just running. No, it would not be fair. Swiss it would not be denying fair. it on text. It would, no, it would are, not be fair for me to when I found it wasn't him to not say, "Guess what? It wasn't him." It could be something I would do on this show. All for good. It would just be to let it go. Yes, I would yeah. do. I would do let that him on hang show, even right. for a crime he did not commit. It, it's all for the show. I gotta find out who this other Swiss core guy is. Who was from Michigan? Much like Swisscore, he didn't go by a real name. <laughs> right, they don't Brian. do that. No, they don't. Email do Brian and say, "Hey, I just want to help." They run from the law. Most of these wow. guys. Is, well, yeah, you know what? All the Michigan is. Um, They're from Flint, is Big bro. Nasty from Michigan. Yeah, yeah. One right. time I said, "Big Nasty, what is your real name?" And he said, "Can't have the IRS knowing that." Right. They're all shady. <laughs> Swisscore, Big there. Nasty. <laughs> yeah. No, they are. Uh, is this Wolf? Wolf? Yeah. Oh. Is he from Michigan? Is he just going by a name? Is that how we do it? Yeah. See, Wolf. Is that really your name? That's my last name. Huh. Okay. Well, see, I want to be. I want to be a name. You've heard me, right? You've heard. You've heard hey, me. did you get that one? Midpack Mathis. No, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, someone sent that. Midpack Mathis doesn't do any. Like, I mean, I think it's more on the side of making fun of me. Really accurate. Mm-hmm. Four Manitoba titles, and that's yeah. accurate. Okay. Um. All right, Wolf. What's up? Well, uh, you guys were talking with uh, Ralph earlier, and then that kid that just left the voicemail about the the Joker land and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um. I I understand like Ralph's point when it comes to like not putting it in every race just because the novelty would wear off and all that. But uh, what was it like three, four years ago at the Australian Supercross Series when they had like all the different formats, like two. Like ten lap mains, I think they did one format where it was like three sevens or something. Then they had like a knockout format where like they ran four lap sprints or whatever, and yeah. the bottom five from each one, each race were eliminated well, they until did they that, were down to they five. They did that at Bercy too. Yeah, they had those same things at Bercy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they did a different format each week, I mean, do you think that would? I can't think that that wouldn't you know keep everybody entertained, especially if somebody like Villapoto or Stewart or if any one of those guys had a problem where it just made everything more interesting and it kept the racing tighter throughout the whole series. I think the problem is what, – what are you pointing out here? It's wrong. What? Take what it out. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. I, pointing <laughs> means many things. I think the problem is – and I knew, I knew the Australia – I know the Australian series had done that. I think if you start getting too crazy, then it just starts confusing people. And then whatever you gain by it being different – you completely lose on the – I mean, yeah, they had like a round-robin tournament where everybody had to have a match race against each other once. And, I, you know, we are trying to make the sport – part of the reason we want to do this is to make it more exciting so more people are into it and more people watch the races. But if it gets so confusing they can't understand it, I think you defeat the purpose. You can't go too nuts. But, Wolf, you've, you've, you've been listening to the show, and you know that – and if you listen to the Racer X podcast show and this thing, I've been beating that drum – nonstop that we need to switch things up. I do think there's a place for it. Not all 17 rounds and don't go too kooky, but change things up. I I, I agree with you. I I yeah. think I think there's a whole lot of things that need to be changed. I think you know doing the format hell I'm I'm glad they, you know, went back to semis. I mean, I'm I'm I've been watching this forever. I'm only 23, but I'm I'm more of a old school type of 
guy with the formats and everything else with the semis and all that. I uh, I was in favor of removing the semis. Thought it would be good. Thought it was too much racing. Thought it was a little boring, and uh, wasn't sure. And I was I was mistaken. Uh, I'm looking forward to them coming back, especially how they're alternating the the heats. So all the odd finishers are going in one semi, and all the evens are going the other. So you'll have different guys racing each other. Wow. Race. <laughs> oh, they're switching up so so it's not even the same guys from the yes, from the heats. Which is the a semi. great idea because we each. It if, makes no difference. No, Nobody yes, cares. it does. Yes, it does because okay, you watch a heat race. Yeah. Just let him up. Let let him up. He can't be stopped. Um, uh, you watch the guys from the heat, and you're like, okay, so top five are going to get in, yeah, or whatever. You're like, okay, so I already know that these four factory guys are getting out of the heat, and then I know that these five guys, Pike, Tickle, I don't want to say anybody because someone will tweet the rider that I said. Yeah, hey, he can't make a heat race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, away or whatever. You know that they're going to come out of the semi, and you already sort of know what's going on, and you, you know who the favorites are. But now you're like, oh, dude, like this is crazy. Uh, and JT said there was always one strong semi a lot of times and one weak semi. And so you were you – Right, know, right. Yeah, I mean, now this is just going to shake it up, bro. Shake it, it up, baby. No, you, it will make no difference. Uh, Wolf and I disagree with you. It sounds I'll, cool on paper. I like that. Yep. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. You know what race took took a big mixture of everyone out of both heat races? The last chance qualifier that we had. I don't remember ever saying, whoa, how weird is it going to be when this guy matches up with this guy? I the next it, week, they were probably in the same heat race I together. Said it all the time. And that week, they're in the LC. Oh, whatever. I, I, said it all I sat the time. next to you at every race for the last three years. We were never like, what is it going to be like when Weimer and Tickle are on the same gate together? I swear. Well, you probably see it in the main event that night. I thought about it all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, but how many, how many times throughout the year did, did you actually have to say that in an LCQ, when, except for one, you know? Usually it was Bubba that ended up going to the LCQ when he crashed out in the heat race. I mean, how, ma- <laughs> that, how many times did you really what? have to pay attention to the LCQ? What? D- don't make fun of JS7. Our, our guest producer would be very oh, upset. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuart never crashes. No. Never crashes. <laughs> yeah, that alternating thing sounds awesome. You will forget how cool that is. Uh, screw you. you. Thanks, Wolf. Care. Thanks for your call, man. we got to run, but thank you. Yep, thanks, guys. All right, thanks. Uh, Mr. Wolf. All right, okay, so... Um, See, clean things up on Pulp let's, Fiction. Let's yeah. finish these voicemails. Let's knock these out. Jake, good job on the show last week. You got my vote so far. I still got to hear the other three guys, though. He's got his vote. He's been one. <laughs> He's got his vote, though. <laughs> this guy votes for so Jake. <laughs> He's in the lead. Brandon, Jake's in the lead, corner of this guy. So. Only so far. Yeah, no, only so far. Only so All far. Right. Still early. Yeah. Mathis, I just listened to the podcast with you, Iser, and Wygant, and you guys were talking about... New Jersey Supercross, and, you know, you guys are worried that you may not get the fans or the attendance. I think you guys might be a little surprised. And I live up here. I live in New Hampshire. And the closest Supercross I've always – well, I went to Boom. Anaheim once. The Supercross, I've, we always want to go to them. But the problem is the closest ones around were Indi- Indianapolis Boom. and Toronto. Okay, okay. So we got the first surprised amount of people that are going to travel to go Boom. see one of these. Boom. Or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Later. Hey, Steve. He's out of East Tennessee. Just watching small videos. Uh, I think it's 05 uh, on two strokes. Uh, Houston, the announcers were talking about Ferry having a uh, carburetor problem. Uh, <laughs> threw it in neutral or something and threw you off and said that you weren't real happy, and then they were kind of laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Sounded like a funny story. I'd like uh, It'd be great if you would tell that. Maybe you have. I've just never heard it. But if you want to tell it again, that'd be great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I've told the story a few times, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ferry's having a problem with his works carburetor. Couldn't jet it all day. It's bogging a little bit. I'm trying everything, uh, all my magic. It's still not working right. 
Uh, he's really frustrated. He can't jump a jump. His wrist is sore. He's blaming me and the carburetor. And there probably really was something wrong with it. Um, and uh, so I get on the bike, and he's, like, telling me, it's still wrong. And I'm like, ah, 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 and he's like, ah, ah, and we're drawing each other back and forth. And then he goes, he goes to rev it to show me, and it's in gear. And he goes, yeah, and loops out. And I go ass over end onto the pavement, radio everywhere, fanny pack, pit boards, Mathis everywhere and he's just like oh and I'm like go go and he's like oh, sorry dude and I'm like get the fuck out of here I hate you and he's like I hate you and uh yeah and so it was like just a disaster and um uh ended up uh I put a brand new carburetor on and it was fine and got rid of the problem and he threw me on the ground and the announcer saw it or whatever it was front of everybody you know what I mean and um uh, uh sent the carburetor to Japan said, hey, we can't figure this out. Like, what's going on? And Carver- and uh, Japanese guys wrote back, you know, a month later, uh, yeah, we also feel the bog and we feel the hesitation and we don't know what it is and it's ju- just a garbage carburetor. Just went wow. bad on it. worst carburetors. Anyway, so it was really weird. So I knew that I didn't do anything wrong as far as jetting-wise. It was just something was up with this carburetor because we put the brand new one on and it was fine. Um, so, yeah, good story. That and, is awesome. Yeah, and Timmy t- threw me right over. Uh, side story to that, I had had a herniated disc. And I went in for surgery. I was in pain for a lot. Uh, I was eating because so much- of that. No, I was eating oh. so much Vicodin that Timmy and his wife had to like a sit down with me. Like, are you addicted to Vicodin? Do we need to get you help? I'm like, no, I'm just in fucking pain. So, had surgery on a herniated disc that was eight millimeters out, uh, and it cured ninety percent of my problems. I still have ten percent issue with sciatica and pain down my nerve, down my thigh, and whatever. Still struggling with some issues with the surgery, but. I was much better shape, not popping Vicodin anymore. Uh, Timmy's threw me off the bike. I was in so much pain that night. I'm like, he jacked me up again. It was only not that long after my surgery. Woke up in the morning, never felt better. It's never been back. Never been. It's never been better. It's even now. Timmy fixed you. That's what Timmy's claim. He Tim, knew that. Timmy, Timmy said, I felt your pain. <laughs> Timmy told me, I felt your pain. I threw you off the bike, you know, to, on purpose. But honestly, whatever, however I landed on the concrete... The extra 10% I needed to get back to being 100%, it was it. Timmy fixed you. He did. No, he did. It's like Jesus. He's been indebted ever since. Well, you already know that they were trying to intervene to get you off the pain pills. Mm -hmm. You had to do it by any means necessary. That meant curing you. Yeah. It was funny, though. They're like, hey, um, you know, do you, Mathis, do you you seem to be taking, you know, a lot of these pills? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm dying here. I can't, can't sit in a car. There's a glass in front of him just filled with I them. can't sit in a car longer than five minutes without dying, and I can't stretch. And I got these asshole doctors telling me, you know, like, just stretch it out, boy. Just stretch it out, you know? And wow. uh, and I'm like, you know, so, and again, had surgery, never took another Vicodin, and uh, whatever. So, okay. all right, let's finish this. Mathis, have uh, some thoughts about Privateer Purse. So, Feld is a for-profit company, and they're entitled to make money, and they're obviously not going to take a bigger cut and send it off to the privateers. And the industry as a whole, without a union, probably not going to pay the privateers any more money. There's just no money to pay. So I'm wondering why they can't do maybe something like a privateer 50-50. So I'm a big hockey fan, and our team, on average, probably has about 16,000 fans in the seats. They run a 50-50, half to charity and half to the winner. And on average, it probably is between thirty and maybe $45,000. And that's with 16,000 people. So with Supercrosses, on average, maybe thirty to 50,000 people, I see no reason why you couldn't have maybe eighty, seventy, eighty thousand $80,000 of additional money through a privateer 
available to be split between uh, privateers. I know that's always an issue determining who's a privateer, but they, it's uh, volunteer. Have you guys ever heard of fifty fifty draws? Is that the only Canadian only thing? No, we had a little league and all that. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know it was yeah. a Canadian only thing because I, I always just see in Canada. Yeah, so, I have it. All right. Okay. 20, 30 volunteers from a local motorcycle club who sell tickets during the heats, some in LCQ. Those people get to watch the main event for free. There's no overhead. All Feld has to do is, is staff the volunteers, sell the tickets, and there's tens of thousands of dollars extra for the, uh, for the privateers. Just a thought. I mean, great idea. Here's the problem with that. The factory routers would be like, oh, I want that money. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be a lot of money. <laughs> be a lot of money. First, you definitely would have the skirting of the, I mean, when Ivan Tedesco oh, and yeah, all those guys yeah. are trying to be when privateers. When Paul Carpenter wanted to beat me up in Minneapolis Tunnel because I said he wasn't a privateer because he had factory KYB. There's, just, there's a lot of that. The other thing is, I, I think, you know, there's, there was Dash for Cash and Arena Cross and all that stuff that's gone in and out of the series. I think they are trying to portray this as a big-time motorsport. I haven't had anyone tell me this, but this is my theory. It doesn't look very big time when you're like, these riders are so poor, we need your donations, fans. Yeah. It doesn't I, look good. That's a, kind of a reason they stopped giving up those whole shot checks, I believe. Yeah. Hey, uh, $500 <laughs> is changing their lives. Right. These are highly paid <laughs> professional athletes that yeah. want 500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. I remember Bruce Sternstrom in an elevator one time. We're going down to the press conference in the elevator, and they see that on TV. And he goes, we just spent 80 grand in bonuses tonight, and they're bringing a guy on stage so he can have a $1,000 check. Yeah. The sport looks Part lame. of the reason, yeah. I think, why the RaceRex gas card got kiboshed. Part of. Oh, you know more than that? Okay. All right. What, what gas card was it? RaceRex gas oh, card. Oh, RaceRex. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was just because it was just cheese ball to, like, have donations for a guy. You know? So, um, the purse money thing, I'm, I'm in agreement. They failed put $7,000 more into the LCQ. Great job. They, yeah. need, they need to do more, yeah. though. The lights class, ridiculous, is a ridiculous payout, and they need to do more. They're trying. They're working on it. Here's the thing I've learned, though, and I, I'll have Feld's back on this. No matter what the purse is, people will complain. That's true. People will always complain. That's true. They put $7,700 into the LCQ. People complain about the purse that next year. This purse sucks. So you will and never, never heard ever. a rider say, Thank you for putting seventy seven hundred extra dollars no, in it. No, nope. you never. And, and it can be better. Absolutely, they're making a lot of money. We've talked about this on the show a lot of times. It needs to be better. But you will always hear complaints. You'll never say, "Oh man, hey, thanks for paying me." So. I've got a good idea that I've heard a couple teams float out there. Um, I don't want to get political here, but what's funny is you'll hear many people say that. In general, you do not grow anything by literally handing the poorest people money. There are many people that say that, right? Well, that goes into a whole other belief about socialism. Well, yeah, and it absolutely yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. all right. So just to show how like the little economy of Supercross imitates life, there are some people that say that doesn't work. You need to give it to the, uh, the middle class, and that will create more jobs in the end. So mm-hmm. what is the middle class of Supercross? It is the teams. Yeah. There's the people that run the race, the riders, and in between that are teams that are paying riders yeah. to race, right? right. Now, what I heard teams say is the only reason teams are racing is for the general hope that maybe we'll win. That's the hope that every yeah. team has when the year begins. Right. We're paying riders. We're paying employees. We're going to the races with the hope we're going to win. Only one of us will win. We're all hoping we do. If you add a little more hope, more teams will spend more money and hire more riders and pay more riders more money. So what if you took a small part of the purse and made a, I don't know, a $10,000 pot or a $50,000 pot for the whole year? That's up for grabs for teams. And I've heard teams say, 
even if only one team's going to get that ten grand, there might be five teams that spend more money and hire more riders and pay more riders more to money to, to money. try to get that money. There's at least the hope. And then instead of just saying every dollar goes into it, you only spend the ten grand, but it fires up five whole teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, that gets into the whole socialism yeah, versus yeah. capitalism is directly handing a dollar to someone as good as right. only handing. Basically, you'd have to give. What? How much more money you'd have to put in the purse to make a huge difference? A hundred grand, five hundred grand yeah. to really change yeah, yeah, the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. hundred grand, maybe. Right. I don't know. But teams yeah. are saying if you just gave us a ten thousand dollar pot, we would spend more money. Maybe that keeps. We've had what six, seven teams fold. Yeah, yeah. Well, three teams last year, and yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Maybe that hope is what keeps those teams going. And right, right. I don't know. I don't know. Ten thousand probably not enough. Yeah. But I've heard teams say that because ultimately, the way the riders just, really make money, you just. You hope it goes to the riders and not through the teams in the team pocket, team owner's pocket. Let's be honest. No one that's running a motocross team is shoveling tons of money in their no, pocket. No, 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 no. They, I mean, we can joke all we want. There's no way Mike Genova is making money off his team. Koi Gibbs is not making money off his team. Yeah. They are spending money yeah. to go racing. So you need to motivate them to keep doing it because if they leave, the riders are going to lose a whole lot more money than you could ever put back in the purse. Good point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, let's, let's wrap this thing up. Hey. Uh, Jake from Michigan, and I think it's pretty obvious what your nickname is. Um, Wally Whoop-de-Doo, yeah, not so great. Donkey the Dumbass or whatever it was, Dummy. also not good. Dummy However, I think you could make four-time work. Raining yellow stuck, so if we keep trying four-time, it'll stick. You, you Keep up good work. Later. You can't egotistically call yourself four-time. We called Stanton six-time, and it's stuck, and... You know, Jimmy but, Johnson stole it now from Stanton. I mean, I can't say four time. Like, first of all, people. I know people get really upset. They think like I think these Manitoba titles are like, like I like I understand they're, they're I understand the cheese ballness. None I, of them are in eight, eight titles. No, no, they're not not pro right. No, I know, not, that's, not, that's, not pro titles. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, if I start calling myself four time, that would seem like I'm a little bit more <laughs> egotistical than like I brag yeah. about them. But I'm yeah, yeah. My tongue works. is so far in my cheek it hurts. So, all right. That's it? That's all right. it. All right, fantastic. That would be Ass the Dumbass if you were Donkey the Dumbass, right? It was No, the real name was Dummy the Dumbass. Right. Yeah, that's what somebody wanted to call Dummy it. the Dumbass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Brandon, um, got some X-Brand goggle questions for you here. 15 okay. seconds. We're going to get to know you a little better. Okay. All right. What is Tits's biggest flaw or, most, or what do you most dislike about him? <laughs> <laughs> These are from Corey Moser. Uh, so far, nothing. He's got no flaw. So far, I haven't seen one. Boom. You want, question, me, you want me to step out? Question number two. Like question number two. When is the last time you creamed your pants and why? <laughs> so I got, that's what got tits blocked by Dungey on Twitter. I don't he know how to answer question. that. Answer he, that. He, he, uh, he told Dungey, uh, cream my pants, and Dungey blocked him. Oh, never been back. <laughs> Dungey's never, 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 never taken him back. He, favorite rider blocked him. It was probably when Stewart won Monster Cup. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Framed your pants. Okay. Okay. 15 seconds. Name as many Pulp MX show sponsors as you can in rapid fire 15 seconds. Uh, NFAB, BROP, FMF, Race Tech, Work Connection, Black Ops. Uh... All right, Tom. LX Brand. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Optrix. Yeah. They, they, Boom. They didn't name Optrix. 
I was didn't I, name BTOSports.com either. I'm yeah. actually sponsored by them too. Oh, Jesus, Brandon, don't don't tell people. Marketing that. guy of Optrix not doing a good job. No, getting the word not out. at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yes. Okay. Um, we never got to the NFL banging bars. Quickly, we're gonna move the show along. Uh, what is this? Tell me who is going to come up on top of these two bar banging battles in 2014. Okay. Tomac Roxon. Who comes out on top of that bar banging battle? This will be tweeted to the rider within 35 <laughs> seconds, I know. right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Tomac. They were mad at me once, and I don't want them to be mad at me again, so I'll just pick them. Yeah. Barsha and Kennard. Who comes up on the NFAB banging bars segment? Who comes up on top of that bar banging mail? Earlier in my top five picks, I put Barsha ahead of Kennard. So now I will say Kennard over Barsha. So I've equaled <laughs> you them out. covered yourself. <laughs> nice. That Either is way. why it's called a waffle he's line. brilliant. That's why he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's brilliant. Um, Brandon, you having fun? Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm having a lot of fun. Bullshit. Okay. Um, I sprayed him with pump. That's what I did. I sprayed him with pump. Why? What do you mean? Well, I gave love to both Barsha and Kennard. I sprayed them with pump. Oh, I see what you right. mean. Right. Yeah. Uh, we got to do that word. We got to do that word. Word of the day again. All right. Tits versus tits. Let's do this. Let's quickly wrap the show up with everyone's favorite segment. What's the matter, Pookie? I need a marker, please. I'm glad Tits versus Tits decided to make it happen. I, I, I think one of the Titses was saying she was tired. Is that me? Never too tired to win. She. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, quickly, uh, well, again, I'll recap. I'll, I'll recap this tits versus tits battle. Okay. Uh, tits came out with a strong victory to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pookie won the next five in a row. Wow. To pull ahead in dominating fashion. Wow. Tits has roared back. Oh. With like seven or eight. In a row. Seven or eight in a row now. And so now has a lead on Pookie. It's all about confidence and momentum. Once you get that momentum going. It, it was incredible. And I just for the record, Tits, from yeah. day one, I backed you. That's right. I backed you're, you. You're the only one. I'm the only one. JT backed Pookie. I didn't even back my own wife. I'm like, Tits, you got this. You got this, bitch. I'm kidding. I'm joking, Pookie. What's wrong? Oh, we all know how funny I think that is. What's wrong? Are you mad? Are you sad? No, I, I'm sick of losing to Peter. Yeah, I don't mind if we just call it a, call it a career. No. Oh, we're um, not. Okay. <laughs> No quit in this one. I mind. This is the first one to three. Get out of here. Oh, actually, there's no answers on here. You can look oh. at these questions. You can, there's no answers. Okay. Make give her time to. It's not the first of three. It's the best of five. Best of five. Still. Best, best one of five. Every year. All right. Can he see my? No. <laughs> yeah. He's six feet behind you. Okay. All right. Here we go. Tits versus tits. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. By the way, this is a great show. I'm having fun. You having fun, Weech? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Kind of sad. To no, say. you haven't. No, I actually have. That sucks. What's your favorite thing in this man cave? What's the coolest thing in this man cave? This is like I said in your podcast. Don't ask the person the question. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me come back to it. Okay, all right. Let me come all back right. to okay. it. Okay, yep. tits versus tits. You ready? 15 seconds on the clock. There's a rider from Florida. He used to race. His nickname was RT. Those initials were RT. Everyone called him RT. He's from Florida. He used to race back in the day. His dad makes awesome cookies. Time. Time. Pookie. Uh, Ronnie Tishner. All right. What do you got, Tits? Rich Taylor. Yes. <laughs> I started no, running back. both RTs. No, Iowa. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You started running Rich Taylor? Yeah, and then I remembered he was from Iowa. Yes. He's from Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, that's All what right. I said. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> two riders from France have ridden for Mitch Payton and won two Supercross titles, two 250 Supercross titles, or 125s. Who Name them. Two riders from France. Brandon, do you know this? No. Okay. 
two riders from France, wrote for Mitch. They both won two titles in the 125 slash 250 supercross class. What the crap is his name? Time. Oh, oh, time. I can't believe this. Uh, Pookie, what oh, do you got? You Pichon and Purcell. Very good. That's right. Is that right? Yep. Yes. That's really good. What did you, Tits? I had Pichon. I couldn't think of Purcell's name. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. We haven't talked about I, it. I know. I got him. There's no excuse. <laughs> There's no excuse. I, I thought, he's the freaking guy. I can't believe you he's got Pichon. Right. No, I got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no problem. I couldn't think of him think as a PC writer in the last Purcell. contest, and we were shamed. Jeez, tits. I, nah, I, it's 2 nothing here. Yeah, I know. It's not looking good. I've got a hefty lead, though, so I'm, you do, I'm yeah. not worried too much <laughs> okay. about it. I'm going to give you 20 seconds on this one. Name three riders that have ridden for Team Nolene. Three riders who rode for Team Nolene. They were around for about seven, eight years. By the way, Brandon, did you get Purcell and Pichon? You did? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think we can do this game with you and Pookie if you win the job. I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Three riders who rode for Team Nolene. Don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Time. Time. Tits, what do you got? We're going to start with Pookie. Ferry, Larry Ward, and Kyle Lewis. <gasps> Boom. What do you got? Ferry and Lewis. You could get Big Bird? No. You like Larry Ward. He probably hit on you. I only know him as Triple X. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Two to one. Two to one. Crap. Okay. Ready? Name the first KTM rider to win a 125 Supercross. 125 Supercross, first KTM rider to win a 125 Supercross. Time. What do you got, Poogie? Langston. Very good. Shit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was Kelly Smith. Almost. A lap away. Kelly Smith was the first KTM rider to win an outdoor national tuned by Steve Mathis. High point. Rob Bush hugged me. What are you looking at? He's trying to figure out his favorite thing. Oh, Search, yeah. Well, Search you got to see one thing that you can't see right Besides now. Besides Rocky. We got it. Uh, That's game. Poogie wins. Yeah, she got it. Is it by the recliner? Oh, good. Poogie oh, wins. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Weed. Tits. Let, me, let, me ask you, tits. let me ask you if you would have got any of these because these I was throwing it around. Who won the Motocross of Nations this year and last year? Do you know the two countries? This year was um, – last year was, was Germany and this year was Belgium. Yeah, so you would have got that one. Yeah. What supercross venue do the riders go up a peristyle? The Coliseum. Would you got any of those? I would have got both those. You would have? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, one thing you have not seen. Tits, can you uh, pull out Moser's shrine there? Ah, it's well, shrine. one yeah. Corey texted me and said, did you see the balls out shrine? Oh, my God. So now I'm – and he said it's by the rec- it was by the recliner the last one. We can't really too. figure out how to hang it. It was over there. Do you remember the term balls out? Oh, yeah. Uh, Full castration and yeah, all that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, a Corey Moser – um, yeah, it's it's a set of bars. It's uh, Troy Lee Designs pants from Moser, I imagine, and you know the balls that hang on the trailer hitches, and not the steel ones, the fleshy ones with Just boxer shorts. With boxer shorts, he uh, he said, and he wanted get this, get this, why get yes. his original idea? Take this to the race every race, and at the end of the night, have the balls out rider <laughs> balls out award. Balls out award. He was like very disappointed. I did not uh, give give this any thought. So there we go. Why again? So so that's the balls out award. We can't we can't figure out real tears. Real tears. We can't figure out where to hang it. We're just haven't been able to figure out. 
<laughs> Paul Satterward taking a picture with the guy in the pits after the race. Hey, thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, man. Bars with the balls. These are our listeners. Actually, that's worse than that. These are our people who Employees. work for Paul Bumex. It's even worse. Yeah, I got the balls out award. Yeah. There's a handful of riders that I think would be pumped. Yeah, probably. There's guys I probably. can see doing yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Can I give well, you a podium Poogie, of the uh, Shrine? Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Pookie, yeah. congratulations, congratulations on your win. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's only probably two more of these games left, so you're mathematically eliminated from beating tits. Nobody but knows you, what the real count is. Well, it's too many to It's too many to not enough. I'm pretty sure Swiss Corps can figure it out. I'm pretty sure that Swiss Corps can. and loyal Swiss Corps can figure it out. That's right. I need to figure out who this evil twin You don't know the shitstorm you started on text. <laughs> I got to figure out who this evil Swiss score twin is from Michigan who made intros for podcasts. Who is this guy? I don't know. I had not listened to it. That was 2010. So I had not listened to the thing in about three years. And I thought for sure it was him. And then I heard it. I'm like, damn it. You don't know Sorry the shit you that. started. Moser already accused You him were of- really shaken up. He was yes, really shaken definitely. up. He was. Yes. He was. But then I thought I hadn't paid. I, he was on the payroll then. So what is it? I don't know. Was he? Back at that point. I'd have to look and look at my records. I have to look at my records. I have to call my accountant. <laughs> I don't think it he out. was the time. Okay, what's yeah. your Paul's podium of uh, yeah, Paul's podium, Paul's podium of uh, memorabilia here in the, in the man cave? Well, it was the Iron, Man, the Iron Man, the Iron Man GNCC plaque. Okay, and when I saw it last night, I was like, wow. This has suddenly become relevant yeah. now that we're going to have a national. Yep. Someone's going to ask about the track. You're going to say, I have a plaque. to And what did it take? 12 minutes on tonight's show <laughs> right, right, for it to right, already right. happen. Much like Summercross and yeah. every other thing, I will beat that into the ground next year in Indiana. Right. Right. Um, second, now that I know that photo of jumping is you, that's number two. And what I really find awesome about that is we took a photo of you on someone's bike this year in the pits. You jumped on someone's bike. Okay. And then you posed. Did he and do you that had, same pose? He did, amazingly enough, had the identical riding style, sitting in a bike <laughs> in the pits, crossed the bars, and gave number one. But every part of the riding style, sitting on a bike in the pits, and that, same. That's funny, because no. he always said that that's not his normal riding style, because uh, he's doing an uphill jump or something. Man. I'm not at the apex yet. I'm not yeah, coming down. Right. I'm wide open, pinned. Right. Might have to look at the... Uh, Archives oh, here, my photos. Good. We'll hey, find it. You don't have a good track record sure. so far. So yeah, you're right. Oh, it's totally different. Okay. It's totally different. And number one, I'm assuming that's the pass of the lead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bush Creek 2003. That is a sea stone photo. And uh, that is the pass in Moto 1 for the lead at Bud's Creek. Taking it from Wyndham. Yes. Taking off, yes. taking the lead. Yes. The apex of the turn, putting mm-hmm. the block pass on Wyndham. Mm-hmm. That's number one. You have a photo of Ferry taking the lead, Bud's Creek First Moto 2003. It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't, does it? It does I, not. I, I, I've talked a few times about that race. I cannot believe you found a photo Seastone. of the moment. Seastone, bro. Well, how did it come up? Five years later, you're like, hey, do you happen to No, 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 no. It was all Seastone saying, here you go. And me going, yes. He's heard you talk about it enough to go through his archives voluntarily. That, yeah. yeah, I just think so. Yeah, it's just a good guy. Seastone is a good guy. God yeah. rest his soul. I'm surprised you didn't say the 2003 number plate, 86. That's the donations that you guys yeah. lost? Yeah. I don't know. Something better about the win as opposed Good to point. the loss. Okay. Yeah, right. the, the last Team USA who had lost up until last year. And not the M. Egg and Senior Jersey's autograph to my wife? <laughs> nah. No. Nah. Okay. Hey, Brandon, you have fun? Yeah. Enjoy it? fun, yeah. I told you it was not easy, multitasking. Yeah. It is, I have to say, it's quite challenging. I saw all the crap they had to do back there. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually quite difficult. Uh, it's a lot of multitasking. Which leads me to the final question of the night. Why are you leaving? What the hell? 
You live five minutes away. It's a Monday night. Who does anything on Monday night? You get paid. It's good times, bro. It's it is good times. Yeah. Uh, just ready to move on. It's like Jake Weimer. Nothing wrong with Alden Baker. Nope. Got to change I, it up. Well, I, I I've been open that the this is late for me. I I'm usually like to be bed much earlier than this, so the late nights are uh, Ooh, hard the, for me. The late nights of what Vegas. What if one yes. of the new producers tries out and then doesn't want it after? I don't <laughs> after know. They do it. Then we call the runner up. I mean, they all seem like they want to do, do it. Still he do said it that now? at least he lives close. I, I was worried. With, a young, with, with, with a young Tis legendary. Oh, he lives far away. He's like a half point. an hour away. A yeah. young Tis legendary was once also enthused. Yeah, <laughs> it sapped it from him. Yes, yes, sapped it from yes. him. He was once like, I want to do this job. I love it. I believe the exact quote from Tits one time was, "I will be here as long as you want me here." Uh, that's true. I remember saying yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Wow. As long as you'll have me. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. now no, no. we know. No. No. Can't no. No. Trusted. <laughs> Not as long as you'll have no, me. No. <laughs> Only if you'll have me for three years, and then I will leave. Uh, yeah. It's too bad uh, you don't live. You know, you can't red eye commute from Charlotte for the show every week. Yeah, that's why I'm bummed that I had a good time because I would actually like to do this more often. Yeah. But there's really no. I don't want to just be JT and just. We'll have both Jasons on the phone. Uh, that's yeah, that's really called the Racer X podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's called. <laughs> this point. Yeah, right. Well, Brandon, hey man, uh, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate. It. I think you did a good job. Thank you. Um, you know, I wish we talked to you a little more. To be honest, we did have a long show and lots to get through. But uh, you love James Stewart, and, and you know, whatever. Good enough. enough. Said. <laughs> enough said. Um, uh, but thanks, uh, man, and we hope you enjoyed it. And you're in the running, and uh, we're going to choose our guy, and uh, should be good. He's good got big time backers, though. Did you talk about that? No. Oh. Yeah, he's got a leg yeah. up. Yeah, he's got Mike Mason. He's got personally vouched for right. for Brandon. And David Pingree called me. Ping never calls me. Ping's buddy. Yeah, you're, you're pulling in all the big dogs, aren't you? Ping's oh, yeah. buddies. Yeah. Uh, Ping's buddy knows your dad. Yeah. Right here in Vegas, mm-hmm. and said this kid is it. Mike Mason <laughs> said this kid is it. I mean. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Thanks for coming out. And not only that, but Jake wore a competing hockey team shirt to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> to try to make you mad. Yes. But but Jake does look like Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I like and that, Ping yeah. really like I did that. like Ping giggled yeah. a, lot. a lot. Ping brought up Google images of Zach Galifianakis compare it? and compared it to, to compare Jake. compare it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so there is that. Yeah. Uh, we don't have that going for you. So. <laughs> Was there a uh, connection with Kenny with that phone call? That that uh, yeah yeah Jake yeah Jake knows Kenny. Does he have a Kenny, Kenny endorsement? He's Wait got a, a wow. That's something. Does Jake actually know Kenny? Yeah yeah they heard of that voicemail. Well it's yeah not... I thought that he was just hitting him up on Twitter or something like that. No because Ronnie, good question. I don't know if they actually I... cross paths. Yeah okay yeah good question. Not sure. So uh, good times tonight on the show. Appreciate it, Pookie. Thanks uh thanks a lot, love. Congratulations. Really, uh, congratulations on your lo- on on your win. On your love. Congratulations on your love. On your Congratulations love. on your love. Yeah, right. Congratulations on your love. Would it be possible to potentially fly here on an afternoon flight and then take a red eye home? No. Why not? Oh, time change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just throwing it out I there. I doubt there's red eyes. Oh, no, there's U.S. Air. You Vegas. love U.S. Air. Yeah, there's you absolutely take, red yeah, eyes Yeah, you Vegas. take red eyes all the time. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. BTOsports.com. Fly racing. Race tech suspension. X-brand goggles. Atlas neck braces, NFAB Jeep and truck bars, showy helmets, free gun underwear, works connection, Tech One Designs, FMF Racing, Brat Bar, A10 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, and Optrix all on board with us. Thank you to Jake Weimer, Ralph Shaheen, Cody Webb, Brandon, our producer, Tits Legendary, Pookie, most of all, Jason Wygant. Thank you for staying back in Vegas. 
yep. an extra night to make mm-hmm. this happen. Good times. Always nights, appreciate it. Bro. My favorite guest. Weege. What do you mean your favorite guest? When Moser asked me on the pod on the Superfan Roundtable who my favorite guest was, I said Weege and JT. Weege has never been on the show. She just yeah, knows the, the potential's show. there. Oh, what? Yeah, on the Friday show. Like yeah, on the Vegas ago. thing yeah. or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a, uh, another show and another producer. And uh, we're going to figure out, the, get to the bottom of this. We're replacing Tiss Legendary. We'll try our best. Uh, he's a man who can't be replaced. He's got Optrix business to go to, according to some. <laughs> so very, very busy. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.